Hello and welcome to Nollywood Film Club podcast. I'm Mr. C of Eureka Critic and uh, I am not redoing this again. This is my fourth time doing this intro because bad things keep happening. But in this conversation, bad things will not happen. We will have a fun conversation and we do have a fun conversation um, on the space. This was a very fascinating one. One of the big things to look out for is... uh, discussion on nudity in nollywood jesus um this conversation i have a feeling is going to keep on going um although i feel like i've probably said as much as i can say on the topic by the end of this discussion um because i just think we just keep on making the same mistakes but um you know what one thing i didn't say on this space is that i don't mind us is is at least good that we're venturing outside something that is not um, the norm. Uh, just need to perfect it. It's the same thing as most Nollywood um, venturing outside norm things, really, that we do. Anyway, but um, there is a lot of discussion about um, um, the world building in this. Um, there's a lot of discussion about like character and plot progression. This um show we will be discussing has some stunts um so yeah this was actually a fun discussion there's pushback which i always enjoy please feel free to discuss push back on anything if you jump on the space or if you want to come discuss with us um i'm always open for it mrs c will not be so um pray i see it first all right But having said that, um, I just hope you enjoy Nollywood Film Club discussing Shantytown. Welcome to Nollywood Film Club. Um, We discuss movies every Sunday, Nollywood movies. Um, We will do the good, we'll do the bad, and then we'll do a summary. Um, And today we're discussing Shantytown, the new Netflix tv series okay uh, let's let's just um get into it let's go straight away um let's start with um let's start with elizabeth elizabeth uh what what do you have for us uh, what what's what's gonna what what did you like about um shantytown hi so um what did i like about shantytown i like um i like the world building so let me just say that um I've always thought, I've always wondered if Nolly would ever make like a dystopian, what it was going to look like, you know, maybe it would be set in future or how the world building is going to be like. And I think this is one thing that I appreciated when I started watching Shantytown, especially from the first scene. You are in this world that has, that has obvious breakdown of law, law and order. And you believe it. I mean, it wasn't as though there were so many elements going on to it, but just from what the, the, the from the Shangisha village or, or town, or town, you have, um, an idea of what this world is. Is, is a world that it's not set in the future. So, I mean, it looks a bit familiar. Like you're, you're sure you've seen something like this before. But then the obvious breakdown of law and order just also seals it, and you know, you're not. It's not jarring or nothing is out of place. So I'll say yes, world building. Um, 
what else did I like? Okay, I'm going to go on to the other <laughs> other nonsense things that I like, like Mercy's ass. <laughs> I kept staring at it and I'm like, you know what? Go girl. Every time she was, which was not a lot on my screen, I was like, yeah, that's good. What is it I like? I liked seeing Peter Okoye on my scene, on my screen. I thought he's very, I, I thought it was very cute. <laughs> um, what else did I like? I, that, I think that's it for me, really. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, mentioning some cute people to look at, including Messi's ass, not Messi, Messi's ass, apparently. And as somebody who doesn't mind looking at a cute bum bum, doesn't mind looking at a cute bum bum, doesn't mind looking at a cute bum bum. I think okay. I would say that, yes, I, uh, yes, I'm fine with it. BBL or not. What, whatever you are, uh, however, I don't discriminate. Wherever you got your bum bum your, from. If your cheeks look nice, I like looking at it. They will go to other aspects of, will come to other aspects I'm of, so of what. Not liking looking at <laughs> of, of what that means and, and what it could mean for the audience and, and the greater conversation behind all of that. But yes, um, I, I certainly can get behind that. Thanks, Elizabeth. Uh, all right. Uh, five, please uh, tell us some things you enjoyed about um, Shantytown. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, Hi. Just to let you know, please, oh, maybe you just time me because I wrote a lot. Thank you. So I like the storyline beginning with Jackie's freedom because he created the setting, although it was weak, that it was freedom the women of Shantytown sought, and that was something not freely given. I like the scene in which Inem fought Jagun for groping Ashanti. It showed a glimpse of her character. However, I don't feel that part of her was further developed in relation to the girls. More on that later. I love when Chidi speaks Yoruba. I wrote here, mm, yum. Chidi's acting as Scar was so convincing. I loved seeing him back on the screen and I like the reveal that he was Chief's son. Chidi acting as Scar was not him acting, but him being, and it brought me back to old Nollywood because of the strength of his acting. It was seamless. I definitely felt encouraged to to have an old Nollywood marathon. I liked the first scene with Scar and Chief Fernandez. It showed the expected power play and made one reflect on Scar's power in Shantytown and his power in front of Chief, how he still ended up calling someone of higher authority Baba and prostri- prostrating. I liked seeing that, especially when Chief Fernandez called Scar a Buderi. You could still see the spite Scar had for Chief in his eyes, which is always obvious in such power structures, but further understood when it was later revealed he was his son. I loved RMD's Yoruba, that, and I loved that it was improved for this series. You could definitely tell that he'd practiced to ensure it sounded much better, so well done to him. Um, Chief's bodyguard was hot with the way he floored Scar. I liked that it was the beginning of the war between them. I like Nancy in parts of the mixologist um, scene, the confidence in mixing, certain mannerisms, the shaker scene, but especially the way she tucked the money into her bra. More on this later. The bloody scene of Scar killing Jackie coinciding with the climax of the sex scene was good editing and imagery. Chief's voice in this film was so sexy and I love the name Fernandez. It's even the last name of a character in one of my books. So I love that confirmation that is authentic to Legosian. I like how the dialogue between Scar and Dame Excellency gave us more insight into Chief Fernandez's character, especially as it was after the scene where he accosted Shalewa. I especially liked when Scar was wearing the hood and being aggressive, the switching continents when he saw who it actually was. Scar and the Dame fed off of each other really well in that scene. 
I like the scene between Inem and Mamati. Her saying, hold me as they embraced. It was sweet for the moment. More on that later. Ine really acted well in this film. I love how she's always had an expressive face that speaks for her and how she knows how to communicate with her eyes really well. The acting was heightened towards the last episodes, especially between Inem and Ene. I love their scenes and how she finally convinced her to use her power to help the girls, even if it was for a brief moment. I liked a lot of the costumes, especially Ene and Scar's outfits, Shalewa's too. Ene's style was very distinct and personable, nice fabrics and styles. I liked how despite seeing Inem as a threat, Ene still helped cover her, cover for her after she stole the money. I love how there was a strong emphasis on spiritual protection and charms. It was one of my predictions for Nollywood this year that there would be a lot more spiritual and supernatural themes this year and beyond. I have a theory that RMDO has been dying to play this sort of role, so we stopped thirsting over him. He was scary as fuck, and I loved it because he's the he's been the soft-spoken, chilled guy for a while. So he was very menacing and showed range, and I think his performance was excellent. In terms of Scar, the cutting off of his finger really showed Chief didn't give a fuck about his son. I also liked how there wasn't a storyline about him, Scar, trying to get his father's approval. The only acknowledgement of fatherhood by Scar was when he confronted Femi and referred to him as the golden son. I also came up with the theory about Scar's name. It would be generic to think it's just because he has a scar on his face, but what about a scar where his heart used to be? Bearing in mind he's been doing this since he was a teenager, then as an adult, we can see what his father appointed him to do, using him to his own advantage, then wanting to shut down his livelihood because he was running for governor. On top of that, he sliced off his finger. I give it to Scar's character for taking all those wounds on his chin. And let's not forget the shock at what Chief did to NM. Chief Fernandez was just a sick fuck. Then I liked Colorado's character and his one-liners. It became so comedic. I liked how the final scene with Scar felt exactly like the scene with the hyenas in The Lion King. I liked Nancy in different parts of this movie. She was funny and charming. That's my girl. And I think at one point, I think we were supposed to realize that Mama T may be Scar's mom. Or am I just getting that wrong? Yeah, those are my likes. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. I, I always love it when you speak. Like, you don't just have notes, you have a narrative. <laughs> like, you start from somewhere, you're telling a story with it, and I love it. Uh, okay. And whilst I, I do love Fire, you do not have to do, you do not have to have your list. If you feel, if you want to say anything about uh, Shantytown, whether you have the notes that Fire has, please feel free to request. I don't have a uh, list. So. Uh, <laughs> Just feel free to request. Uh, we'll 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 take it um, in, in terms. Uh, is during these kind of things, um, usually our speaker list will be full, but we'll do a rotation. But you'll definitely get to go if you um, if you if you want to say anything. On the other hand, you can just um, you can just uh, use the hashtag Nollywood Film Club or just make a comment underneath the space. Okay. That said, uh, let, let's let's go on. Um, Cynthia, uh, tell me some of the things that you liked. Oh well, yeah, I don't have a last list. <laughs> um, for most part of it, I think I enjoyed the pigeon. I'm still thinking, like I felt like it wasn't slow. Um, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah I think the pigeon was. Okay, it's gelled. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I also felt Iniedo looked very good. Not like the acting was good, but she looked very good on most of the things she wore. 
Um, I also kind of like that they spoke Ibibio epic, having a minor language in a big house production because it's on Netflix. So I'm saying it's a big house production. I don't know if it's a big house production anyways. Um, so I kind of like that they spoke minor language, but if I'm being honest, with or without it, the movie would still be the same. And yeah, those are the things I have for my life. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think that uh, one of the, my likes is uh, the BBS yeah. s- spoken by Ini and Inse. Like Cynthia said, I think there's something, you know, like we get a lot of Yoruba in, mm-hmm. in some of these uh, big, big um, mm-hmm. films, and sometimes we get Igbo. Uh, it's nice to have all these other, um, um, other dialects. Um, I do have family. From, who, who do the who speak uh, Ibibio? So it is uh, somebody who who has family there. It was nice to go, hey, my people, that kind of thing. But we don't yes, understand anything. Shut <laughs> up! We're not talking about that. We're not talking about. I said family. I said family. I said family. I said family. Anyway, but yes, it's good to get a representation, and this is part of like sort of Niger to the world kind of thing. Um, yes, it's it's nice to have. Um, um, the different dialects represented and and in and all of that, but thanks a lot, Cynthia. Um, so, uh, Omar Dudu, um, please uh, tell us some of the things you liked about Ashanti Town. Hi, everyone. Hey. Um, so the things I liked about Ashanti Town, I think I like the opening scene a bit. I kind of like it a bit because <laughs> the only part I didn't like was where. Um, the mother was rowing away with the other girl, and that guy was looking at her uh, like as if she was far away. So I think I like the opening scene a bit, and um, I like the BBO, like everyone has said. I think I like the way uh, Inedu and um, the other lady they were uh, exchanging, like they were talking. I really liked it, it was beautiful to watch. So, um I think I like RMD's character. The way he spoke, I really like the way he spoke. It was not... It, it didn't, his Yoruba didn't feel forced. He spoke his Yoruba well, and it went, you know. So, um, what else do I like? Uh, I think I like Inyedo's character a bit. I like her performance. Not quite well, but I like it. And um, she this character. I don't know why everybody is hyping that character, his performance, but I think the dialogue will kind of make it, you know, it watered it down a bit. The dialogue watered its character down a bit, and it, it was kind of, it, it didn't look different from uh, talks I've seen in other movies, in other Yoruba movies and whatever. It didn't look different from Bolali, uh, Nino Nowos, performance so so i don't i don't think there's anything spectacular about that performance but it's okay it's quite okay so i think those are the only three things i like about okay i like the uh start, uh, uh the the where they had the blast the the um what do you call it the boss i think i like that scene i like it so that's all i like about all right. Okay. Thanks, Modidu. Modidu um, mentioned some um, some of the effects. The bus tipping over 
some praise for um, Chidi Mokeme, but I mean, some reservations and some of the words that actually came out of his mouth. <laughs> but uh, he seemed to like uh, his performance. I, I, you know, I think uh, Chidi's performance was actually solid. I, uh, I think I share Modidi's um, um, reservation for. Um, some of the words that came out of his mouth, but I think, yeah, I, I have, yeah, Chidi's performance is hot and cold for me. There, there's some po- there's some points I think where I think yes, 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 I'm I'm, I'm with you here, and there's some p- points where I'm like, uh, I, I don't mm. agree, I, I don't I don't agree with this choice. But yes, in general, I'm I'm not mad at people to be honest. Um, um, liking liking the performance. Um, but by the way, uh, I'll just say again, for the new people who are here, you can just request to speak if you want to share anything you like about Shantytown. Um, just come up or reply to the um, um, reply to the space, or just use the hashtag Nollywood Film Club. All right, uh, Ada Oweri, please uh, tell us some of the things you um, enjoyed about Shantytown. Yeah, hi. Um... So I, one other thing I enjoyed, I think it was meant to be a movie, um, but this might be incorrect. So I'm glad that they made it into a series. And yeah, that's one thing I enjoyed because I'm not sure how they would have fit everything. Um, I liked the opening scene because it was kind of like a shock factor and it kind of went straight to the point, even though like obviously it wasn't necessarily um, correlated with the rest of the, the series, but it, it wasn't a slow burn. I it was like within a few minutes there was something happening so that was good and I like the inclusion of the monkey the random monkey at the start that was quite funny and cute um I like the Ibibio language I have never heard it spoken before and I thought it sounded quite very very cool and I love how it was fluent between the characters Uh, I love it as an inclusion as a diversification and away from like Yoruba or like the main languages um, I like that the names of the name of the boss is Da Costa Fernandez, uh, which is um, unexpected, I guess. From again, usually it's kind kind of like um, a proper proper Yoruba name, but yeah, I liked. That. Um, I liked Nancy's side of the plot, even though it wasn't explored that much. And I wish they did because I found that could have been very fascinating. Um, the whole thing of her being basically sold by a father into basically slavery and prostitution, trying to get out of it, realizing that she's stuck, having to find other ways, um, 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 you know, getting a, a random encounter with like a billionaire son, um, I feel like that was that that could have been that that had potential, um, and even though it wasn't explored further, I think that was uh, a good story plot. Um, I like Scar's performance in the restaurant when he was confronting his half brother, because you could tell. I mean, he had um, his finger cut off at that point, but um, you could tell he was kind of like unhinged or in pain. Some, something was wrong, basically. Um, but the way he was performing there, you can tell that there's something wrong, either upstairs or in his finger. I don't know, but it was very yeah. He 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 played that that scene very well. Um, I liked um, the effects were not bad. Um, some of them were were 
not that good. But yeah, I felt I felt overall the effects were not too bad, and you can tell um, there was some, I guess, preparation and effort put into it because I was obviously apprehensive. Um, I have a bit of a thing with Nollywood trying to do like action kind of things because I have suffered in the past when it was just cringe. Um, so I hold my hand up to that to being a bit of a negative Nancy. But um, when I saw it, I saw that it wasn't actually too bad. You could tell they actually had choreography for the fight scenes. Um, the explosions weren't too bad. Some of yeah, the other effects at like the car crash and stuff were not too bad. They were believable enough, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I liked the preparation ahead of it. Um, um, and, uh, yeah, I think that was it. Thank you. Thanks, uh, thanks, Adda. Um, I, I, I have to um, agree with a couple of a couple of your points. Um, uh, one of the things that I what immediately saw Scar's finger getting chopped off. I was like, oh, can we maintain that throughout the mm-hmm. the series? And um, can we can we do that? And I think there might have been one scene I didn't pause, but like I felt like maybe I saw his complete hand, but like I didn't I didn't see it for sure. So. Um, I thought they did a really good job. Um, I'm I'm someone who tends to notice these kind of things, um, so that at least it wasn't obvious to me. I was like, "Hey, that's uh, that's that's a score." But yes, um, um, well, well done to a lot of the makeup department for um, some of the so for some at least that 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 aspect of the thing generally. I, we might come to that in some of the bad sections, but uh, yeah. All right, thanks, uh, um, Aika, please tell us some of the things you enjoyed about um, Shanty Town. Yeah. Um, so, one, I wanted to say um, some of the fight scenes and coordinations that was really, it was really nice. I mean, you could see people punch somebody, and you could see that punch landed, and that's something that you don't necessarily see in modern films today. But it was cool. I, I really liked it um even how the some of the fights in who got up the upper hand at the end the way they did it it was nice um the makeup department in some in yeah like the special effects department the practical special effects i'm not talking about like the the visual the visual like the practical special effect environment they did pretty good jobs too that's really nice um the unique fashions of I will say unique fashions. It's it's, it's nice too. Um, I will say that uh, Chidi Mukimi's um, acting was it worked for me because in some places you could definitely see him give like emotions behind his eye, even though he's being cruel and everything. You could see that he had that there are some that sort of emotions I put behind his eye. Um, I will always love Ini. And I think Ini does do well in many parts, but some parts she doesn't necessarily do well. And I do not think necessarily it's because of the of them not knowing the acting. It's just sometimes I feel like some of the dialogues that was written for the characters might not have been as well placed. But yes, um, I well. In, 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 in was good in this, although sometimes in, in, um, 
British accents will pop out, but Insane was also good in this. Uh, I, I, um, Nancy Seme was she was okay. Um, so th- th- this, uh, those are some of the things I like. I also I like as a as a popcorn. Um, there are some things here that are next level within Hollywood, right? You could see there was some planning. There was some. Not to say there wasn't planning ever in Hollywood. There was always, I don't want to dismiss that people planned. You can't shoot a movie and shoot something without plan, without doing some planning. But you could see that there is sort of um, um, production improvements. And I see it in this movie. And I'm very glad about this. I'm very happy. And I know that Amy said she wanted to say that this is one of the reasons why she wanted to make this. Is to say that we can probably do this next level things in Hollywood. I believe her, and I think if that's one of the goals that she's getting for, I think that this, in a production filming way, yes, this definitely really shows that, and that's a good thing, and that's the next level, and I'm, I, I think I like this movie, this show for that. Um, as a popcorn thriller, yeah, it's it's okay, it's good, it's not, it's it's okay. It's okay. Other other aspects. I also think that they did some good. At least they did some sort of research because they did get the fact that um, Lagos does have people who were once slaves, and they came back to Lagos during the Portuguese era. That's why you get the Fernandez, the something, and all those people are part of the Lagos history. And like they 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 did context with some of Lagos history, some of the scholarship. In Lagos history, maybe pop scholarship in Lagos in the history of Lagos. Um, so that's something good. And yeah, like yeah, this it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was a pretty good production in some of, on some of those other aspects. That if you think about it, yeah, it was lovely and um, it was entertaining. It was it was entertaining. And it was it, it was as a spectacle, as like a spectacle that goes for pretty shocking spectacle. I think it's if you judge it by that standard and the standards that you normally see in this type of um, spectacle, the one that goes for like the bloods and the gods and spectacles like that. I think it it, it doesn't stand out as much it, it, within that within that sort of something. It's not. It wasn't badly done. It was like very typical for that type of spectacle driven um, show. Okay. Sorry, I tend to be very specific with the type of phrase I give. No, no, that's good. That's that's good. Um, that's fine. Um, thanks, thanks, Angika. Angika, um, particularly. Uh, praising the production of, of the show, I, I have to say those the explosions at the beginning. I was I was very much wowed at and like you know, whenever I think about Naughty Wood uh, in terms of when to give us praise, like I know like we're not where Hollywood and you know the West and even maybe like some other parts of um, like either European or, or even Asian cinema might be at or filmmaking might be at. But like it's nice when at least we push the boundary a little further, move move it a little further, so we can go. Hey, we have done something that other people have not done, and uh, I think the explosions was I mean in the production was something that I think achieved that for me, especially 
the explosion combined with the camera works having people run around those explosions was um, was 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 really nice um nice to see uh, at the intro all right uh jennifer uh, what uh what things do you have uh, to what did you like about shanty town Okay, thank you. Good evening, everyone. So I definitely like the opening scene. I wasn't even ready to watch it at the time I I switched it on, you know, I was going to do something else, but I watched the opening scene and the next night I had watched the next three episodes. So I loved the opening scene. I didn't know what was going on with the girl's hair. I, I wasn't, I didn't understand why they had those huge wigs on, but definitely loved the opening scene. Then next, I liked the... Um, um, the love-hate relationship between Ines' character and Inse's character. Sometimes I wasn't sure if Ine, um, Inse hated Ine or liked her or was simply wary of her taking her position. Sometimes she seemed to actually care for her. Other times she was asking Scar, when are you getting rid of her or something? So it was, it was, it was, I couldn't put a finger on exactly how she felt about Ines' character. And that was, um, interesting for me. Then I liked the scene where Messieke was killed. You know, the realization that Scar's um, organization was also into human parts trafficking when Nse's character arrives with the with the cooler. And, you know, we had seen the cooler earlier in the, I think in the club or wherever, somewhere where they were dancing and we didn't know what it was for. And then she pulls it up, pulls up with it there. And just that whole scene, I, th- I thought it was really powerful. And, um, you know, the juxtaposition of the pleasure and pain Messi was getting, Messi's character Jackie, yes, that's her name. Jackie was getting killed and Shaliwa was having an orgasm and, you know, that's back and forth, the intercutting of scenes there. Yes, I like that. And then um, what next? Okay, yeah, Seth's character, Shola Shabowale's character, even though she didn't show much, I like the scene where she has that interaction, that um, conversation with um, um, Ines character and she's basically telling us that she's she's a better person or something whatever was going on there, Sha, the little time she showed, on, showed up on screen, I think she pulled her weight. And I thought their, their roles were emotional and compelling. And I really think that Chidimokeme did amazing. Maybe I've not watched um, sufficient movies with um, bad guys in them, you know, with villainous bad guys in them to be able to compare, like someone compared um, Bolanli, the other guy's character, Sha, but I thought he did amazing. I thought he literally carried this 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 series on his back. In my opinion, he I thought his character was really um, um, compelling. And then finally, yeah, I think the scene. Yeah, I enjoyed the scene. It was kind of playful. The scene where Nancy Simmons' character is getting dressed, and um, Peter or Paul, I'm not, I can't remember which one it was. One of the Square brothers was getting dressed. They were planning to go on the date. I thought it was playful. It was, it was a, um, a weird um, input in that very, you know, everything was um, we're walking towards the climax at that point. But well, here they were doing this romantic dress-up scene, intercutting between this romantic dress-up scene. I really liked that part. I thought it was funny and it just, you know, um, lessened the tension a little. And um, even though I don't think he had any business in that role, but yes, I enjoyed that scene. And um, yeah, I think that those are some of the things I from the top of my head that I really liked about Shantytown. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. Um, I appreciate those detailed notes. A lot of love for uh, Chidi Mokemere's um, performance. 
Um, so uh, let's hear from more people. But if you don't want to like speak, uh, you can just uh, either comment on this or use the hashtag Nollywood Film Club, and we'll read out your tweet. Uh, you can put your hands up uh, if you like, um, if you want to speak, uh, if you're already on here, or you can request to speak. All right, uh, we've got one tweet I'm going to read out. Um, this is from Still Human, um, who says, the only thing I liked was the acting. Iniedo, Chidi, and Inse Etim came through. All right, thank you, Still Human. All right, uh, going back to our list of people, uh, I think Mr. Dawson, Mr. Dawson, it is probably your go. Um, if you can tell us some of the things you liked about Shantytown, Mr. Dawson. Okay, thank you. Um, hi, everyone. So yeah, uh, well, good things. Uh, it's it's a very big improvement, I must say, and it was good to see Cheetah Mukema back in the screen. Um, I I wasn't exactly surprised, uh, you know, for those who saw him in movies back in the days, you know. But then this was sort of a different light because I don't think he's done something like this before. I can't remember. So yeah, uh, but yeah, this was really good. I think the production was good. Um, I think it's something that uh, we're getting a hold of in Nollywood. Uh, generally, I think we're understanding how production should be uh, in terms of cinematography, sound, color, and everything. So the production was good. It uh, was a good direction. Shout out uh, to Achibola. Um Direction was good as far as the script was concerned, you know, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm one of the very few that thinks uh, the script wasn't exactly fantastic, but um, whatever was given to the director, I believe he was able to interpret it to the best of his knowledge. The interpretation was really good. Um, I think the acting wasn't. I think the acting was average, but um, uh, they, they, they didn't exactly wow me apart from Chidi Mokema. And I'm saying this maybe because I haven't seen him doing this doing this in another film. But for the rest of them, it was somehow um, not. Uh, spectacular for me because they came as themselves, you know. Um, although it was a bit funny to see Peter acting, you know, but then uh, I guess they had the reason for doing that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, the rest, Nancy and uh, amazing actresses, but they didn't, there was nothing spectacular about their acting in this movie, as far as I'm concerned. But they did, they did well. Um, yeah, and yeah, like I said, the story was quite incoherent for me. Uh, I, I suppose there would be a season two or yeah, but then I, I I would be flabbergasted if I see Scar in season two, because with those multiple stabs, man should have gone. But yeah, we heard that the body, or we saw that the body was nowhere to be found. So, um, I don't know what they're keeping in the sleeves for us, but yes, we're just hopeful. But yeah, like I said, it's a big improvement. It's good for Nollywood. It it it's very good. I'm looking forward to the sequel. Thank you. All right, thanks, Mr. Dawson. Um, we we're in the good se- <laughs> we're in the good section. Uh, let's let's keep it positive. Positive. There's going to be time for that was the back. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Maybe it's Mr. just Dawson like I learned that was positive. You, you, no, no I, I get it. I get it, Mr. Dawson. Well done. Thanks. Thanks for it. But Thank like, um, um, I'm I'm just saying there's there is a time for uh, offloading on the people you don't think did well. Um, it's going to be in the bad section. So. Um, if you do have uh, energy for some of that, save it. Save it. We'll get to that. We just want to praise the things we like at this point. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we are going to, uh, uh, 
I think I think Monica has been here for a bit. Monica, please tell us some of the uh, things that you enjoyed about Shanti. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining this space. Although I didn't call about anyways. So um, the amazing thing about this project is that I worked on this job. I was in the camera department and it was a great experience for me. And I'm proud to see the work is out there and wow, it's it's trendy it's on everybody's world, you know, and I'm I'm proud that okay I worked on this job. But that's by the way, right? So everybody is talking about um, the acting, the the scar and all of that. I'll come to that. But first of all, I'll talk about the crew and when I'm talking about the crew right now, I'm talking about the lighting department. You guys, look at the lighting of this series. It was mad. It was top-notch. Like, you couldn't have had it another way. Look at look at how, like, it wasn't it wasn't like all those normal regular movies or series that, you know, is overlitted or, like, it's just shining. Do you get, like, the light was cool. It was calm. It was, it was, it was amazing. So I will really, really give it to the light people. The light, it was the light for me for this shanty town. And again, the camera, the shots were amazing. Then I talk about the director too. Dimeji did an amazing job. Like, I don't think any other person could have done a better job. He was so calculative and he was, he was so specific about what he wanted and he got it. And he was also, the, you know, like the editor, he edited it. So you can see how everything came out to be. So I really, really give it to Dimeji Ajibola. You did an amazing and excellent job. And then talking about the roles now, it was car for me. You know, I was on set. I could see um, Chidimokeme could just, you know, from the first day he came on set as car. I mean, like if Chidi is coming to set right now, immediately he steps his foot from the car and come down. He's no longer Chidimokeme. He's car. He's talking like car. He's acting like car. He's, you know, walking like scar so like that's he embodied the role before you could even see what's on the screen right now so i'm i'm so so proud of what he put on the screen because i'm all, i don't oh no 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 any other person would have taken it all, but he embodied the role and he killed it he delivered it there, there wouldn't have been another way so yes it was scar's role for me and then every other person too but scar it was scar for visha because no 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 anyways ahem again oh guys so somebody said the the what she liked about the movie or series was um the opening scene. And let me remind you that those this, the opening scene, eh, those explosives, I mean those explosions were real. Do you know like some some people even almost got killed on set because of the explosions. They were real explosions. I really, really give kudos to Hakim Ife because almost everybody, both cast and crew, they brought in their A game for this for this job. And I'm really, really proud. Like my shoulder pad has been so high. Like it has been, been doing me like I should carry my phone and go and be shouting on the street that hey guys, oh I worked on Shanty Town because oh well, look at see movie now. See 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 series. I mean it's amazing. It's 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 really great. And I um so it was the the explosions for me, it was also the car crash for me. The car crash was car got into a car crash with he got him and his guys you know in the car and um that car crash was also real you know they like they had to bring in people from um kenya right 
Kenya to, to do that car stunt. So you can see that a lot really, really went into this production. And anyways, you guys will criticize, but this 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 <laughs> this production, you know, yeah, it won't have it won't have been another way, but anyways, it was great. So thank you for the opportunity you're giving me to speak. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's my own take about Shanti Town. Thank you. Thank you so much, Monica. Thanks for um, both working on it and uh, working in Hollywood to bring us content. Um, we will indeed criticize. <laughs> that is, that is, um, we, you know, we, we praise stuff here and we criticize. That's part of what we do on here. And as long as it's honest, I don't mind anybody giving their honest opinion. Uh, but thanks, Monica. Um, even your opinion is very much valid. All right. Uh, let's go with Oluwa Tibi, please. Uh, tell us some of the things you enjoyed about Shanty Town. Timmy, are you there? Timmy is not there. Um, oh Lola, please go on. Um, hi. Um, um, my name is Lola. Um, things I liked. Um, surprisingly for me, I liked Mercy's acting. So initially, when I saw Mercy, I was like, oh, um, like is because I haven't seen her like in any production since other than music videos since um, she left um, Big Brother, since she won Big Brother Niger. So, and I just thought, you know, she was just going to be, I mean, she was still a minor character, but I really thought she would basically have like maybe one line max. But the few lines she had, she delivered better than, you know, some other characters, for example. I'm not good. We're not going to go into the negatives now. But she really delivered on her lines and she, she was very convincing. Shelly, the conversation she was having with Nancy, sorry, with, um, what's it called? With Shaliwa. So that conversation was very real and very believable. It didn't feel like she was just delivering lines. It felt like she believed what she was saying, like this was real, this was happening. So I really, I really, um, enjoyed that bit. There were other things I liked. At the beginning, the story was very promising. Everybody has talked about the, you know, the opening scene with the bombs going off and the bow and everything. And I think at this place, at this point in time where a lot of us are jackpying, <laughs> we, we kind of relate to the sort of the, how do I put it, the division in families, operating your life, running away. We all run for different reasons. Not all of us are running literally because we, we feel like we're under on that, you know, threat, but in some way, um, a lot of us are making um, decisions based on survival to leave home. So I, I think that a lot of us would have connected somehow one way or the other with with that scene. And I thought they got me from there. I was like, ah, no, this is going to be an amazing, you know, experience watching this and everything. And um, the other thing I I liked in in um the in the production. There were like moments of I know the acting people have said the acting was average or some people have said it wasn't that great, but there were very few moments of really, really great acting. One of the moments that um I liked about that I that I can remember is after the entire rape scene thing and um Scar was gonna take Inem back to 
um, chief. The desperation with with which um, Ine delivered those I beg, don't take me back. That those lines, you could see and feel like you. I know what well, I tried to remember that because it's very traumatic. So I was trying to remember it's just acting; it's not real. But the desperation in her voice, in her eyes, you know, we all know that Ine acts with her eyes. It was very good. It was very real in that moment. That that was one moment of like really, really good acting, really emotive acting. The other moment was um Inse's character. I don't know why I don't remember the name of the character at the moment. But Inse's character um and Scar when they had their little romantic moment when it was touching up on her, when she was saying like what when she was trying to figure out when it was going to get rid of Inem. There's there was a lot of, you know, casual sex and nudity in in the in the show but that moment was it wasn't just for the you know for the sake of the shock factor or for the spectacle you really felt that there was a connection this is comparing that to every other interaction he had with um every other female um love interest that one that moment was very real um she she really portrayed a very intense reaction to him that wasn't just, that didn't seem fake or didn't seem like um, she was trying too hard or anything. It really came across as real. So those were the things that I enjoyed about about it. Yeah, it the plot had promise initially and it was good. Yeah, so that's it. Well, thanks, Lala. I'm sure we're going to have some nudity discussions later on or... Um... On, from the people who might disagree or think otherwise, but uh, thanks, thanks for uh, your contribution. All right, um, uh, Mr. T, please, can you tell us some of the things you liked about Tenji Town? Hi, guys. Happy Sunday. Um, I've been to watch the show about three, four times. I really, really like it. Um, I was like, for the first time, I basically believed the storyline. It was a very, very tight storyline. You can actually think that these things can actually happen. Don't bite my head, don't bite my head off, but there was an uncanny resemblance between um, RMD's character and Tilibu, uh, someone who has links to the underground world that wants to run for, gov- run for gov- government positions or whatever. Uh, that was the first thing I saw when I saw RMD's character in the first scene. Um, when um, Chidi was kissing his ring, um, Chidi was Chidi and RMD were the standard characters in this entire series. I literally looked forward to any scene that he was in it. He was in it, and the, his ability to shift between English, Tajin, Yoruba, and Igbo all within <laughs> within the same um, sentence unseen was amazing. I could not believe it. In fact, I was I was having to figure out, is he speaking Yoruba or is he speaking Igbo? Whichever, whichever one it is, it was actually very good. I love the fact that formal English, if you can call it that, is on the out in Nollywood and being replaced with the local dialect and pidgin English. I really love that authenticity. People feel more comfortable with that. Even the scenes are delivered in a more comfortable manner with that. Um, I loved, I really liked Messi um, Eke's character, even though she was in it only for a brief period. Um, her evil accent really helped her sell the role, to be honest. <laughs> and and um, 
it was very, very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it um, the gore scenes were done right. Um, the act scene of uh, the killing of Messi's character, the cutting of the finger, those were believable. They actually looked real. It didn't look like VFX. It didn't look too, it wasn't shoddy at all. And um, that was very, very, that was done very well. I was happy with that. Um, another scene I really liked was um, Scars number two and Etim's characters. They played it very, very well. They played the underhand, they played their characters very, very well. And they, they looked very believable. And I'd love to see them uh, in the next um, series if there's ever one. Um, the lighting was good as well, but I still think that we should please do away with the blue lighting problem. And yeah, it's still a thing. Um, I think it's the first series to come out of Nigeria for a while that I think that that is very, very good. I and mean, it looks it looked every inch to pass. Thank you. Aaron, sorry, before I go, Aaron Dick's character was very, very, very good as well. His role, he played, he played the villain very, very well from A to Z. And, and I really liked it. It's almost kind of a shame that old Hollywood, old Nollywood is still in charge because they were the standout characters in this series. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, uh, Mr. Mr. T, I I um, understand some of the, the some of the praise going to the actors actors way. Um, we will. By the way, you can request to be a speaker, or you can um, um, uh, drop a comment underneath the space. Um, we will move on to um, uh, Otas. Otas, please tell us some of the things that you enjoyed about. Um, uh, Shanty Town. By the way, if we if we do, um, we might have to drop some people just to get some people back in rotation. But please just request back because um, um, uh, it it's um, it's yeah. There's a lot of people <laughs> essentially. Thank you, Atas. Please go on. Okay, so um, obviously I like Scar um, for many reasons. Um, name them name them <laughs> he looks great I will say that and you know there were moments where I wanted him to choke me too just a little but other than that he did really sell um, the character that he was given um, and I think that a lot of the chemistry in the past like the acting chemistry that he had with any really paid off and I think their moments probably felt I think had the most chemistry amongst all the other pairings um, <clears throat> I liked Scar's wingman a lot I can't remember his name right now and I even like that he just casually disappears at the end uh, I just, just something about him he's just very unhinged but also always looking out for number one uh, I like the general grittiness of it and some of the casual ruthless, ruthlessness but uh yeah all right thanks Otas. i was very terse with your contributions uh much appreciated you see anybody best in time keep it <laughs> yeah anybody anybody can um request to speak you don't have to like have now you're wasting the incredible... time why are you wasting the time 
the next person. You don't have to have incredible amounts of knowledge on Nollywood. Just come say anything you want um, and uh, we will get to you. Uh, all right. Timmy, please uh, give us... Uh, um, I know you were on here and it seems like you lost connection. Lower to me, please. Give us what you thought um, about Shantytown. The things you liked at this point. Okay. Uh, first of all, pretty much everybody has said this. The opening shots, it was really, really beautiful. And when I heard the, uh, I don't know if it was Cockrow or something, but the background sound just the opening shots, the ocean and the greens. It was beautiful and I could have looked at that shot all day. The explosions, as everybody said, the way like um, at the beginning, the mom was telling her two t- um, teenage twins that will get ready for prayer. And then seconds later, someone badges into the camera movement, the way the person entered the scene. I loved it. Um, what else did I like? The font that they used to like show us Shangisha community in 2004. I like that shot. I don't know if that's something to really like back. I liked the fonts that they used. The red fonts that they used. Uh, the fight choreography it was okay, I guess. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of effort was put into it and I think I really appreciate that as well. The same goes for the visual effects. And the makeup I mean, I'm really not sure if I can remember a lot of Nollywood films that have gotten blood as well as Shantytown did. But yeah, I was really impressed with the makeup artists. The makeup artists and the people who were in charge of the effects. Yeah, I really, you know, appreciate them. Another thing that I would say I really loved was the costume. Uh, The costume was more than brilliant because I feel like even though all of them were dressing similarly, they also had their respective dressing styles. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like what they wore kind of gave us a little insight about you know each of their characters. So I also liked that as well. Um, okay, the editing. Yeah, I think someone mentioned this as well. When <laughs> when Nancy Sime was you know enjoying herself in the car and Messi, um, Jackie, was getting killed. I liked the editing. I really liked, you know, how they were going back and forth, back and forth. Um, uh, what else did I like? Okay, at the beginning, when um, there was a... Yeah, at the beginning, there was a part of the, this thing in the episode one where the two downfall bosses, they came... There was this boy at the back of a downfall boss who removed that woman's wig. And the woman was like, Afana, I like that part. Inyedo was convincing as Inem, even though I have no idea who Inem actually is, because Inem was actually Amanda. But then I feel like Inyedo was able to pull off Inem convincingly well, even though we actually had no idea who Inem was. So, um, okay, what else did I like? Okay, the first thing that, I was the thing that I loved the most, the most was the fact that I got to hear another language in a Nollywood film. I mean, I'm all for the Yoruba representation and all, but eh, you know, Nigeria has over 500 languages. There are so much more languages that they could have, you know, that our Nigerian film 
producers could represent on screen. And hearing a language that wasn't Yoruba, oh my God, I was, I was, ugh. Um, what else? The music. I have to talk about the music because there was um, this scene where um, Scar was in the bathtub, he was smoking, girls came around him, and there was this song that they were playing. May nobody cross my circle if you cross That song was actually an original song that I think was recorded for the series, and I have played that song multiple times because I just can't get it out of my head. Even the entire EP self, it's available on Spotify or Apple Music if anybody you know is interested. But yeah, I really love the music. I really love the songs. Uh, someone also mentioned on Twitter that the movie is ambitious, and that's another thing that I really liked about the film because... Yes, it's crossed boundaries, and I think it makes it kind of shows us that okay, yes, Nigerian film producers are actually willing to put in the work into you know giving us better content. So yes, I also appreciate that as well. I also like that as well. Um, I feel like that should be oh okay. One last thing. One last thing. Mercy. Yes, I have never for once taken Mercy as an actress, but wow. That particular scene where she was in the car with Ogata Chango and Scar comes and you could see the fear on her face like, oh no, I'm in trouble. The fear, it was so convincing. The way her eyes were... See, honestly, Messi was like the best thing for me. You see the opening shots and Messi, I think those are like the two things that I really loved the most about the first episode. I mean, sorry, the first two episodes, because I think she died in the second episode, if I'm not wrong. But yeah, um, I believe that's, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Shagun. Um, that is, uh, that is uh, a very comprehensive list. I love Love for Mercy, and honestly, I don't disagree. I, when I was watching it at first, I don't think I, I didn't know that that was um, somebody that wasn't naturally an actor, which I guess goes to part of the reason why she's getting a lot of praise. Um, I don't, yeah, she didn't stick out to me too particularly as outstanding, but like I get the praise because like she felt that, that she's not a natural actor, I guess was surprising to me. Um, later on, I found out that, yes, you know, this is not, uh, nine, this is not her nine to five, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it could have been, it really could have been. Um, thanks, uh, everyone. Uh, all right, uh, Dami, that Dami's put a thread on 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 Shantytown that I really, really fuck with. Um, I really appreciate. Um, but like that's that's something we'll talk about in the bad section. I think more than most, but like as we're in the good section, please, Dami, tell us some of the things you liked about Shantytown, and then we'll start pivoting because I think that's everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you. Okay, you <laughs> you pointed out that yes, I did put out a thread and I, I have a lot of negative comments, which I usually don't, especially because I know that making things is very hard, let alone making film. And I cannot imagine the amount of effort and sweat that must have gone into making the film. So Yes, I do have um, negative things to say, but I do have some positive things to say. And I'm quite happy that this is how sort of like the space is arranged where there's a, there's, we have a moment to talk about the good stuff. Um, so, yes, I really do appreciate the 
um, the language. Every time I had, um, I, I'm not sure what language it is. I think it's Calabar, I might be wrong, but it was very refreshing. And that's a very beautiful language. And I, I don't know how I never noticed, noticed that it was, but something about the way it came came on on the film in each scene it just felt so um nice and i think that was one of the few times during the series i stopped at mid episode four um but watching it each time they spoke in that language it felt very authentic um didn't feel contrived um and it it just it it gave the, the film a very um strong sense of authenticity and it was effortless it wasn't like so um like we're trying to be authentic it just felt that way because of how beautiful the language sounded and how well it flowed between the two actors that were um sharing the language um um as for the performances to be honest um i think the roles cast cast the writing of scar's character was very um consistent to me i think that was very interesting how they were able to pull that off i also think chidi uh, did the character justice because um a lot of his actions even though erratic because obviously he's the role he's taking on is someone who is a bit psychopathic or um, crazy. But like, even though his actions were erratic, the um, the the depth of who he was still translated. So you were able to follow follow his character. Um, so that was um, um, really good. Um, in terms of what else did I like about it? Yeah, I liked the costume as well. The um, the fact that. They built their own sort of universe and their own world. It was clear, like, the costume played a big role in defining what that world was. Um, and I like that everybody, even though they had similarities in their dressing, they sort of looked uh, looked different, like they had their sense of personality come out in the... Um, the costumes. Um, yes, I do agree that the film is ambitious, but maybe, I don't want to go into the negative, but... Um, I do feel that that might have been a distraction um, in a way, but because of some of the things that ended up for me personally um, lacking. But I agree with the, um, um, the, the ambition being a good thing, but I'm not sure if that paid off for me personally um, watching the film. I also quite um, really, really um, enjoyed um, watching Ine as well, um, Inie Do. Um, maybe because I is nostalgia, and I really just miss seeing her um, on the screen. But I I really enjoyed um, um, seeing her. Will I say for me that that's her best performance? Maybe not, but it made the film feel more 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 like home to me. Seeing her face um, um, on the screen. Um, yeah. So those are my good comments for now. <laughs> um, yeah. So well done to all involved. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dami. We will uh, get to the uh, the sections we don't we didn't quite like or agree with. Uh, Shagun, please. Sorry, I almost forgot. I, I want to forget you, but yes, please go on with some of the things you liked. And by the way, if you do want to say something, uh, you don't want to speak, uh, you can just either comment under this thread or use the hashtag Nollywood Film Club. Shagun, please go on with some of the things you liked. Uh, thanks, um Hi, guys. Um, so. Yeah, if people know me, they know that you know me. I'm very particular about technical aspects of film. So, uh, and then I, I also I've learned that 
because of everybody involved in making this production, we have to really be careful with the way we make comments and critique uh, the work. Uh, so that being said, overall, um, judging this film with judging this film with the expected uh, Nollywood standard, it's a fantastic piece of work. I I, I dare say the cinematography we've seen. With every new project, we always improve the cinematography. I've, I've seen a lot of things that have improved over time, especially with the camera angles, over-the-shoulder shots, and, and uh, different types of angles that we would normally see in most of um, these new Nollywood productions. Um, I like what they did with the location, scouting, and all of that. Um, yes, lighting, it was well lit, which was a good thing as well. And everybody knows, um, especially with... Um, how I, I noticed that they used quite a lot of haze uh, in lighting, in, in the lighting to give the lighting more body, make it more volumetric, as opposed to how they normally just flood the place with fog and smoke and just choke everywhere. I think they've improved on that and noticed that it's better. Haze gives um, the light rays that come in through the windows and all that, more character and all that. I, I, I've noticed that they've improved on that as well. And then audio, like everybody, everybody that knows me on this platform knows that I'm very, very particular about audio because I feel audio is 50% of your film. If you're not going to take it seriously, then there's no point shooting a film if you're not going to take your audio seriously. Audio, I see that they did a, a bit of ADR in most of um, the shots. And then, um, um, yeah, with all the background effects and uh, other fully sound effects, I, I, I think they did a pretty uh, convincing job uh, with that. And then, uh, then the actors, I think everybody brought their A game. As, um, they brought their A game within the, 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 the space, within the, the, with what they were, were told to do, within the confines of what they were allowed to do. Everybody brought their A game, or maybe save for one or two extras that people, maybe people didn't pay attention to, and then the accountant didn't do it for me, but everybody brought that again, especially uh, Mercy that everybody's talking about. Um, I'm, I, for someone like me, I'm always very particular about using people that are not trained actors in your productions, but I, I also, I'm also of the opinion that if people are teachable, are open-minded, and don't have big egos, they can learn and they can surprise you, and apparently she brought her A-game and she did an amazing job, which I'm very happy about. Um, everybody, I'm, I'm, I don't know if some people know, I'm also an INSEE groupie. So she did it well for me. And then another thing that really gripped me was the language. Um, yeah, I was also trying to, um, I don't know whether it was ethic or something, but there was just if a natural flow. Because um, I also watch, I watch Japanese anime and I don't watch Japanese anime with the English dub. I just watch it with the natural language and I read the subtitles. So the way this came out, it gave me that same feeling. It was not forced. The language just flowed. Even though I didn't understand it, it was just beautiful. I could just sit there and listen to them go on and on and on. If that was all, if this whole production was just with that language, I'm sold on it. So that was really beautiful. And, and I hope we see more of that. Um, Mm, yeah, the editing too. Yes, I think people have spoken about the editing. And yes, the fantastic, well, um, the fantastic opening scene that too was um, well done, well choreographed. Um, kudos to um, everybody involved. 
at um, on that particular thing. Yes, uh, VFX and makeup too was good. Um, overall, it's an improvement as expected on previous on past productions that we've seen, and I'm happy that um, all the all the different departments are taking their craft more seriously as um, more of these productions come out. Thank you. All right, thanks, uh, Shekin. All right, uh, I think the people on who are speaking have uh, said most of what they thought. Um, Francis Franca says, I'm really proud of uh, Mercy De- Mercy's debut as an actor. Impressive. Um, love it. Uh, beautiful flowers to her. Um, and Ricky says, uh, Mercy AK did an amazing job. So a lot of uh, um, love for Mercy and so for... Um, all right, Mr. C, what, what did you, what, what the stuff you liked about Ricky? Uh, sorry. Ricky? Uh, sorry, I'm just, I was looking at the pinned tweet, okay. uh, right. which you can do if you don't want to speak, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Also, you can write us on Nolly Data. It's not up there yet, but it will be by the time we finish this. I'll still ask you, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on. What did I like? Um, like a number of people have mentioned, I did like them speaking in BBO. I really like it. I like, um, having Nigerian languages in film, um, but especially a language that's not one of the big three. It's very nice to see that representation as somebody who is not part of the big three. Um, then I think uh, I think this was Nsa's best performance I've seen recently. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I liked having RMD as a villain. Um, I think RMD consistently has presence. Um, we can't really debate him having presence. He has presence. So it was nice to see him in, in that villain role, uh, as opposed to uh, Zaddy Loverboy, whatever we've been seeing recently, which, you know, I know most of you don't mind the fine wine lovers. Um, uh, I think Mercy's performance was also better than I expected, um, which, you know, was a plus. Um I didn't pay as much attention later on, but I remember in episode one thinking that people's skin looked nice, um, which might not seem like a lot, but I've seen quite a bit of orange skin recently and just off-putting in our movie. So, you know, I did like how people's skin looked. Um, And uh, the suit Shafi Bello wore in that first scene, they liked the suit, but I liked the fabric. The paint spatter was very cute. All right. Okay. Um. Thanks, Mrs. C. Uh, more love for different things, but like, yes. Thanks for mentioning the skin. Um, the BBO language has been mentioned a lot, and I'm 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 glad that it has been because I'm part of the yes. Let's get more of languages outside of the big three. Thanks for to the Oscars, by the way. Shout out to the Oscars for. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is is one of those ones that was. Um, incentivized by the oscars but um but like i think the oscars certainly has been part of people who have been um um incentivizing incentivizing us to to go to go to the route of speaking uh, in a more more foreign languages but um yes people's skin look good is part of mine as well as um um there was a there was a um there was a line RMD had about fuck fuck those bastards or something along this line in Yoruba that I really yes, loved. It was so good. <laughs> I loved it. Um it was it felt exactly what I felt the pe- person who wrote on the script 
would have thought about, yes, this is exactly how I want this to be um, executed. Um, it came out cool, suave, and all the things that it needed to be um, um, that uh, on the script. Um, uh, some of the camera work, I think, is very nice. Um, my head goes to that beginning parts as well, where there's um, there's an explosion, and you know, the, the, you have this sort of um, uh, um, uh, um, handheld camera following them, and it's like shaky, like so. It feels like you're part of this explosion, and you're trying to run away with these um, to uh, run away with these people. Uh, you know, trying to look for shelter. I thought that was um, really nice. And there's a couple of them as well in other parts of the scenes. Um, uh, it's not by no means. It's is the whole thing shot amazingly well with visual. Um, you know, like amazing visual visual um filmmaking it's not it's not amazing visual filmmaking but there were aspects of it that i thought um were intentional and came out um and helped the uh help escalate the um the visual performance that we saw on screen all right okay we're going to pivot into the things that we didn't like um thanks for everyone who stuck around um i see there are some people in the queue we'll definitely bring you up um let's just get um, some people to say some of the things that they didn't like as much, and uh, we'll definitely bring you up. But if you um, if you're tired of waiting or you don't want to wait, um, you can always comment underneath this thread. Use the hashtag Nollywood Film Club, either one, and uh, we'll 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 um, read out your tweets, your comment, or we'll bring you up to speak. All right, um, let's start. Let's start with Dami. Um, Dami, Dami, um, you put out. A, very um, succinct tre- thread about something I was feeling um, when I watched this. Um, do you? I don't. Know, you don't have to get into the thread particularly, but like, um, here's your, you know, share some with with us some some of the things that you don't think sat right with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, okay, like I said earlier, um, again, I'm. I want to be extremely mindful because I tweeted the made the thread quite impulsively, like watching the series and tweeting i was live tweeting as i was watching so i I might not have been as careful because as a creative myself i genuinely really appreciate you know when you can see that the people who are making the theme in the movie are excited you can see that they feel like they're part of something something um big something better and it was clear from the way they were acting and the choices that were made that that was what they wanted to come across. Um, so I really appreciate that. However, I really am concerned about the impact of storytelling in this manner on women as a group. Um, and I do get it. And I can see that, obviously, the reality is that there are women who live these lives and there are women who are exploited um, in the sex industry and are exploited by um, male pimps, um, even female pimps, and almost as though their lives are worth nothing. Um, And I have to navigate the world that way. And I know that that is the reality. Um, That said, I do think that there's a way to tell the stories of these women that doesn't reinforce force that their bodies or their lives are simply objects 
Um, I'm not a sort of like a prude person. I have nothing against nudity. Um, in fact, I think that seeing more of women's bodies bare in movies, in places, um, often in non-sexual context especially, is good because we're able to appreciate women's bodies as simply um, um, carriers of human souls or carriers of human minds as opposed to simply being things that are um, engaged sexually. And I think that the world needs to see more of that. Um, so I'm not against nudity. I just, however, think that when nudity is framed in certain ways, it does more harm than good. So to be more specific, I don't think that because we want to tell the stories of women who have to go through some of the harsh realities and this violence, sexual-based violence, and all of these things does not mean we have to be blatant in our description of it. I don't think that for something to be raw and real, it has to be that explicit. Um, I, I, I was shocked by how much um, willingness to show female bodies being violated, being butchered, um, being it was there was no um, holding back in depicting that, and I think that that was misogynistic. There's no, I have to be as blunt as possible. I think it's misogynistic, um, and I think that. Hollywood, for instance, they recently put, I can't remember the, the movie's name, right? Is it Blonde? Um, the depiction of um, Marilyn Monroe's life and puts in this um, caricature of a sexualized version of who she was as a human being. Um, and I remember that a lot of women um, spoke up against, spoke up, spoke up against it and said, this is one of the women in history who we, we sort of revere, her image is exploited. Um, she, anywhere you go, you can find a towel, you can find a calendar, you can find something of her image. Um, and she, she didn't get a life that was necessarily enriched by her image being everywhere. And even in death, we continue to exploit her image. So I noticed that a lot of people were saying that we wouldn't have the, a problem with it if it was Hollywood, but I'm saying that we should have a problem with it if it's Hollywood. People have a problem with it if it's Hollywood. I think showing women's bodies in that way, in that manner, it's almost like the, the bodies were used as tools of shock factor, um, and it's almost like it's like less because we can, we can. And I also found it interesting, not like I blame um, the, the actress Nancy Isime for coming out to say that the body was a double. Um, I have no problem with her saying it because, of course, she will need to say it. Because as a culture, people will slut shame her for showing her body, quote-unquote. They wouldn't think of it, oh, she's doing her job. Even if it was her body, it wasn't her body, like... It shouldn't be a problem, but we live in such a sort of hypocritical, misogynistic society where it will be a thing. And not only will people engage with this as art, people will engage with it almost like pornography. I saw a couple of tweets of people saying that they were going to sort of like wank to the scenes that she came on. And I, this is just the reflection of the sort of society we live in. And I think that that means that we should even be more careful with how we show female bodies. So if we are in a situation where the actors have to distance themselves from the nudity, that says that the culture is undeserving of having our stories being told using female bodies in that way. We are undeserving of it. 
you were not mature enough to be able to appreciate the story and appreciate the art without overly sexualizing the actors, without um, making it what it's not, then it's, it feels exploitative to the doubles, to the people and the women whose bodies were used in the series. Um, and in my own opinion, I would call it gratuitous because I do not see how that story could have been, couldn't have been told. That's not my place because obviously I'm not the, the creator of the story, but it feels as the person watching it, gratuitous. Like I stopped mid, mid episode four because I was struggling to, um, I was really struggling to, to, to watch the movie, the, the series rather. It was so heavy. And the, the scene I, I stopped in, it, I, I just, I put off my, my TV immediately. Like it was so shocking for me and, and jarring. I guess that's the role of art in any form to obviously create dialogue about issues. But it's again, is the price worth it? The need to express ourselves, is it what it's reinforcing ideas that female bodies are objects? Um, female bodies can be, we, we're okay with seeing female bodies go through the most violent things. In fact, we're, I feel like we, we need to really, really look a little bit deeper, which is why I said maybe the ambition of the movie was a distraction, because it was almost like we'll do it because we can. Um, as opposed to really, really deliberating if it was necessary to do it in that way. Um, there's tons of writing, books, articles about the critique, feminist critique of how women are depicted in horror movies and how it is unhealthy to see women in horror movies die quickly, be killed in the most gruesome manner over and over again because we live in a world where realistically women are being harmed in that way. We live in a world where femicide is a thing. We live in a world where all these things are happening. Now, translating it and just engaging it for the purpose of entertainment, um, it seems defeating. Like, I get that the point is showing what is happening, but it's counterproductive. If you want to show what is happening, then do it in a way that shows dignity for the life that inspired the story. And the way the bodies of women were sprinkled all over the series. Episode after episode, there was some sort of violation of a woman's body. There was some sort of um, violence enacted on a woman's body. There was something of that sort. Episode, the scene where Mercy was, um, the character, Mercy's character was butchered. And like that, that um, 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 scene was enough gruesomeness to last the entire series. I mean, if there was just that scene, we will get the picture, we'll get the point that these women live in a society or live in a context where their lives don't matter. We will get it. Uh, uh, that's one of the worst scenes I've ever seen on screen. Uh, 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 but, okay. But I'm saying that even that alone was enough. That would have been what being angry at, but it could have even been a bit more justified and say, okay, it's a really gruesome thing that happens to these women. We had to somehow show it. But it was consistent, episode by episode, um, men searching women's bodies and crevices, um, um, the, the scene with Ini and um, RMD where he was trying to do some BDSM, whatever, and it was non-consensual because obviously she wasn't expecting that. Like, it was just too much, too much, too heavy, too... It, it was... 
unintentionally misogynistic. Mm. And this sort of misogyny, sorry, I would round up now. I don't want to go into a rant. It's more dangerous than the one where we say a woman's place is in the kitchen. Like, I'd rather watch a movie where they're saying a woman. That one is easy to argue and critique. This one is a more abstract kind of misogyny. It's not the type that is easy to sort of like articulate and combat is more abstract in the sense that you find yourself just as a viewer the viewer is forced to engage with female bodies as objects objects to be violated for entertainment purposes and that i find to be a very dangerous and serious kind of misogyny and even more so for a culture that is undeserving of female nudity for a culture that is so immature for a culture that is so misogynistic where the the actors cannot even express themselves even in non-sexual context nudity will be sexualized to the culture is simply not deserving and to now make this such a almost grotesque version of it the mismatch is just is alarming and i found it very offensive so i stopped the 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 episode people have told me to go and watch the rest that there is a redemption act for the women at the end of the series but i think that's patronizing if the 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 effort that was put into the storytelling seems to get towards the path if majority of the experience is me experiencing women in that matter it doesn't matter if the climax of the movie or the series rather for me is empowering that feels patronizing if it's an empowering mm. um series then the the carefulness should have been put into how female bodies were shown and how um violence against women was depicted in the film and to, to be to be clear i'm not against the rawness of it i think it can be raw real and honest without being um grotesque and harmful mm-hmm. Uh, thanks Dami um, yeah uh, I, I think I think coming into the space today I was like okay they're going to call us prudes um, but because we have been called prudes before for but less for less we've been called prudes before for less but yes I do I do want to just a tiny bit of a build up on that which it doesn't really feel like there's much to build up on but I think part of because the problem is not nudity right the problem is how it is shown how it is shot how it is portrayed and i feel like for me the scene where it stands out the most and there are a few scenes where i thought this nudity is gratuitous and not really adding to the story and the plot um but what i found uh, the bit where it really stood out to me was that scene where um you know um Shalewa Nan- um nancy's character was being searched by chief fernandez and his boy right this is a scene where, oh, I'm searching you so to see if you don't steal anything, right? And one thing that stood out was they didn't even check her bag, mm. right? So there wasn't even the appearance of, oh, this person is being searched and they're searching her in a humiliating way because of the world she lives in and how it comes up to. Because the first thing you do is search her bag, Right. And then, like, immediately her clothes are being stripped off. And now I don't know if this was intentional or the way it was shot was because they were trying to hide the, you know, fake the double thing, right? Because they were trying to make it a double. You only see um, um, Nancy's face and then you see, like, the body. So the body was always shown without a face, right? 
which adds to there is something quite dehumanizing about just showing a naked body without a face repeatedly and then the way the searching was done the way it was shot the breasts being moved like what can you hide under a tit except a pencil right like the way it's being moved the butt being slapped right it was like like the slap what are you slapping a bum for in a search so like a scene like that could be showing two things right it could be showing something humiliating about living in this world but the way it was shot didn't bring that forward right it could be showing this menacing character you know dehumanizing this woman who is not in a position of power but that is not how it was shot what it looked like like the 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 pace it was shot at the camera angles it looked like look at these breasts look at this ass and it wasn't just it was like inviting the audience to participate in that voyeurism of this person it felt like it was inviting the audience look at this and look at this as a sexy thing look at it and it it just really felt gross and unsettling but yeah yeah uh, uh thanks uh, mr c I, I guess if this is not too much of a piggyback on the piggyback <laughs> is that um they got a buddy double for that it they you went out of your way to do that right like we went it wasn't like hey you know we it was like a scene that they felt we need to do this so let's get a body double but let's not search a bag uh, it to me like just watching it i just it felt like again i'm not somebody who yeah we showed me all the boobs and an ass i'm i'm a dude you know i have the same like gross and and uh, primal urges that many guys do have but like i, I am going hey, you know, hey at least like at least pretend to make this part of the story <laughs> at least make this makes sense right like so search the bag at least and then search go the search the bag and go oh we don't have anything else to search you know let's let's check you know the thing and like but like one of the things i always said was like you know sometimes when when uh, hollywood shows that somebody is smacking someone's ass um the you see you don't even see the smack on the ass you see the person's yes. face and then you see the hits and then you go Oh look! Look at how that made her feel, yeah. right? But like, like Mrs. C has gone into um, like the hope, the way it was shot, what it you know it was. If I invited, it. I was one of the people who were like, you know, it's part of the world. But yes, I completely understand that in inviting you, the way it's shot, it does invite people um, to someone partake in yeah. like it, it's doing it to them rather than showing yeah. a hey this is a message it, it is partaking into it and you have to think is it possible for filmmaking to partake i guess like one thing you have to think about this is like is it possible for filmmaking to partake in the sexualization overly sexualization of um yeah. of people and like is it possible for yeah. filmmaking yeah. to be to do be doing uh, what RMD is doing without a point and if you think it is then think about what it would look like and I think this is exactly what it would look like anyway but other people do have things to say we're in the bad section welcome to Nollywood Film Club um, if you want to disagree please feel free um, I, I, I would appreciate hands up at this point because I have lost complete track of the people who are meant to be speaking 
Um, I, I, I want to read a message uh, from Insa. Insa says, thank you for your honesty and it's valid, Dami. Um, thanks, Insa, for the message. Um, uh, uh, Otas, please tell, t- t- uh, tell us what you want to say. Hello. So I'm going to talk a lot, which feels weird. But um, all right. So starting off, the story and the plot were very much Swiss cheese, not a lot of substance there. Um, the late last episode felt very, I don't know what's going on there. It, 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 it was both chaotic with the random fighting and you couldn't tell who was fighting who or even why they were fighting at that point. And the ending of it just feels underwhelming was like a very lazy tidy ending all the bad guys got their just desserts and all the good women win um and it just felt very underwhelming with all the elements of chaos that were laid out um i also have the misogyny in my note but i'm not going to go into a whole thing about nudity the nudity was of course abused but what was striking for me was that with a movie with this much nudity and this much sex we didn't see a single naked man, and that was just so odd. And it does does really underscore how gratuitous the use of women was in this movie. Um, there's also the redemption of all the women, which I think is I find it misogynistic. None of the women really had very much. So all the other characters in the gang are really much there for they want to be there. They seem to all enjoy the violence and the the elements of the world. And so Enna being number two, especially with the Insei, who's just a powerful actress in general, it just felt very reductive to have Enna suddenly be this shrinking character who can't leave and feels forced to be there. I thought her character had was much richer before she was like, oh, no, you know, I can't leave. But, yeah, um, I found a lot, the dress montage when Femi and... Shelly, while we're getting dressed, was hilarious, and I don't think it was meant to be hilarious. Um, the use of split screens was weird. The continuity was weird. Talking about Femi and Nancy in the earlier episode, when Nancy first meets Femi at the bar and she does a little cocktail thing, she's speaking English and they're having a conversation, and she's able to keep up with the conversation. And it's just weird. A few episodes down, where she can only speak pigeon the entire time and it just doesn't make any sense it felt like they were trying to force a stark contrast between them like halfway through the series and they just didn't think think through how they wanted to do that and it was very jarring the fashion of the show was outrageous um Kathy's suit will haunt me for the rest of my life uh the octopus arms someone said the paint splatter earlier looked good i thought it looked very weird um and then when I thought it couldn't get worse, she turned around and there was a peacock. So that was fun. Um, the outfits, the costuming in general just felt very weird. Ascara's outfits, I thought, looked a lot more affluent than Femi. Um, there's this, the, the, out, the scene where they're both in it, where Scar is wearing this like really rich red fabric. Um, and Femi is wearing like ripped jeans and like a faded black t-shirt. So it was just... The costuming wasn't doing, I thought, what I thought it was supposed to be doing with selling the characters. 
the body double, much has been said about it, but I thought the body double was a terrible choice. It was very obvious. It wasn't, I don't think it was a great attempt to find someone who looks like Nancy physically. Nancy, you can see her. She's a lot more toned. And now that the attention was drawn there, it was really hard to not notice. Uh, there were too many people in this and all of them were competing to outsign each other. While it was nice to see a lot of old faces, it just felt like a lot was happening with all the people. Um, they didn't all blend in together. It was just too much star power. By episode two, after all the people that were already there, I knew Shola would be in it. And I hadn't seen the credits. I just knew it was just, it felt like the next natural progression. She sort of carved this role out as the gritty, crabby, brutal mom. And she's in all of these things now, and I'm also kind of over it. Uh, the fight scenes weren't great. Uh, there was just something off about the execution. Uh, the whole fight scene, I just felt like it was just there to pad episode six, and maybe we didn't need that whole episode. But that's it. All right. Thanks, Tess. That's not your usual Tess. Tess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of feelings out of me. <laughs> I thought you usual Tess. Well, yeah. Thanks, thanks, um, Bear. Um, all right. Um, you, you, you can, um, you can uh, tweet underneath. Um, I think we read a couple of tweets. Oh, we're going to read a couple okay. more. Nollywood Film Club. Uh, Francis Frank is tweeting. She says Nollywood hasn't craft, crafted the act of showing nudity without making it tacky. I I have to agree with that. Um, um, maybe Blood Sisters did it okay, but I think some people have had issues with Blood Sisters. But I was fine with the, the nudity in Blood Sisters. Um, I remember that with that, that shower scene where um, Genevieve and Co um, oh, yeah. had a fight. Oh yeah, they were probably. Uh, I think some people had a fight yeah. because, like you know, like um, the people who were nude it's were the thing yeah, of, they're, the, people, they're very happy like, to show nudity of people who are no names, and then the people who are names don't, you know, deserve to have their bodies covered. They deserve to have their nakedness yeah. covered versus i think yeah I, well i think that's there, there's there's something that can be discussed there that doesn't necessarily have to do with a that's with not a misogyny or anything like that that's it's just, privilege yeah that's just privilege yeah for me which you know it might be meritocracy at play all right okay um so sorry uh ava please you weren't here for the good. Feel free to say some of the things that you liked. Um, we're in the bad section now, um, though, but um, feel free to say some of the things you liked. Okay, hi, guys. Um, I liked a lot of things about the show. A full disclosure, I do know some of the people who worked on it, and so I know people say oh, maybe I'm being biased. I'm not being biased. Um, I, although I will say something I didn't like in, 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 in spirit of being fair, you know, obviously everyone has said the hits, you know, Chidi Mokimel was incredible. Everybody's performance was awesome. Um, of course, I like the cinematography. I do want to say we don't talk enough about music. Okay. We don't talk enough about sound. Someone mentioned it. Kudos to you. But I thought the music was incredible. And, um, uh, the, the, from the beginning, the scene where they bust in and then everyone was running with the explosions. The music was thumping the drums and, and the bass that came in. It was great. Okay. I had this textural ambient feel that made everything unnerving 
music was awesome and everyone's gonna say yeah okay maybe because you're a composer at least some people know i'm a composer and that's why i'm talking about the music yes it is because i'm a composer i listen to the music a lot the music was incredible and i do encourage people that when you because a lot of people watch the movies they don't listen to the music they know how it makes them feel but they don't really listen to it just listen to it like you're missing out on a lot so that being said yes it was incredible um, I, and, you know, I do want to also say, uh, when it comes to the things I didn't really like, um, to be honest, maybe, maybe, well, in this case, I probably am biased about this, but I didn't really like the, the dressing up montage. I, I didn't, I really, I didn't really think it was necessary, you know, because it, yeah, for that, 30 seconds a minute it just felt like i was watching a romantic comedy i don't really think it really fits into the entire i don't know feel or aesthetic of the show but i do want to say that i do not agree at all about the nudity or the misogyny that stuff you know you watch some like rrr you know watch it the opening scene is a guy resting a tiger completely ridiculous but it sets the tone and it lets you know this is the kind of movie you're in for so when you see two people doing a very complicated highly orchestrated swinging on rope to start on a bridge you know what you signed up for and the same thing with this movie right we shoot a bunch of people in a village we see a bunch of new chicks um bagging up coke and a guy getting a blowjob on the corner it's this is the kind of movie this is if you know okay you know what it's gonna affect my sensibilities it's the beginning you don't have to watch it you can pause it and be like mm, i'm good i'm not gonna watch this so at the end of the day it's telling you hey man you're in for a wild ride and when you see that you know the kind of movie so just settle in and then you know you can't really complain about the nudity and when you say oh um yeah nancy simmons i think they were just trying to show that the guy probably didn't really care if she stole anything and, you know, just wanted to see her naked because we could see in the show that he is a depraved guy. And yes, if I was a criminal bad guy and a chick was naked in front of me and she had ample boobs, I'd probably squeeze it too, you know? And if I was a security guard and I saw a big butt, I'd tap it. Men are depraved. That's the idea. Is this where we want about- to go with this? To just casually admitting that you would sexually hang on, hang on. I understand that you know. Maybe you should stop while you're. Let's hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let every let the people who are meant to speak. Who is Dim Badamasi? Is Dim Badamasi meet everybody here? Um, it wasn't me. Who did Badamasi meet everyone? But yeah, yeah, but please let 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 Ava speak. Um we can res- we can respond to him. Put your hand up if you want to respond to him and I'll let you respond. Please, Ava, go on. Sorry. Ava, uh, are you able to unmute yourself? Hello? 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 Can somebody else unmute yourself? Let me see. Oh, um, Elizabeth, try unmuting yourself. Let me see. Oh, I mean, you're cool. Uh, I can do that. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't know if Eva has, um, uh, lost reception or something, but, um, I guess I, my, my, hey, uh, guys, yeah, 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 we can hear you now. Sorry. I, I, we couldn't hear you. Go on if please continue. Oh, wow. I don't even know at what point. Well, anyway, um, okay, let me uh, round it up because I'm sure some people want to abuse me. Anyway, my point is, 
I don't think it's that far-fetched. I don't think it's that ridiculous. I I honestly feel that if I was a perverted guy and there was a naked chick in front of me with ample boobs, I'd squeeze them too. It's not that ridiculous, okay? And the, the nudity wasn't you trying to, you know, like belittle women or it wasn't misogynist. In the other was kicking butt. You know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 the women weren't just there to just be like all... Oh, just to show boobs and ass. Do you get what I'm saying? I think we're just focusing on that because somehow, and more abuse is going to come my way, but somehow, we as Nigerians, we haven't yet known how to process nudity in our movies. And um, there was something else I wanted to say. What did I want to say? Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. I think um, someone mentioned that uh, it was weird when Nancy Simon was speaking, pigeon at the end. Well, I think that's just her just being more comfortable with the dude, you know, liking the dude and just being herself and not feeling the need to form um, cream cheek anymore. So I don't really think that that was weird. You know, for me, it made sense. So that, that's it for me, basically. All right. All right. Th- thanks, Eva. Um, I, I guess um, I'm going to go to Elizabeth after this, um, but like a pushback I had is that um, he, he said something about not being able to push, like Perfect. you can't, you can, you can push back on the nudity without, like, a, again, like everybody said it. It's not, it's not problem with just nudity as a blank thing. People who have pushed back on nudity have said they're fine with nudity. It's how it's done. And um, in this aspect, you said something about, oh, he was a depraved guy. I don't know whether you listened to RMD's speech before, but RMD's speech. He did a whole long ass story about how a babe who he thought was amazing stole from him. And that's why he was going to search her. That's the whole story that he did before was, this is why I'm going to search you. Right. It's not, it didn't give because I want to be depraved. Mm -hmm. It's because I don't say you want to be depraved. If I give you, if I give you your your chance, I know some people interrupted you, but like I, I didn't. Um, but the 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 point was that he did a whole speech. Somebody wrote dialogue about how much they want to show that he doesn't trust people coming out, uh, um, coming about it. Now, I, I I don't know what you want to say about it. If you want to say that the that's a ruse then why have you spent like i don't know however long that speech was like what's the point in building all of that speech was it certainly wasn't clear and also like again we go to like how they search her Mm -hmm. slapping somebody's ass isn't a way to search nothing um i'm sorry uh for 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 anything and Again, it wasn't rmd who slapped her ass it, it was uh, his bodyguard yeah so it it's a, not this rich depraved man. man it was two different men and like i said when i was talking about my problems with that particular scene i said there's a way it could have been shot right to show that this is a menacing this is a wealthy depraved individual taking advantage of this woman who is in a lesser position but that is not how it was shot the way it was shot portrayed look at these breasts look at this bouncy ass as we have slapped it look at it inviting the audience to participate in that staring and that objectification i do not have a problem with naked breasts i do not have a problem with asses i think they are fantastic 
it's not a problem of people having a problem with processing nudity. I I saw Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, the other day. Emma Thompson was nude, right? I think she said she didn't have a a, a body double for that. That was her. That was a naked body. Mm -hmm. That was a 70-something-year-old woman's naked body. And it was shot in a way that portrayed the journey she had taken in that film of becoming comfortable with her body, owning it, owning her sexuality, getting confident in that. And it was shot in that way. People didn't lose their shit. It's not an inability to process nudity. It is a lack of care in showing nudity, a lack of care in handling female nudity. That is where the problem is. But, you know, by all means, feel free to be fine with the nudity. Nobody's telling you not to be. This is our bad section and our problem with it. Thank you very much. Elizabeth, you're up. Yeah, sorry. Wait, sorry. Before Elizabeth speak, um, I just want to say that there are a lot of people on the request section. So if um, anybody is brought down as a speaker, there's no hard feelings. We just need to accept new people. Thank you. Elizabeth, you can speak now. Uh, wait, wait, can I add something to that? Sorry, can I add something to that? Just talking to everybody. Okay. As, okay. as, we, move, as we move forward, Let's just remember why we are here. I know everybody, I know a lot of people want to push back on the last speaker right now, but let's just focus on why we are here and just continue. I guess maybe we can leave that until later. You, do you get so that we don't, we don't, we don't drift off. Thanks, guys. Okay. Um, I'm next. Shadow, yes, that's your own move. I just want to say that <laughs> if you have on record saying that you would, group somebody. I just want you to know that. Okay, so going into our bad, my bad, what I do not like about this, about Shanty Town. so when I started watching it, I was very grateful. I think, um, like every other person has said, it was promising from the first um, the scene. So the world building for this dystopian society, I thought it was deftly done, you know, it's We've seen that in the beginning. And maybe this also brings it back to the fact that this wasn't originally shot as a as a as a series, right? So maybe I will call it seasonal movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not supposed to be. <laughs> but because it was not originally shot as a series, um, it shows because um the first problem of Shanty Town is the lack of story. First episode for me, I actually stopped after the first episode because I thought it was tedious. I didn't mind that the first episode was world building and introducing characters. I just didn't see what was going on on my screen, the synergy of this world that was just being built. Right. So I'm just saying, okay, so it's a dystopian society, drugs here, I share with there, somebody just got their freedom here, another didn't get their freedom there. There wasn't exactly some form of synergy or cohesion right there. So I stopped in episode one because I thought it was boring. And because I also say this because when you're writing a dystopian, you want to, you want to make it based on character. You want it to be character driven. And in the first episode, none of our characters, including Scar, who was sort of like supposed to be larger than life, and the way he was introduced wasn't even that. And so the first episode also didn't have a plot. So I kind of like just dropped that and went away and came back to it. 
But I'll just say that the opening scene, as promising as it was, it was wasted for me because um, we we saw Scar see in them the first time, and you you see that established connection, and you would assume that when using that sort of thing as a plot device. You find out later that it was rather explored with the twin not dying, which was even underwhelming, and finding out uh, finding a dying twin in a hospital somewhere. As underwhelming as that was, it, it was the reveal, the audience reveal wasn't so gagging for me. I thought it was also underwhelming when the only time Scar made mention of that is that um, I've always protected you, and then that was it because. This was more like telling rather than showing because um, Sky, you've not been protecting her. So unless that protection only just happened from you seeing it. And it's weird that in the way that they crossed in that beginning and the establishment of who Scar is and who Inem is, they weren't, it wasn't explored as some Starcross lovers or arc enemies somewhere because even at the end when they were going to off Scar, it was done by Insane's character. So this story, it, it, it was so disjointed and it, it made me feel sad because I thought that writing a dystopian, as especially Nigerian dystopian where you've already set it, because I've always looked forward to like, if we were going to depict a dystopian, what would it look like? And Shatsi Town looks like, looks perfect, even, you know, in reality. And I thought, oh, this is nice. But the story was just lacking. Um, I would also say that um, the characters, another problem I had with it, the characters, the characters were hardly multifaceted in the way that you want, or you would think that they should be. It was mostly like they were confused. And you realize that some of the lines written for them is almost as though it was written to shock. Right, like um, written to draw a plus somewhere, and it was so bad for me because, like in says character, who, who who is she exactly? Because you you can't see her characterization and think that she's this multiple person because she's doing this for survivor because she's oscillating between being a weasel, a villain, and also trying to and self. I, I don't mind that she's trying to do this for self, which you know people are not inherently good or bad, but she was selfish, which I also don't mind. It's just that you can't pin her. And for me, does that doesn't make her an interesting character. It just makes her badly written because nothing is clear in who she is or who she really is. And then um, Nasis Shalewa being the run of the male trope, which I do not mind. I'm a romance girl as a genre. I would watch it it hundred times I thought Peter was cute I thought that meet cute was um bizarre I don't know what's happening there all over African Kinikon I don't know how that happened but whatever but I, I didn't mind because I felt like oh I'm going to take this trope and that trope was only pushed because anybody who's seen that characterization anywhere you know what will happen next. So the only push for me for that trope was me following it because I've seen that trope before and I really wanted that hint of romance somewhere. So apart from the fact that you just pluck a run of the like trope and put it in your story and rather than fleshing it out or making it sound, it 
you really also don't know what Nancy's motivation was also badly done. We know she wants a freedom, so she's doing this for freedom. But she meets this Femi guy whom she spends one night with. We don't know if she liked. She then she got groped by his dad and his whatever. And then um um uh what next the, the then scar says oh you gotta do this for me take this jazz this guy we're gonna get something then she went in there and the next thing we see her doing a giddy dance you know dressing up for him and then that old music video collage whatever don't do that ever again let it stop please that was that was just out of no that was so badly done it was like a sequence from a music video and then boom she was why was she giddy like so many things don't make sense exactly in the depiction of whatever it is that was going on between nancy falling in love which again i'm using this loosely because we don't even know if she fell in love with him so this is me just going with the trope again a trope that you're familiar with we're just going with the direct destination rather than what was showing us in the movie so that also, we don't know what's going on there. And then, so the audience review we had, we had two audience review, okay, maybe more than two here. Audience review being, um, um, Scar being, um, Ari Fernandez's son, um, Mommy T probably being his mother. That, that was also bizarrely done. Um, we heard about him his mom had been abandoned with him in Shanti in Shangisha and next thing we see mommy T um checking uh, you know what the connections are just badly done I don't know how it was written on paper but whatever was depicted is just shoddily done and then for Inem Inem so okay that's the second reveal the third reveal was Inem's reveal Oh my God, that was, it was tedious. When I, <laughs> it was tedious because she met a twin dying and the next thing we see her, she brought out um, paper and viral and she was excited to start taking notes. I'm like, get out of my front. Who wrote this? Whose point was this? Where did this happen? Like, I don't know what was happening. This is, it was, extremely covalented it may not look as though because sometimes the dialogue again the dialogue again is another thing sometimes the dialogue works other time the dialogue is bad you're cringing bad in other things because you're like okay maybe it seems as though this writer wanted it this way for again shock value for shock reasons i thought the monologues were out of place if this were the kind of story where the plot was properly fleshed out you know, the plot lines properly written in and they were easier to follow in a coherent manner on more co with more cohesion, maybe the, the monologues would have worked. Maybe the monologues would have worked. And I'm talking about maybe um yeah. um mm -hmm. at some point, um Shafi at some point, you know, these monologues maybe would have worked. But it, it was just it just seemed to me like things were moving and it seemed like they were being forced to move. And so by the time we see, um, I mean, the, the, some of the plot lines make sense. You know, the guy that was 
abandoned in Shangisha versus Femi, who is the son, more legitimate. He wants his throne back, yada, yada, yada. But look, if Shafi's character was not in this show, we'll be fine. Scar had good enough motivation to go against his dad or what, whatever chief was to him. And so bringing in characters, introducing characters, and that's why I said I feel like this is not written as a, it wasn't originally written as a show. So introducing characters and like this just sort of doesn't work. And now I'm just doing, I'm just, because I know people mentioned a lot of the technicalities. I'm sure there's so much to say. And then we've already exhausted the nudity, maybe not enough, but still. But I just want to focus on the story because I just remembered one technicality about the empty bus just now because I remember somebody saying that was well done. Guy, you could have put mannequins in that bus. That bus was empty when it was somersaulting. And the next thing we see, Scars and coming out. That was... of You brought in people from Kenya. You couldn't get mannequins from Oshodi, from Lagos Island. Just stick them in. But anyways, that's just that. But I just feel um, like this was lacking that's it for me that's the major bad I was tedious to watch and I didn't really like it thank you all right thanks Elizabeth um I, I guess something that you touched on that I want to sort of flesh out is um there's something about you talked about some of the characterization of the of the of the characters essentially is that um sometimes we don't actually know the dynamics of the power balance in almost a, in a lot of scenes. Um, there are a lot of scenes where Inedo seems like she's a bad bitch and she's going to like control the scene. And there are some scenes where it feels like she's terrified, but there's no method to the madness. It, it happens with any um, incest character as well. Um, sometimes incest is, is like, she's not scared of scar. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes she's putting her hands in her pockets to like, hey, do your worst. Almost like do your worst. Um, and that's a problem for me with it. Uh, yeah, sometimes, almost sometimes in the within moments of each other. Um, and that for me is a problem with the direction. Um, and it felt like to, to too many degrees that it felt like people were left to just, hey, just try this out, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I don't think that the vision for this was well understood. I, I, I can't, I can't tell you for certain, but for me, that's the director's job is, Hey, I look at the script and this is what I think the story is trying to say. And you direct it in that way. And, um, having in be sometimes terrorized, um, um, terrified. terrified by scar and sometimes like, yeah, what are you going to do? It's just crazy. Like I, I, it messes with your the aspects of tension because the thing with tension is that you establish the rules. Hey, this person is the person who has the most power in the scene. This person is the one that doesn't have the most power. Uh, given this situation, oh, given that this person has more power than this person, there's going to be tension. But when you start when you don't know who has the most power, when you don't know who's supposed to be in control of the scene, when you don't know who can pop at any moment, it just, it's just like you don't, the tension is gone. Like you don't know when to feel tensed or you don't know when to feel a certain way about the scene. And it happens with Inyanda's character, happens with um, 
It happens with Insta's character. It happens with even even um um uh Chidi's character. There's a point where like Chidi some in again, uh Chidi sometimes is oh, oh like kissing, is kissing RMD's yeah. finger uh, ring from in one scene, and in that same scene, he's fighting his bodyguard. Like, yeah. like, like, what do you, what do you think? I, I don't understand. Like, which the respect that you got in your need to kiss a ring for, and then the thing that triggered him to start fighting his bodyguard, it just doesn't compute, and it just keeps on doing that to you throughout, and it makes it difficult to, like, know oh what what should I be feeling at this point? What tension am I supposed to be feeling? And that's a thing that was a huge problem for me with this series. Um, uh, let's go to um, um, Om- Omotuju. please uh, tell us some of the things you don't mind. Can you pause can I speak later? You know something. Oh, okay. You want to give somebody else. All right. Okay. Um, uh, Cynthia, do you want to say what? Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I need to start light. Um, first of all, I want to start a petition for us to ban split screen and video editing in Nollywood movies. Like, um, that split screen at the ban with Nasesime and um, is it Peter Okoye? It was headache. It was enough confusion. I realized that Nollywood do not know how to use split screen, and TikTok editors can do better. So um, we need to leave it. Um, secondly, I felt the costumes were ugly and um, it was easy to pick out because um, they showed us 2004, they're in a Shangisha community. I hope I got that right. And 18 years later, it's 2002. And I'm seeing those kind of... 2022 is 18 years later. And I'm seeing those kind of makeup, the wig, the tattoo, the scars, the mannequin on the floor. And sorry to Timmy... I think it was Timmy Lane that said the blood looked good. No, that blood was poster color. It looked really, really ugly. Then, um, on a lighter note, I wish B Square did not break up because um, we'd have seen less of the half P in movies. And in terms of performance, I honestly think nobody gave a good performance. To me, nobody gave a good performance. I felt... Every character was disposable. And the only reason we can remember the characters is because they are popular. Okay? If there were faces that were not popular, and most of them were used for the roles in this movie, almost every character, almost maybe maybe except Scar, almost every character was disposable. Then um, I also think the sound design was awful. Sorry to Eva. But I felt someone sat down and said, I can do sensual sound. I can do water sound. I can play Afrobeat. I can share me sound. Let me put the sound together. Whether it fits in or not, I will show them that I can make sound. That was how I felt the sound design was. Then, um, sorry to say this, especially to people that like um, the juxtaposing between Nancy Sexton and Jackie Dead. Yeah, I think it's Jackie. I felt... I've seen a lot of sexing in Hollywood to um, come to the conclusion that people are deprived of good sex in Nigeria. Um, I think that um, people think good sex is porn. So every kind of sexing you see in Hollywood equates to porn, equates to look like porn. And I think, and I am honestly tired. Then 
Um, sorry to Monica. I think I'm apologizing too much. <laughs> I, I did not think the lighting was good. I know um there was a lot of work um put in to do it, but honestly, was giving these bisexual vibes. The lighting wasn't really, really um that good. I honestly did not think it fits the movie. Then to support what Elizabeth was saying, this show has no story. Oh my God, this show has no story. And you might not like what I want to say next, but I just felt people gathered and decided to write their fantasies on how to manhandle women bodies. They were like, um, women are sexual things. I can hurt them. I can fuck them. I can beat them and I can kill them. But they were like, oh, no, 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 guys. Let's not make it obvious. Let's add some layers. Let's make them prostitute. Let's make a politician. But you see, because they were so distracted, they were unable to follow any of the layers they added. They were so distracted with, um, let's not do things that will make people say, Nollywood fit do this kind of thing. That was exactly what this movie was. So somebody writing a fantasy about sexual objectification of women and they did not know how to continue. So they're not came with, let's do things for shock value. So Nollywood people will say, sorry, so the watchers will be like, ah, so Nollywood can do this thing. Okay, so um, now I don't need to be there to know that this is how everything happened because, I mean, we all went to secondary school and when we read comprehension, they used to ask us, tell, we used to answer the question, what's the tone of the author? And we could tell how the author was feeling when they wrote that short passage. So from this film, I can tell that the only thing that was going on was sexual objectification of women bodies and doing things so that people would say, Nollywood feed do this kind of thing. And um, I saw a lot of tweets calling um, the Nigerian audience disgusting, they're perverts, they're irritating, they're this, they're that. And to me, I kind of think the filmmakers should have that comment first before the audience because they purposely wanted to interact with that kind of audience. Now, back to doing things for shock value. Um, I know a lot of people like the Shangisha community opening scene with the explosive and everything. Um, I just felt that scene was, hello, everyone, we can do explosive, we can show gun violence, and we can escape through boats to go and communicate inside, and we're communicating inside river. Um, throughout, for like five episodes, we didn't know why the community was attacked. And um, when they came with, um, and I was thinking that if they were to abduct women because they want to introduce them into prostitution or put them in their shantytown ring, we didn't need such kind of violence. If it was about the chief um, destroying communities and rebuilding them through, contra through contracts, we didn't need such kind of violence. So it just felt like, we can do this thing. We feel use explosive. People come and see. We can do this thing. From episode one, like Elizabeth said, um, she got tired. And honestly, if not for film club, I would have stopped at episode one. I did that for King of Boys season two. I was not part of this film club. I stopped. So 
from episode one, we had so many teams. Like I said, they were trying to add layers to cover up the intention. We had so many teams. We saw Sky 18 years later. Um, we saw Shouting Town. We saw prostitution. We saw drug dealing. We saw African Juju with the king of um, boys, woman. We saw um, Inem or Inem sister because they later changed it at the end episode. Um, going for revenge and everything was just like this in episode one they were just introducing character and bringing out different theme and you're like what is this movie about and yeah i would have stopped there but because of this i continued okay and there was also something with this movie that i felt was lazy writing the writer just kept killing characters the writer just woke up and be like "Mm, let's just kill this character for chalk value okay so um we saw um, the Jackie character and they killed her. Then they wanted to make it look like Aves organ harvesting. And really, um, I also found her character was killed for shock value. And to the um, organ harvesting, I don't know how you would butcher someone with us and you would now be able to harvest organ. I honestly felt that a good or a simple Google search on how to harvest organ would have really saved that scene. Um, then um, back to the killing. Why did that kids come in? Why did that kids come in? So I felt the writing was very lazy. They just wanted to kill characters for um, shock value. And yes, what Elizabeth said, um, the car flipping, shock value too. Shock value too. Um, like, okay, <laughs> sorry, someone said the movie. The car flipping, shock value too. I did not understand how the car jumped the car that the car flipped and there was nobody there and then the kids come in. Um, I also felt like um, they had a lot of unnecessary talk scene in this film and um, they really said um, they could not cut some scene out so it had to be four hours long. I remember when Ska and Shaliwa was talking in episode one, I almost slept off. When um, RMD um, character was talking about it, giving us history lessons about Lagos, I actually first to go and cook food. I was like, no, this is not happening. Over the Africans don't be... Sorry, I'll go finish. I'll finish. Over the Africans don't be um, writing and talk in the bar. I've just felt like the writer learned something new and decided that we must come and learn this thing. So they had a lot of unnecessary talk scene that it did not make sense that this film was up to four hours. Then I also feel they had lack of believability believability okay so right from the opening scene with car getting a blowjob nigga just stood up he didn't have to zip off we saw um everybody becoming kung fu panda in this movie and uh, we saw car getting an accident because they wanted us to believe that it was in a car that flip um he was seated handcuffed his body was fine his bone was fine he was able to find it even uncuff himself even on uncuff himself because they dropped the key on the floor he was able to find himself back to shout it down i don't even know even the aye aye yeah 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 that they were doing when they were fighting i also feel the fighting scene was disorganized you did not know who was who when ah in fact, I don't really know. You don't know who was who during the fighting scene. I I don't know. I just feel this movie was empty. Like I felt nothing. Um when they introduced Scar as the bastard son, I was like, what, what do you want me to do with this? When Inem came, I was like, the sister survived. I was like, rubbish. We saw the sister being shot through her heart. What are you people doing? When they were doing cliffhangers from cliffhangers, I was like, this cliffhangers is not hugging. Okay. So I just felt like my summary was like, I just felt like they just gathered. I wanted to 
sexually objectified women and they decided to start adding a pinch of layers that they could not follow and at the ending they got confused and was like oh let's bring in too much wow factor i'm i'm concluding now now let's bring in too much wow factor but the thing is that you could tell that this had no story and I was in doubt, but yesterday when I listened to their Twitter spaces inside Nollywood, nobody that worked on this production could tell what story they were addressing. So yeah, I'm taking my belief. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Cynthia. Um, uh, again, feel free to post comments uh, if you want to join the conversation or um, uh, um, uh, request to speak. Um, nobody... Uh, Francis Franca says nobody's talking about the cute monkey in the opening scene. The monkey, uh, the monkey was cute. Okay, all right, <laughs> right. Um, Enduka says my biggest dislike, aside from the tasteless nudity, are the monologues. Everyone gives big, high-level speeches. Does Chief Fernandez give a big speech to every single girl that sleeps with his son? Seems tiring and waste of his time. Honestly, it's a good point. Um, Best African actor says um, there's no way they would have shot that scene that you people won't complain that I'm very sure of. We all, we all go about saying we don't have problem with nudity and when nudity is portrayed, we complain. It's confusing. It's true that we will have problems with processing the I guess this idea. Um, I, I would say Gigi Stories had some form of nudity. I know it wasn't complete nudity with Nengi Adoki and I Nobody complained about that. Um, I uh, Blood Sisters, I remember that space. I don't know if people had um, as uh, problems with it. I certainly, def- I certainly was one who defended the use of nudity in it. It, uh, it was the, like I said, it was the, 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 um, the showers. A, a fight in the shower scene is something that I've seen done in many, many films. Um, um, and you know, like it didn't seem to me like it lingered particularly too long on on you know, or was trying to uh, um, be perverted or like you know go hey look at we got nude people or something like that. Um, I'd have to rewatch it. I know some people disagree with me on there, but I don't. I don't feel the same way as I do about the nudity in Blood Sisters. I think Blood Sisters might be the best we've done nudity with. Um, um, I, I did have I did Olo Ture as well. Yeah, Olo as well. Yeah, as well um, what did 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 good with it as well? Actually, yes, yeah, that's a good point, Mr. C. Olo also did well with it. So there are times where we've shot nudity where we haven't had an issue with it. Um, it's, it's up to you to pick. You know, even if like, you know, even if we've been bad with it all time, we've been bad with sound almost through all of our Nollywood films, like. It's it's just a it's just a different it's just a different um, thing tool we are bad with. Um, we're bad with sound generally in Nollywood. Um, the people go, hey, why are you guys always complaining about sound? Well, I guess practically because I've stopped complaining about it because we just be bad with it almost every time. But you know that's a possibility. So it's just not a pushback. I don't feel that hey, you guys always complain about nudity. Um, again, like if you listen to the arguments that have been made, that's the thing. I think the pushback that have been made are not addressing anything that the people who have had to say, 
both Dami, both uh, Cynthia, whether it be Elizabeth or Mrs. C or myself has said regarding nudity, we've all said there's nudity we can, I think most of us anyway have said there's nudity we can actually um, uh, deal with and this is just not it. But like, so if you do have a problem with any of the arguments we're making, do try to address it as opposed to just going, hey, you guys don't like nudity because like it's it's kind of boring. It doesn't help us go anywhere. It doesn't further the dialogue. Um, but thanks. All right. Okay. Um, uh, Jobu Tapaki. Oof. All right. Um, I just want to quickly adopt what the other speakers have said. I, yeah, I don't really have much to say on that. I just want to speak. I remember um, you mentioned in November that we did a that we did a space. I went to go and release into that space. I did not see one person complain about Nengi Adoki's nudity. There's so many times, and I feel like it is very, very annoying when people talk about how women's bodies are handled in this film and people come, like people like Eva, come and sort of make it into what is not or try and make you look like a prude or, oh, it's only Nollywood. September 2022, Blonde, Andrew Dominic's Blonde came out. Go and check the critics and all they said about how she directed her film and how Anna de Armas's um, nudity was just the objectification of Marilyn Monroe, especially as it was made up. Go and check what they are saying. I'm going to see if it's only Nollywood that is doing it. Because honestly, it's getting sick and tiring of how everybody, oh my God, we're so, like, Nollywood watchers are so prude. You guys can't handle this. Like, don't piss me off. Like, what's that? And every single time, it is almost like it is done without nuance. You guys don't even listen to what people are saying, and that's the problem. That's the actual problem. With like, it's like, oh, but when it's Game of Thrones, oh, this like, please. I just want to say that next time, especially Eva, because Eva is the major culprit of this thing. I don't know what he said. I don't know. Did make sense? Anyways, I just feel like, like you guys need to actually listen. Because it's not just everybody's trying to be a prude. It's not only Nollywood. Go and check what they were saying about Blonde. Go and check what they say about certain Lance von Strayer films. Maybe you don't know. Go and check. So please, all these um, things, like even the, the tweet you just read out now, like, please, guys, please. It's very, very annoying. When a lot of people, when women are even saying how they are portrayed, come on, come on. Which Hollywood film have you seen that people are like, they're just random naked women counting money there, like nothing, like they're just there for nothing. Even the way that they speak about the extras, like, oh, it's an extra. Oh, it's a double bo- a body double. Even the caption itself, I really found like, it was as if it was, okay, don't objectify me oh, because, you know, we're in a society that is, you know, um, that doesn't like all these things, but you know the body doubles. I mean, might as well. Come on, guys, come off it. I mean, like I said, that's really what I wanted to say. Like I've I've been I've been listening, and I've been like, what is what? Like, please, you are not the first to see naked people is on the screen for you to come. Please, thank you very much. All right, thanks, Jerry Tapaki. Uh, cool name. Um, I did. Do you have to say that um, I think American Gangster, maybe I haven't even seen it just in my research for this. I remember because in my head, American Gangster is the one that does this thing where 
um, where women are nude packing drugs. Mm-hmm. And the point of it is that you can't, you don't, if you do it like this, uh, you, you can't steal it. You can't have anywhere to stash your um, the things that you're stealing. I've seen in a correct, couple of correct, movies. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but I do have to say that even though I've seen it in a few movies, I, I remember it sticking out because when when I start when the, the show started, I was like, yeah, I've seen this in other movies, but it doesn't have this lighting. First off, like it's usually like a harsh, stark light. People are in like white or beige, ugly underwear, and there's nothing even remotely sexy about it it's just kind of grim and ugly yeah um uh, yeah i think i think i have to agree with that so in american gangs i remember there is the the color grading there is quite beige like everything looks like almost brown with the rest of everybody's skin um and yes the point isn't the point isn't the nudity the point is that they have to be that way so it's just a tool right the tool there isn't hey see breast right the, the tool is this is what we can do to essentially this is what we need do to women because we don't want them to steal from us right like and we we're fine doing it um and yeah yeah, yeah. so uh i'm happy for people to push back but again please do listen to what people are saying um i'm i'm trying to do my best to <laughs> to host this thing as as much as i can all right okay um uh uh Anika, Anika, um before i go on um please let's keep it as 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 um uh, con- um concise concise as as possible um there are other people waiting to speak um Anika, please go on uh, okay i feel like that's directed to me um it's not it's not it's not it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's just okay. that the last pp is the last few people uh-huh. please go on. it's okay um so the many people have said so many things that i agree with about the the movie, no movie, because somebody was yelling that it's not a movie, it's a TV show. About the TV show that was originally recorded as a movie, but then made into a TV show. Um, what? Because I listened to the to the space right, and the reason why I asked the question of like, what was the what was the plan? What was the notion? What was what you want to do? What you want to see? And in the end, Ini was talking about. Um, these things being real and all that stuff and all these things and all that. Yes. Yes, indeed. It is, it is real. Yes, indeed. The world is real. But there's something I want to ca- counter about. Many of the things that we see in movies, even if it's talking about real things that happen, it is um, made up. Like the Godfather, the kissing of the hands. The guy that wrote the book that the Godfather is made, he, he didn't want to spend time with gangs that made everything up. Even when the filmmakers wanted to go spend time with the gangsters, the filmmakers, well, he told the filmmakers, don't spend time with the gangsters. Why would you want to spend time with this? It's, it's all made up. The idea of the women, be, it's made up. And I get that this movie is made by women and I don't want to, nothing. The thing is this, they want to talk about prostitution and people prostituting people and all that stuff. It is indeed a big issue in Nigeria. It is a big issue all over the world. Prostitution is a big issue all over the world. It's not just only in Nigeria. Even in countries, even in Western countries, it is a big problem. But the thing is that the movie, the sh- as um, I agree with, um, was with, El- with um, Elizabeth in our analysis of the storyline, there are many times in this movie, in this show, that you could think that it was there were moments of brilliance 
like scars motivation if this was made as a tv series an actual tv series you can you can you can go into scars backstory you can go into even a name and not even have like the character a name die and actually get into the interaction between both of them um some of the dialogue that was written for the characters were horrible were, were, were horrible it was horrible it's like why are you talking like this and it feels like when when the story it feels disjointed because they seem to be skipping to the next to the next big spectacle to the next big spectacle it never lies in one part but it does lie in the part of nudity and the reason why nudity is important to talk about in this because people as one of the one of the goals apparently if i can ascertain is to talk about women being used in this way right and we don't give the women respect the we don't give the women respect the women in this in this um, in this movie that have agency is enem who is actually victoria i mean amanda sorry who is actually amanda and she was adopted she's a she's not a woman who is within like the prostitution something she's from up high you know it's kind of like those um our western feminists come to like third world countries and start talking about feminism for third world women oh you don't know you're being you're being you're being um punished you don't know that you're in struggle i will tell you how to something and you and they they have not freed themselves in their own countries better get out of here um it's none of the women who grew in it are the women that took it but we can use their bodies and even though even if we, if we talk about production side the extras the people the people's bodies who have face that we see are people i am never going they're never going to become actors in something i don't know who they are i don't know who they are even the woman that they cut off i don't i don't know some i don't know any of these things so what is this story trying to tell me it, let's even talk about Shafi Bello. Nobody has even talked about Shafi Bello's character. Shafi Bello's character was... I didn't even know she was the governor. Until the end. When I was reading the something. This is how bad this thing is. And her dialogue was horrible. I, had, I don't know whether it's an acting or the dialogue. It was horrible. Just terrible. Just... Just terrible. It was like... The scripting for this... And I don't, I, I'm, I'm kinder to Cynthia. I'm a little bit more kind, kinder. I think that they genuinely wanted to write a story about against, oh, let's support this something. But when you want to write that story, and I also think they had the goal of like saying Nollywood can do this type of thing. And the type of thing that they picked up from Western media, because I think there's a lot of things that has to do Western, Western media, because it's the thing that popularized um, filmmaking and filmmaking across the world. So we've picked up a lot of things from it, right? It's the when you're going to tell stories about supposedly greeted places, we always have women body be the body of violence. In fact, I am not for anybody to call me a prude. Excuse me, I watch horror movies in America. I watch all this and uh, something. Are you kidding me? Please. I have seen much worse violence and much, much gratuitous. All you just have to do is watch Hollywood, man. You will see, even in European stuff, you just have to watch it. You will see much, much, um, this is, this level is level one. 
But people would still ask that same complaint of like, the violence is on the woman's body. And you say this is a, this is a, why is the woman only the one getting most of the violence? Why are you lingering in the way of the way you, you take the body of the woman? Because I, I, people sometimes don't know the few languages that they use that they have adopted comes from many older forms of, film, of, 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 of language, right? You're talking about nudity, about women's nudity. Nudity, like, what is it? Before, before movies, what, what are those paintings, right? Those paintings of nude women. They were also partly pornography, okay? You see them hang on the loo or everything. It was also partly pornography. It was also partly pornography. And usually the women are exotic women from far off places, the, the Orients, you know, the North Africa, the, all those places, far off places that are naked and ready for your presentation. And this, and of course, because we grow up, we want to be like the Western, we do, we take their stories, we put it into our something, we take their things that they've done and we put it into it. You could tell this story without even the necessity of nudity. Also, what makes you think that women count in drug films, in drug, in drug laws something? A lot of the women are naked and counting. I'm so sorry. That's, that's a pimp. Those women are, are prostitutes. This is because people don't really know the underground world. You watch movies that makes you think that's what the underground world is like, but the movie is lying to you because the, those people are not going to go actually go meet those places because those words are actually dangerous. And it's actually more complicated than most people actually think it is. <clears throat> and, this, and for you to come here and then start to talk, and then for you to, when somebody is, is pointing out nudity in that way, or saying that even the story itself is is I get the production something. I get what Ava and all of I get it, and I'm and I'm giving it to you guys. Yes, as production for Nigeria, yes, get it, got that. But that's that 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 goal took more more precedence over the goal of actually talking about prostitution and talking about prostituted women and how we should give freedom to prostituted women. But no, we are giving freedom to prostituted women. We are the ones looking down upon them. We are the saviors of them. We are the ones that feel good when we do, but we still do unto them the people that we say we shouldn't do unto, unto, unto them. Like We're still treating them like the pimps treat the, the women. Their body is for our glorification. And most of the people that we're talking about, let's also now talk about the production. Most of the nakedness that we see are not the actresses and not the people with name. They're not those people with names. See, again, that's another issue of privilege and not the people with name. We enjoy it. We are beating it. We are bucking it. We are bugging it. If we are a private group. Okay, that's, that's true. But when somebody is pointing that out, and people are pointing out your artistic choices, don't come to me and tell me this is not an artistic... Oh, you're not, you're not think, accounting for artistic choices. I, everything has consequences, and I'm, and I'm criticizing your artistic choices. I'm responding to it, so I'm taking it into consideration... And I'm telling you, what you said you want, this is the goal you want. This action does not provide that goal. So, 
the show works well production wise for Nigeria, I guess. Yes, there are some mm. issues with the production. Good. Mm. But um the 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 art of it, the something of it, I'm so sorry. That part of like saying we shouldn't take advantage of women and women's bodies, that didn't really go well because the movie, I mean it was shot as a movie. <laughs> the the production itself, what we finally see, the final cut mm. says to the audience, take advantage, do the exact same thing about to the women. Okay. There is no characters yet. The people that even get the glory, the woman that actually fights for something, she was never a prostitute. Was she raped by that man? Yes. Sad. It was sad. It was it was it was bad. Okay. But Again, she's she she doesn't even get she a life living in this life. No, she can get a way out. We can connect to her because she's Amanda. She has a good job. She is not of that class. This is also about poverty too. Again, this is also a class something. She is wonderful. We don't even know why the community was born to, by the way. We only get that at the end. Again, a disjointed story because it's it's for spectacle. I'm about to finish. It is for spectacle. It is low-hanging fruit spectacle. And many movies do that. And there's nothing, I guess, it's many movies do that. It's, 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 It's part of the way movies are working. But don't come here and say that you're more than what you are. You're just a tip. It's just a typical movie. Or a typical entertainment something. Congratulations on the production too. All right. Thanks, Aik. Congratulations. All right. I just want to read a couple of um, people who sent me in the comments. And the guy says, need Nollywood to do a movie or series where they show a man's penis, show us naked men, or is it just women's bodies that can be that that can be nude? Uh yeah, I mean like I guess for some for the women, I like naked women, but anyone who likes naked men, go ahead, do it. But like still do it right though. Uh that's actually the the, the contention, isn't it? Um Baba Tunde says, I lived most of my life in Nigeria and on the streets. I never for once saw anybody or people fight like they did in episode six of Shanty Town. Who fights martial arts in Lagos? It's monkey see, monkey do filmmaking understand where that is coming from uh still human says cynthia speaking for everyone because what really is the story here Torres says shafiki bella's character was needless openness says i don't quite agree to the comment about split screens if you despise it give us technical reasons why it doesn't work split screens are used in hollywood and it works we need technical reasons happy to do that here and then we'll invite open to speak um so like with the split screens the issue with it with it is that it's pointless like usually when you do a space because like split screen is necessarily breaking the fourth wall right you're doing a thing that um that is showing people oh like you're showing two different places at once right you're sort of taking somebody out at once you should have a reason why you're doing it so like we see it sometimes you're trying to do at different places or telephone calls, that kind of thing, or, or at least trying to show different places. Um, when you do a split screen of different, of the, of like the same shot of different places, as, especially in a, in a place where, um, in a, in a, in a show where it's supposed to have this very serious tone, it, it feels off. Um, I don't mind it in a comedy if it, um, 
not mind of a, in a comedy because again it, it would still it would, it would still it would still depend because what's the point of the, the split screen is essentially what i'm asking what why are you doing it um having a split screen of the same thing with different shots sometimes almost the same shot um but slightly different camera angles just feels gratuitous and unnecessary and it just feels like you're doing things for different reasons there's a time where there's a split screen and because i guess because of the split screen the aspect ratio for one is different and the aspect ratio for the other one is different it's like all right you you're just you know you haven't really thought about 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 the conditions of which you wanted to apply the split screen all right but uh, it's a good question and been a um, I'm going to also give you the mic to say either what you liked or what you didn't like about it, uh, both. Urban Ave here, there, go on. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Mr. C. Uh, hi, everyone. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, about the speed screen thing, um, I quite agree with what you said, but I just think, I think, to a, to a large extent, I think sometimes it's, it's about drawing parallel sometimes. I think to a large extent, um, there are some shows we watch and it's an artistic, it's something that is artistic. It's an artistic choice sometimes. But sometimes at the end of the day, it's about drawing parallels between two actions, cause and effect. It's about procedural sometimes. I felt that, you know, the split screen scene between both of them sort of... Sorry, but I, I don't mean... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but like, um, just because like you, you could go on a, on a thing where we're not talking about no, 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 no. what was actually shown. The split screen, the split screen was actually of the same shot. Oh, yeah. The what we're talking okay. about. Hey, this is this is a car from the front. This is a car from the front, but slightly to the I, left. Yeah, so, um, that yeah, kind of I, thing. Because what I was even going to say was that I don't quite agree. So I said, like I said, you have to. There has to be some intentionality about it. I don't agree to using it for showing the same shots. So I agree with you. And I think the issue about aspect ratios, because if you're going to use a split screen, measuring your dimensions, it has to fill whether it's a rectangle or whether it's a square, it should fill it up. So the aspect of having different aspect ratios is actually a thing, and I quite agree with you. But I think that for the scene with Shalewa and Femi, you know, this expectation, okay, they've had amazing sex and they're going to see again, and you are sort of building up to that meeting again. I think it kind of works. But that aside, um, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but when I said petition to pass space pain, I know I mentioned the bar scene, and I also replied you about zooming in on the same bottle as seen on the scene. But Shaliwa and Femi were communicating, and the only thing the space pain did was to obstruct their communication. It was not needed in the bar. I know I said petition to pass, especially. Yeah, so I think I think I was even typing response to you before Mr. C got me up to speak. I, I I quite agree. They see the the it's sort of like I said, showing parallels, showing preparation, showing procedurals, they're preparing to meet up at this great time. But I also felt that it wasn't also done properly. So I think maybe the way to look at it is if you're not gonna do it right, then don't do it at all. But I still feel that split screens can work if you actually know what to do and how to do it. Um so what did I what did I, I mean I've waxed lyrical, I mean for people who, who read my my tweets about it, I've waxed lyrical about a lot of the production value which I think was great and all that, you know, which I think was really good. Um, I, you know, I think the characterization in terms of how the character, I mean, a lot has been said about how people didn't like the, the story. People didn't like some of the lines that were written and all of that. But I, I felt that from the main character's point of view, I felt he was really immersed in his character. The fact that, and I think one thing that got to me was the fact that, you know, the fact 
that he was this really bad guy, but also doubted himself. You know, I felt that so, that's some level of depth. Now, what did I like about it? Um, I feel just like we've said that people like the BBO speaking, I felt which was authentic, which was, which was you know, really natural. I, I had a problem with the cast of, of Peter Okoye because, I mean, if you're going to play Yoruba guy, let's be you. So, so at the end of the day, it's authentic, you know, it's authentic. It really bothered me because, you know, I liked how he was going. When I saw him and he introduced himself, and the moment he said Femi, I said, okay, no, this is not right. Because you see his father, well-spoken, polished, you know, you know, rich, you know, diabolical, polishing a lot, but speaks well, sounds well. You would expect his son to sound the same. You know, so that bothered me, you know, and um, I, 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 I mean, I reached out, the producer as a friend, so I reached out and she mentioned to me why that happened, you know, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, I feel that, you know, if your authenticity matters, you know, when you're trying to, you know, get this kind of roles, if somebody's going to play a role representing a particular tribe, it should be somebody, or even if you get somebody who can speak the language, but because it should, it's, you know, it, it should look, you should, you should be, you should, you should, it, it should follow in the script. You know, if you are a son of a rich person who is, who speaks really polished English and it's well, you know, it should reflect, you know, those things matter, you know, little things like that, you know. I I think that, um, um, I think the, I think again, you know, the spectacle of the martial arts were good, but I think it lasted for too long. There were beats, there are parts that, you know, it's almost as if it took your attention away from the story because I don't know, even if there's chaos, there's a, there's a, there's a narrative that's still running within the chaos and we should steal with it. But at some point it became about, you know, uh, martial arts, um, you know, abilities and who could, who could outdo the other. You know, at some point I felt it became slight, somewhat distracting from what the story was or what the story were trying to, you know, reveal here, that kind of thing. I felt that went on for a little bit too long um, in terms of the martial arts. I also think that the resolve was a bit too, well, by the time we got to the final episode, maybe, you know, some parts of the, you know, the fifth episode and sixth episode, we're now on this 100 meter dash, it just ended, you know, and I felt it was a bit underwhelming, you know, we had built up this whole thing and here we are, you know, just rushing down to just put it to an end. I think that a lot more could have been put in terms, a lot more thoughts could have been put into how the whole thing was, I mean, you know, would have been resolved. Because I think how, how you, you started very strongly that scene and Shangisha and all that, then you, you, you start with that and you, you know, I know that there's a lot of misgivings about the middle, and when we not get to the end, it does pit us down. And I felt that it wasn't really strong enough. Um, that's something that really, really, I think, um, weighs a lot on the, you know, on the grand scale of things for, for the for the series as, as a whole. But I think that, you know, you know, you know, looking at it from, you know, a wholesome perspective, it was it really a lot of work went into the production. I think I, I like personally like the set design. I feel that it worked. Nothing felt out of place. Um, you know, we have to give them kudos for, you know, the level of detail that we saw in production in terms of the cinematography, in terms of the lighting, the gaffer work was really great. I don't quite agree with Cynthia about the work, but I think that the lighting and the gaffer work was really, really good. I had asked a question yesterday why we, we use Jonathan Covell, you know, and, you know, um, who's a South African DP. And I think Ine explained that she had worked and it was a personal preference, you know, that kind of thing. I think... I think we need to get to the point where we trust our own people to actually prove because we have really good people here. And I think, like, I was having a conversation about somebody, you know, a, 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 a film friend of mine, and and I was telling him, look, the truth about it is that yes, there are challenges, there are problems. We've enumerated a lot of them, especially around character development, world building. You know, I think the only way we're going to get there is by doing. We have to keep doing it and doing it until we get to that point where. You know, and it cuts across everything, how we interpret nudity. I mean, all of all the hot burning topics we've raised concerning Shanty Town. 
I think it's only going to get better once we continue doing and doing listening, like we've said about, you know, we've, we've said here, we need to listen, we need to listen. And it's not just from listening for a particular thing, everything, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we tighten characters? How do we create better acts? How do we, so I, I just think at the end of the day, it's really, there's a lot more work to be done, setting a lot more work to be done, but it's only going to get better by doing and doing. I think that Shantatown is, 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 is good. It's good work that needs, it's not great, but it's good work. And it can be better done. And I think that, you know, we're getting a season where, you know, every every point, there's scrutiny for every point of production. You know, we're not just, nothing is slipping through the cracks anymore. Everything is up for discussion. And, and that sort of puts the burden on the filmmaker to put his best foot forward, you know. So, that, so those are my comments, you know. So thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Abina. Um, that, that, I guess it's something I want to... Uh elaborate on and that is um so i i understand what you're saying like and i agree that you know nollywood will get better by you know by doing these things and you do have to like you know you're gonna have to make some probably not great you know great films before you get to you kiss a few frogs before you get to your prince right um and i understand that uh, I, I guess, like, especially from a Nollywood Film Club perspective, like, we, you know, we talk about films every Sunday. It comes a time, like, a lot of the people who are making, uh, like, giving their opinions on here have been saying the same thing since we started this. And it seems like, and I, uh, it seems like no one is listening. It's, it's not just, it seems like no one is listening. It seems like no one is, even if you're not listening, it seems like nobody's building on top of what they, um, um, have already put up, put put forward before, and I actually understand why this seems so. Because I understand our industry isn't as industrialized as we would like. Like people aren't building on um, on on other knowledge that has been established. A lot of people, when they start these things, they were like, "Hey, first time producer, or first time this, or like this, like all right. So how do we do this?" And it almost feels like starting again. And but it's it's a problem because. Um, we do a thing every year where we go um, uh, a space every year. We just like I'm tired. I don't do Nollywood, and the most com the most common uh, rhetoric, the most common feedback we get for people who decided that they stopped, they don't do Nollywood anymore. Is that they just got tired, they got fatigued. So imagine us who were dedicated to dedicated to uh, speaking about um, Nollywood almost uh, every week. Um, uh, yes, I under- completely understand film club's perspective that it just seems like one well, nothing is moving fast enough. Um, I'm just, I guess, also on the other side, the thing that film club people might uh, try to understand is that it's not, it's not like these people saw the last film or the last thing we talked about and understood it. It's like everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and maybe um, I guess if we can say now, if Inedo's next production does like sort of similar same mistakes we can go hey you know what happened we we spoke about this and all of that but i understand um that point sorry okay. let, me quickly, just, let me quickly say sorry let me just quickly say i yeah i have a very valid point it's almost as if so much is being said in detail almost every time but what i'll say it is probably probably it's i don't know i don't know if it's sound like cliche, but i'm just going to say it anyway 30 25 years ago you know um a lot I don't think any, anybody believes in the music industry that it to be, well, we're, we're talking about Snoop Dogg inviting terms to do collaborations. And I mean, if anybody said that 25 years, 30 years, would have laughed the person silly. My point here is that, you know, it's a journey and 
as long look there is so much focus on trying to do good work in Nollywood. that's my that's what i think i don't think that anybody goes out deliberately to make a bad film i believe that people are genuinely trying to reach this silver lining to cross this rubicon and the truth about it is that you know what i said doing is that i mean these guys have you know we have insights here a bunch of people are here listening you know you know this producer is my friend i've given her feedback when they want to do this again, you know, I believe that people are listening. They've listened to what people have said and they'll try and build upon it. And lots of people in the industry are doing their best. I, I believe we're going to get to that point where we would say, okay, finally, we have one thing. I mean, CJ's at Sundance. I mean, if anybody said we'll have a Nigerian film or a Nigerian filmmaker at Sundance 10 years ago, we would laugh. But that's where we are. And what I'm saying is we just have to, we have to keep believing and keep working at it that kind of thing keep working at it you know and, and what i also say is you know for those of us who have a burning desire for film I, I think that if some of us if try to make a film you know and put in our own resources and stuff like that we can actually we can actually achieve some of these milestones to be honest but i think that you know it's going to get better it's just a question of time and being deliberate intentional about doing it right it's also a question of time and we're going to be talking about what we love about hollywood and probably less of what we don't like but it's a journey and and it, like you said it's an emerging industry it's an emerging industry it's still we're still learning we're still a lot of things are still in its infancy but where there is a will there's a way thanks yeah. All right. Th thanks, Abina. Um, as long as the journey goes forward, um, that's, you know, like it's a journey, don't mean it's necessary going forward. And, and that's what, like, I guess, from our perspective, we're not sure of. Um, and, you know, we're, we're hoping it is forward and, and all of that. But yes, I, I completely hear you. Thanks. Thanks uh, for your contribution. All right. Um, Fida, please uh, go ahead and then we'll have um, Vanessa. Nice to see you. Um, we'll, you'll be next. Okay. Hi, um, wow, tedious space today. Um, my my first thing for the dislikes, right? No, I want to first say that what most of the ladies have said, especially Dami, I love their thread, by the way. I, I think they've said what I wanted to say in terms of nudity, objectification, violence, and misogyny. So thank you so much for that. Um, I'm just going to like say what I wrote and then just go through all of that. So the first thing was, I, I definitely didn't vibe with how they thought of taking down Chief Fernandez by playing that video of um, Inem's rape at the party. I, I was like, is that ethical? Is that how we're going to do that? So that didn't sit well with me. The ending scene when they each stabbed Scar and said for freedom, I was like, I really wish that banged because at that point, my mind was like, oh, I think this is what the film wanted to be about it didn't have a straight line in terms of story for me it seemed to be a combination of stories somehow connected to chief fernandez and the time when scar limped back into the zanga that was the first time i knew that there were women living in the rooms along the corridor never had we been hinted about that before um i wanted to say that i would have said that this was scar's world and we were all just living in it it took three full episodes for us to see in again after she returned to shanty town and the fight scene more or less focused on scar it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a film about the women of shanty town that's how shalewa's mixology dreams never came into play again so it seemed that that info was was set up for when she mixed the african zombie for femi no development on who shalewa was as a character no showing of her character beyond what was told to us femi entering the scene overshadowed any personal storyline she may have possessed 
I would have loved to see some developments with Inem's character in, in relation to the girls at Mama T. Yes, she was on a mission, but if these were the women she wanted to save, why didn't they show more dialogue with them to hear their stories and humanize them? It seemed as though in telling their story, we saw them just the way they are portrayed externally. There wasn't a deeper dive into the sex workers behind the scenes. There was no depth in their stories. The fight scene was also so long, so long, completely placing more focus on Scar's fight. While Inem's fight, although it had good moves, seemed to be an, it seemed to be an afterthought. I totally forgot that Inem was fighting and they gave her that wig and it was like, who is this woman that is fighting? Totally forgot that. The fight scene with the two random men was odd. It seemed like there were two stunned doubles showing, up, showing their moves. No one knows where they came from. It even looked like the location of one of those Tekken or Dead or Alive games. I was laughing. When Scar injures his right arm in the final fight to the point where he can't really move it, he forgets that's his right arm and uses that same arm to hold the bodyguard's face, switching the wound to the left arm instead. So I noticed that. Gruesome, gruesome scene with Chief and Inem. In fact, I was disgusted and destroyed. I don't know what else to say. I literally found myself dissociate and freeze while watching that scene. And a part of me was like, you can skip, you can skip. I was like, no, I'm frozen in my body. And when the scene was over with Inem on the floor and my soul came back into my body, I just knew that I wasn't going to be the same again. It brought me all the way back to the acting of like old Nollywood in the sense that it was like solid enough for me to feel like I'm going to mute on my thirst for RMD for a while. Thank you. I lost it and came back during the scene in which Shalewa was stripped and Chief groped her. Once again, I really didn't like the objectification of women in this series, even if it was meant to be realistic to the environment. I feel like they were violating. And what I, when I saw what I thought were Nancy's breasts, I lost it again. The bodyguard tapping her ass, I collapsed. I could not deal with my disgust and my violation. Later on... Um, <laughs> Hearing about the whole body double issue and all of that, for me, it just made it clear that the people that didn't want to focus on the film wanted to focus on that instead. And I'm glad that their fantasies were disrupted. Next one. When Scar threatens that he'd rape Shafi to show her, that language was very disturbing. The scene where Scar groups Jackie all over you, the auction scarring. Once I had auction, I was already frozen. Both were triggering and violating scenes. I found myself feeling tension towards those scenes because I could see how they were catered more to a different audience. I didn't like the filming of the girls in the auction scene and I found my thoughts oscillating between this is meant to be realistic and this is over the top uncomfortable. I just didn't like it realistic or not. It wasn't comfortable as a viewer um the fire and smoke in the african zombie drink half and half chief's glasses looked plastic and cheap and you could tell nudity i've already, we've already spoken about that i wrote sensationalism i can half understand the perspective of trying to be realistic of the environment they're portraying but for me sensationalism is what came to mind and personally i don't think i'm ready to be seeing nudity on screen just yet i remember my confusion with blood sisters and asking why that had to be a thing but less nudity is more of my preference unless absolutely necessary um, the violence towards women in this series, I found it intense, although it was made to show exactly what the women of Shantytown go through, quote unquote. I allowed myself to feel how watching that made me feel and I didn't feel good. And you know, honestly, it just reminded me of when we, I watched Blood Sisters again and I saw that scene of Mr. B punching Kemi. And I was like, "That wow, so many of these films that I'm seeing on Netflix by Nollywood um, portraying this strong violence toward women. The last one for me was the opening scene. I'm really not a fan of violence with children. So that sh shooting scene of the twin really, really got me. And I was like, that. oh, if this is what the opening scene is like, I'm afraid to see the remaining um, episodes in this series. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks, Cynthia. Uh, valid. Fida. Valid. Oh, Cynthia, sorry, Fida. 
<laughs> so thanks, Fly. Um, uh, yeah, good points, Ray. Sorry, I was I was looking at notes and. Um, Yes, the uh, I, I like the point you raised about sort of like the movie forgetting about uh, um, Inie's character, uh, Inieda's character. Uh, yeah, if if that was a movie series, whatever, uh, it it did seem like the, it wasn't sure who the protagonist was, and that was a big thing for me in terms of how do you want us to view this world? Um, because it by on paper it just seems like. Any should have been our protagonist, the person and who we should have viewed um, the shanty towns, uh, shanty towns, and like gotten used to and understood, you know, been introduced to that that life. I know, like she she was playing somebody who was already familiar with it, but like we should have like sort of um, found along with her as she, you know sort of stumbled and, and, ma- and you know, it would have made for a great, for great tension. Oh, are they going to find out that, you know, she's not who she really says she is. It's just like, that's just such a missed opportunity. Um, but that, but, you know, moving from like Scar, who's a horrible person, I, I love being said about Mercy's character, Mercy's character, you know, like Mercy's acting. And I do think, again, I said, like, I thought she wasn't, she wasn't bad and, you know, she did she didn't stick out to me anyway, which is probably good because she's not an actor, at least for, for that. Um, so um, a lot of things said about her, but like even, I think it's, uh, it's something I mentioned about the way um, power dynamics are displaced. Where like, there's, there's a point where I, when they kill Mercy, am I, am I really to feel, me- to feel for Mercy? I don't know Mercy that much. She hasn't seen that, great a person she was making fun of somebody who was uh who had a stamp who had a stutter earlier on um it's like okay they actually i'm just like do i care that you got axed i don't know like but like in terms of in introducing us to the world that you're with and like making us feel for certain characters i just don't i didn't see it and then um I know, like, um, uh, Fai has brought up nudity again, and it's, I'm just thinking to people who are hearing this thing, I, and I know, like, Fai, Fai might just have a different issue in terms of, like, maybe she doesn't like nudity at all, and that's fine. Um, different people have different things. But, like, for people who don't mind nudity, right, and just think this wasn't done well, I need people who were, who are going in their head, hey, you know, like, what's wrong with this? I need you to think, is there a possible way a movie or a TV series can show nudity that could be gratuitous. I need you to think about it. If there is a way, what does it look like, right? And and we're telling you that that's, this film is doing it in the way that is. If you don't think there's any possible way in which you can show women and, um, or men's nude bodies, to be honest, in, in, in a way that is gratuitous or unnecessary, um, then that's a different, uh, that's, that's a different point you have you're in a different in a different case but thank you um for for um contributing five uh Nindika, please tell us some huh did i say vanessa my g i was next <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> Nindika, you'd be next <laughs> go on um, vanessa. yeah i I, I, it wasn't intentional for me to miss the good, but I'm actually just quite relieved because I didn't think I had it in me to come up with bare, barely their goods about this series. Um, I'm pretty sure it's been brought up, but this had barely any framework. It was so amoebic in its nature 
there was nothing of substance holding this entire show together. There was no running thread. Um, in the words of Elizabeth, it was almost like they had a post. They had multiple post-its of ideas and subplots that were put on the wall, and we're just gonna throw all of it in without any running thread between them. Um, it wasn't till the end, and I, I genuinely say this: I usually do not um, DNF Nollywood, mainly because of Film Club and because we have to go through it. But I was genuinely tempted to DNF this by the end of episode one. By I went through all six episodes of this series, mainly because I wanted to find out whether or not they were going to tell me what this series was about. I genuinely was hoping that at some point throughout the entirety of the how many hours this ran for, that it was going to be explained to me what the show was about. And unfortunately, it wasn't. It wasn't till the end that I had to make an assumption that this was supposed to be about the women of Shantytown. When in reality, in every single way, it wasn't. Even in the way they were talked about, shown, developed as characters, barely. It was, there was nothing about this that was about the freedom of the women of Shantytown. This was seeing the world through the eyes of Scar. And Scar's a great character. Obviously, time was taking to put him together to a large extent. He wasn't perfect by any means, but time was taking to put Scar together as a character. But if you're saying this is about the freedom of the women of Shantytown, then you might as well write this women like people and not pieces of meat. It almost felt like they wrote these characters like the way they were viewed by the men in that world. Bodies. And you don't, you don't say that a show is about their freedom and treat them like inconsequential. That genuinely was the most egregious thing for me because we could have seen this world through the eyes of Inem and Shalewa. And we could have seen Shalewa guide Inem through this world after it had been revealed, been revealed at some point that she wasn't who she was. You know, because if this was someone who they were so close with, who spent so much time talking to them, trying to get them to the point where they wanted freedom. This is me inferring from a couple scenes, like the scene between Inem and what's her face? The um, Shalashi Wallace character, I can't remember her name because there wasn't enough given for me to remember who the woman was as a character. But something about her not doing a ritual anymore, I guess, to prevent the women from being lazy and not wanting to escape. And she's saying, but the girls are lazy and they don't run away. So if you're saying this character who um, Amanda is impersonating has always wanted to help these women leave Shantytown, then show us with this impersonator that she's going to continue that. She's having these conversations with these women. Are you saying that these women don't know that this isn't who they've known their entire lives or however long they've been in Shantytown? Is that what you're saying? And if at some point it's revealed that this isn't who they are, who isn't in them is, then show some bit of camaraderie between these women, some sense of solidarity. Why was Messieke's character so willing to give 500k to Shalewa? Why? What is that? What is that connection? What is that beyond shared experiences? 
beyond shared experiences, what do these women have in common? What, what, what are these relationships? That's how you make a show about the women of Shantytown. You show them as people. Their tra- you don't need to show us their trauma, but show us how they've been affected by their trauma. What made them who they are, the people that they are, how they've been changed by the lives that they've lived, what they've been, become accustomed to and why the vast majority of them no longer have the will to want to leave. Because that's what being subjugated does to you over a long period of time. You lose your will to want to do anything else, right? So show us that. Don't show us. Don't, 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 what I'm trying to find the word. Do not, um, do not serve us their, their trauma on a platter for what is supposed to be our enjoyment. Because it wasn't enjoyable to, to watch sexual violence multiple times on women in this show and i'm 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 sick I genuinely i'm you know you were having the conversation with obina about how people are tired and i'm genuinely just tired of having this conversation time and time again as to the irreverence with which nollywood treats women their bodies sexual violence against women if you are not committed to treating it with the care that it deserves. Don't do it at all. Do not do it at all. I don't know if a woman was involved in writing this, but it can be, it's very obvious when men write about women's trauma. You've not lived it. You've never felt anything like it, not even a modicum of it. So you do not treat it with the respect and the care that it deserves. But what am I saying? There was a show that was, there was a film that was written by a woman and it also treated, treated women with that same callousness. Because that's what this was. It was callous. And I'm genuinely just tired of having this conversation. We keep saying they're listening, they're learning, they're, they're going. But it's like the basics of a story. That's all I want. All this extra periphery, the serere. Let's push that to the side. Just the basics of a story. Beginning, middle and end. Basic framework of any plot is a beginning, middle, and end. This felt like it had none of that. What was the point of showing us Scar showing, saving in him? If you do not show us then what that relationship was like, for Amanda to have the confidence to come back and waltz into Scar's quarters. You don't, you don't just leave these things to the imagination and tell us, yeah, that it's left to you to figure that out. Honestly, this, this was a waste of my time. It genuinely was. And I'm at the point with Nollywood where all of 2022, I was gung-ho, support Nollywood. I'm going to watch everything. I'm going to talk about it because Nollywood deserves an engaged audience. An audience that speaks on the things that they care about, the things that they didn't care about with regards the stuff that they're watching. But it almost feels like we're being treated with such disdain for even daring to speak, you know, or saying anything. We're, we're branded as haters. We're, we're branded as people who, who do amifizi. And it's like, if you want an engaged speaker, an engaged audience, if you want an audience who cares enough about the industry 
then you have to deal with it at this point. Because I'm not going to keep harping and speaking and watching Nollywood every single week, coming on here and speaking about it. At this point, it's like my mouth is smelling. And I'm done. I'm genuinely... I was one of the I don't do Nollywood. And then that changed because I actually really love Nollywood. I genuinely love Nollywood. But it's getting to the point where this is unrequited love. It really is. I don't think Nollywood loves me back. I think Nollywood views its audience as means to make money. Because you don't care enough about us and our trauma and the things that trigger us and the things that are important enough to tell to treat us with care and respect that we deserve. And at this point, it's honestly just getting quite annoying and frustrating. And I, I would honestly, it's getting to the point where I would just rather not. Honestly, I was so looking forward to this. I love Chidimokeme. I've loved Chidimokeme for as long as it was possible to love Chidimokeme. For as long as I was able to see Chidimokeme on screen, and say, I love Chidimokeme. And I was so excited to see this. And Chidimokeme gave a good enough performance. This is nothing to do with his performance. But I genuinely wanted this to be Chidimokeme's shining moment. You know, a project that we could be proud of and say Chidimokeme was on something that was amazing. This is Chidimokeme's big comeback. And the, re- the, for the much of it was a flop. This is the first time I've seen Shafi Bello and thought Shafi Bello was horrible. It's the first time. And Shafi Bello is an amazing actress. The monologues were horrendous. This, these long speeches, why? This is the worst performance I've ever seen Shafi Bello give. And it's like, you just put a bunch of people who have the potential to, to perform. And you had them giving the worst performances of their, of their lives. Haba. Let's not, honestly. Let this not repeat itself again. And I, I genuinely want Nollywood to be done with the criminal underworld. I get it, King of Boys was in, insanely successful. It was a great time. But we're about done. The criminal underworld, we've, we've seen enough of it. And can we please stop typecasting Zuby Michael? We, he's, he's not going to be the gangster forever. He's a great actor. He can't keep shouting boss, boss, or guy all the time in films. We need, we need, to, we need to move past the criminal underworld. You know that time when wedding party happened and everybody was doing rom-coms? It's like post King of Boys, everybody decided to do criminal underworld, street gangster movies. Let's find something else. It, we've beaten the horse. It was dead. We beat it. We resurrected it. We beat it again till it died. It's okay. Honestly, I genuinely... There are other stories that deserve to be told we can be done with the gangsters and the criminal underworld because obviously people don't treat these stories with care or dignity. But yeah, I'm done. All right. Yeah, thanks, Vanessa. Um, I won't lie to you. I completely understand the fatigue. I completely understand the fatigue. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but I feel the fatigue as well. By the time we were going on Christmas break, I was ready to take a break from Nollywood because I was feeling the fatigue. And I don't know, I feel like it's a bit of a deviation, but I feel like some people think we like to come online and diss Nollywood films. Um, I think even today I've seen a tweet that says, 
oh, everyone is so harsh with Nollywood, a lot harsher on Nollywood than other people. And and that is wrong. That is just objectively wrong. We're a lot kinder to Nollywood than we are to Hollywood. Because even though we don't want to do it, we set our expectations lower, right? We try to account for our limitations, right? We say, or we know people have to deal with area boys when they're shooting on location. We know you rent a flat to shoot a thing and the person can just show up tomorrow and say, no, don't shoot here. Now you have continuity issues, right? Because you can't shoot in the same place you shot yesterday. So we're already making all of these allowances. We're complaining about sound. We're making allowances for somebody's generator was on in the area where they were shooting and they had to try and work around that. Like, my favorite spaces are the spaces where people are coming to gush about a film. I love it. I leave spaces on a high. It's great. It's what we want to do. We, don't come, we come here week in, week out because we want to encourage Nollywood. We want Nollywood to be better. Every week we're reminding people, watch this film, watch this film, watch this film. We're doing, it's, it's free advertising. We do this every week, free advertising. Watch this, watch this, watch this, because we want the industry to grow. And yeah, but I completely understand your your thing with the fatigue. I get people feeling it, but please come back. Please don't give up on Nollywood. Yeah, I, I, one thing I think it was um, Obina that pointed it out as well with like the um, 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 uh, CJ going to Sundance. Like you know, if you've paid, if you're paying attention to Nollywood, uh, CJ or any of the directors from S sixteen making Sundance. If you had told us five years ago, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know whether I would have believed it, but it's certainly the most likely way to go, right? Like, and so, like, I'm even that I'm bearing that in mind. There are people I think are doing great work and on the right trajectory. And it's not to say that, like, people who have done some of the work that we criticize on on the right trajectory is just uh, well we'll never get there we're just saying i what well, i'm saying and I, I don't speak i don't i don't try to speak speak for more than myself um i just speak for myself um is that yeah you're not on the right trajectory as far as i'm uh, sundance is concerned uh if you can't get sound if you can't get some basic story, story um structure right and if you can't get some basic like I don't people think I nitpick. There there are things I really don't talk about. There are things I see. I'm saving them for a video. I'm gonna do a video at one point where I put all these things together because it's just fun. And I I mm-hmm. want it to just be fun. But there are things I see I do not speak about because like there is no point. I know we have not reached there when we get there. But anyway, let's go to Nduka. Nduka, please tell us some of the things you had issues with. Um Okay, um, and if you can hear me. So the things I had issues with mainly was the writing. The writing is just bad. And, well, I like to watch bad movies. I watch a lot of bad movies. It's just... It's just like this one is a special kind of bad. Like, there's no main plot. It's just several subplots fighting each other. No main plot, no central narrative. Like, I want to know what the log line for this film was. When they pitched it, what did they say? I, I, <laughs> if you ask me what this movie is about, or series, I don't know which one, I wouldn't know what to say. All of it is so Everybody what? knows it's Everybody knows it's KOB okay. Everybody knows Oh, it. Paul, yeah, Paul Mann's KOB. So, I don't... 
um, if you ask me what the worst of it all is, episode three. Episode three goes on, on, and on, and on. And it's just three scenes. Um, RMD giving a monologue. Shafi Bello giving a monologue. And Sholasa uh, Boile giving a monologue. That's it. Nothing to push the story forward. Nothing about the story. Shafi Bello's monologue is about the Kalakuta queens. And um, what's his name? RMD's monologue is... I don't even know what that was. And they are all horrendously written monologues. Like... Who wrote this? It's so bad. It's so bad. And I feel like it's a waste of the talents of people in that film. I'm sorry, Nsai is here. This is a waste of the talents. Like, this is a, a B-rated written film. Like, it's the kind of film that Americans would have made and then it becomes popular 20 years later because some kids on TikTok found a clip of it. That's how bad this film, the writing is. I don't know who wrote it, but they should... I don't know what you should do, but it's bad. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was like, I don't care so much about production. Honestly, I will watch anything. I watch like Thai movies that are based on what's bad films. I will watch anything you get. So I don't care about much production. But when Iniedo is fighting in the last episode, where did she get that wig from? It's annoying me. Throughout the show, she had like a low cut. Then when she went to fight, she stopped by to make up and wear a wig. Are you kidding me? It's so carelessly done. And it's not talking, and, and it's not just the nudity. It's careless. Like, it's careless. You could have, you could be bootstrapped on like um, resources, but you still care for what you're doing. If you care for a film, no matter how little you have we would see it we know you're trying but i don't think they were trying i don't think they were trying with the writing at all the writing pissed me off like episode three should not exist episode three is the worst thing i have ever seen and i watch thai shows based on what part series episode three, three is horrendous the writing the dialogue is shit i don't know why why did netflix agree to buy to i don't know how they i don't know what they do they buy it who wrote it are they in primary three I, I don't know. It's just bad. There is no excuse for that bad writing. The writing is bad. The dialogues are bad. Everybody doesn't need to give a monologue. Almost everybody gave a monologue in that film. Almost everybody had a high-level speech about something that was unrelated to the plot. Who do they think they are? Meryl Streep in uh, Devil Wears Prada talking about the colossal relic. It's, and that had something to do with the plot. That had... It, it, it gave... A, a, it gave it had so much to do with what Anne Hathaway was wearing in that film. The, why are we listening to the governor talk about Kalakuta Queens? She's the governor. Why do we need to know her? She's already the governor. She said, ah, I want to be known. You are the governor. You have a Wikipedia page. I'm sure if you're a governor, you have a Wikipedia page. Why else do we need to know you more? It's like, that was such a silly... Oh, my God. Anyway, I didn't expect to like go on it, off on the tangents like that, but... In the didn't need that week at the end. That was such horrible nonsense. Like, uh, I feel like we need to do better with writing. And writing is like the cheapest thing to get, you get. So I feel like they focus so much on the big things and then forget the smaller things all the time. It's like, oh my God, let's get an explosion. Oh my God, let's get naked girls. Oh my God, let's get blood and then forget the writing. It's, oh, I want to make you feel where they explode and then they touch random babes' breasts. But, oh, who will write it? Nobody. Uh, I'm done.
All right. Thanks, Induka. All right. Um, uh, Omar, did you um, please tell us some of the things you didn't like about Shantytown? Uh, I'd say please keep it concise. <laughs> I will try not to repeat what people have said because yeah, most of what everyone has been saying uh, is on my list. So uh, I'm surprised nobody talked about how uh, weak Sky is because in this series, I think the main character the main uh the villain that you want us to like you know like root for the guy is even weak he's being used by uh the uh, madam governor and i feel like that's that is that's his motivation and it's kind of poor for a character like that because you are trying to give us someone like enola salami a bad person that we could root for but it didn't come out well so i feel that character is weak and that's why why everybody keeps saying oh the performance is great. So I would excuse that for the writing. So um about uh RM uh the RMD's character, I think his character is um you know you you are trying to like make his uh identity, his personal his personality, uh sexual violence. And it didn't make sense for that story because what about is uh uh his side as someone who harvests organs, his side as someone who deal drugs and trying to be the governor. You didn't you know you didn't do more of that, but you are trying to make the character someone who is sexual violent and you make that his whole identity. That's why I I, I said the, the scene with Nancy where he had to like strip Nancy and the scene where he had to like rip in those character the when they whenever they had no nothing to do with the story, you could take that part away and the story would still progress because his character had a motivation before uh, a motivation to take him down already. Something happened to our twin sister because that was enough for him to take that character down. So I felt like it was just his personal his identity as someone who is sexually uh, who is sexually violent made no sense at all. So. Um, I kind of support the idea of people saying sexualization in this movie is kind of bad. You are just trying to create the fantasy in your head. I, 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 I don't want. I don't want to call the right the writer of this film a pervert, but I don't know. I will not say that. <laughs> Even though I've said that, I won't say that because you are trying to create something in your something you imagine in your head, and you just do it badly. So even Shafi's character, Shafi's Billow's character, was sexualized. And in the things she was saying, you suck the girl you fuck. I was like, from where to where, oh governor? How does that mix? Yeah, does that make any sense? And uh, the conveniences in the plot points, they really made no sense because I, I was wondering that scene where uh, a new character was dancing with the other guest. What if she, Dakota, uh, had not picked her? How would she have danced, you know? So you are telling us that that rip is the motivation and not what Asista told her. And what if she had not been picked by that character? What if she was not picked at that, at that scene? Um, and Nancy falling in love with Peter after what her father, uh, his father did to her. I was like, how, how does that even make any sense? You, 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 your character, you didn't give them the autonomy of being human. Like, a, a, a human being who could reason for themselves. For themselves, rather. You didn't give them that autonomy because I would someone do that to me and I would fall in there. Uh, someone's father would, you know, someone's mother would 
sexually assault me and I'll still fall in love with that person. It doesn't make any sense. Even kids with the purest soul, if they come to your house and you kind of maltreat them, they might get to school the other day and tell everyone that, ah, mother of that boy is bad. And they won't even play with that kid. And they won't play with the shadow of that person who maltreated them. So I don't understand how she fell in love with that character, even after what his father did to her. And the scene with the neck piece where uh, she, the Mokeme, took um, Peter's character away, I was wondering because they had given uh, Nancy that neck piece. So how come she, they had, Scar had that neck piece with him? So, um, like, they said this was written as a feature. Actually, nothing worked as a feature in this story. Even if you have left it as a feature, it didn't work. The writing is bad. It's bad. The fighting stunned. I think they could have just uh, fastened the pace, like, you know, editing would have maybe saved the whole thing. But I don't know why they didn't do that because it was just as if they were waiting for someone to attack. Okay, yeah, you do that, you do that. So, uh, what is do I have? I think I wrote something down. Okay, I've talked about the neck piece. Well, that's all I have to say. See, since everyone has talked about almost everything I wanted to say, so <laughs> all right, thanks. I'm, I'm to all right, um, thanks everyone. Uh, we're still taking people, we've got a few speakers left to speak. Um, just some people have sent in some comments that I wanted to read out. Um, Timmy says, tried watching Shanty Town, didn't finish it, although I did skip to the end. That movie is too heavy for me, even the sending was ad obje- objectification. Mm-hmm. What I say? Sending was ad. Sending was ad. <laughs> ending, well, even the ending was sad. Objectific- objectification of women is real. All right. Thanks, Sammy. Um, Chair Maka says, Vanessa articulated my entire thoughts. Uh, Tash says, gosh, she's right. This is about Vanessa again. All right. I'm not reading any more positive things about wow. Vanessa. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when you refuse to be my twin. Inse is great. Twilight. That's from Babatunde. Um, uh, Omar, I didn't feel the season three. I imagine that's episode three. Somebody mentioned episode three. I'm currently on it. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. And uh, I'm on uh, Big Bad Sam says, I'm on episode three or four. Should I stop watching because I'm confused about what did the beginning have to do with anything? Uh, I, I keep watching, just finish it. Uh, if you want, if you cry, you cry with the rest of us. All right. Um, all right, so we've got a few more people on here. Uh, uh, Ada, please go on and say what you didn't like about it. Sorry, I know you've been waiting a while. Ada, oh, wait, wait, please go on. I've been waiting so long. I aged like five years. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll try to be concise. Um <sighs> One of the things I didn't like was actually, uh, I think it was in the first episode, um, Scar putting a handkerchief in his private and then taking it out and spending it. I think I want jail time for anyone who made that scene, including the actors and the directors and the viewers. Everyone is jail. I did not need to see that. That was gross. Um, um, Staying on Scar, I know people like, like his performance, but I felt it was um, slightly lazy. So... They said, hey, we want you to do a bad guy. Of course, to do a bad guy, you have to you have to speak like this. And you have to speak in a staccato way. Um, you can't speak in fluent sentences because 
you're a bad guy. Um, yeah, I felt that was kind of like a, a lazy notion of, oh, what does a Nollywood bad guy look like? First of all, he has to growl. Second of all, he has to speak in a staccato way. Um, pause between words for some reason. I don't know why. Um, kind of like a lazy thing. It wasn't a bad, um, um, bad acting. I just thought it was kind of like a lazy thing. Let me just pull something easy out of the bag to do a bad guy. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, I thought, like everyone said, uh, oh, by the way, Colorado was annoying. Uh, <laughs> every, everywhere good, everywhere good. Bobby, body that paper me every day. Um, annoying. I'm glad he disappeared at the end. Um, hopefully disappeared to place that he wouldn't come back. Um, but yeah, I was saying, um, like everyone said, yeah, the monologues, I didn't understand it. I actually, at a certain point time or, or checked the time when the chief gave the first monologue. And I was like, this has been going on for six minutes. And this is like an episode that's like 35 minutes or so on average. And he gave a long ass monologue for like six minutes. And it literally was about nothing. It was about hunters and fishermen or something and his, and his ancestors. And then literally within the last one minute mark of his long ass speech, that's when he told Scar what he was there for. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is what you're here for. All that long speech was for nothing. I don't know why they like to do these um, monologues, but they were quite um, not relevant, I guess. Um, especially like the things that were actually said in the monologues, they, they didn't add to anything and they weren't even that interesting. I, I, um, yeah. Um, a plot point what I don't understand is who told Jackie to run, because um, I think it was the call came from like Mama Ene. I don't know if Mama Ene is the same as Ene. It wasn't explained. I don't know who told her to run. So that because to, to to tell her to run that means a you know what's going to happen and b you care about the consequences to her. So who who is that person? Um, I don't know. And then when she caught, picks up the phone, she says Moji. I told you not to call me up again. So is it Mama Eni or Moji? Who's that? I don't know. Um, they should have explored that because that 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 can bring a bit of insight into you know someone is knowledgeable about this operation that uh, they're doing about chopping up body parts, um, and also the chopping up of Jackie or you know was very graphic. I did not like it. Um, I felt like we should never see someone's beheading, like even though it's like obviously fake and I could see it was like a mannequin head I could literally see that hole uh, at the bottom of the head uh, I could tell it was a mannequin but it was still like quite gory and graphic I don't think we should ever see that um ever in movies or tv series yeah that was a bit gory <coughs> sorry um I thought um yeah speaking of monologues that that mommy t's mommy t's monologue I um again another monologue which I don't know why they keep doing it I don't I didn't understand some of it um she mentioned I stopped doing the covenant like you said but the girls are now too weak to run something like that I don't know what that means um were they running before and now they've stopped running away like what does that mean they didn't really explore that they just left that and and what does the covenant do? She said, "I stopped doing the covenant, and now they're weak." So, what did the covenant do? Was it was it making them stronger? What was it? It was just random bits that didn't necessarily make sense to me. Um, it feels like someone already had background knowledge, and they didn't write it in a way in the from the perspective of someone that's watching it from the first time. Um, 
Yeah, and as many people mentioned, I was on like episode three, and at a point I stopped, and I was like, "What's the story?" <laughs> still don't know I'm halfway through this series and I don't know what the story is so initially as I said I was a bit apprehensive about about watching the series at all but then I watched the trailer because I was like okay let me just see what it's about anyway I watched the trailer and I was like I don't don't know this is just explosions and people running and shanty town I don't know what this is about but I just gave it I, I just thought well this is a trailer they're just obviously trying to bring the most I guess shocking value or whatever to attract you let me just watch it but I watched it and I, I've, I finished it. I've watched all six parts. I still don't know what it's about. Um, the opening scene, it's about the twins, someone that gets get shots, blah, blah, blah. You think that's maybe the pertinent story that's going to be like the major plot, but it's not. Um, then maybe it's about, okay, the girls in the shanty town and their lives. As I said, I would have liked for them to explore maybe um, from, sh- um, what's her name? Yeah, Shalewa's perspective of being sold from a dad, how she's coping, how maybe she's losing one of her good friends, Jackie. Maybe she tries calling her a few times after she's left and she, she realizes Jackie's not picking up and she gets a bit worried. She kind of finds out that all the guests that leave never make it out. You know, that would have been such an interesting thing to explore, but I'm not going to tell them how to write a story anyway. But yeah, I thought maybe it was going to be about the girls from Shantytown, but it's not then, okay, maybe it's about Scar and, you know, how he's running this whole operation and, you know, with that, with a, with the tight hand, except no, because this chief um, Fernandez comes in and is like, oh, he's actually the guy behind it. Um, but also he's running for governors. So, okay, that's going to be a story. But also now he has a rival that wants to take him out. And they didn't, they never even explained, only at the last episode, they explained what, why she wanted him out i thought maybe she was a rival in the underground world or i I don't know if she was i didn't know she was a governor um so okay yeah maybe that's going to be the plot of the story but then no because Innie comes and she's trying to take him down so i don't know what the story is if someone were to ask me um what what do you watch shanty town should i watch it what is it about i can't tell them even if i wanted to um because i don't know what the story is about um but yeah um I think the ending was a bit quick and tidy. Um, they didn't set it up for much. Um, we kind of find out she was working with the police, whatever, and then it's kind of like quick, quick, tidy up. Um, there was um, star cast, a lot of star um, for no reason. I feel, yeah, maybe just to bring a bit of, um, like, bring the audience in, but I feel like it wasn't so needed, especially for, like, smaller roles like Mama T or... or um, the governor's role, which which was kind of minor, I don't know why they need to have that star cast. Um, as someone mentioned, um, Ennis, um, she's a weird. Um, oh, what's that word? God, English is not my language. Um, <laughs> um, she actually she she's kind of like she wants to be in his replacement, or um, what's her cat? What's her name in the in M, in M's replacement? Um, because she said, "Oh, now that she's back, she's she's not going to replace me or something like that." But then she's also, does she care about the girls? Because at the end, she, it seems like she does. Like I, I don't know. It's kind of like two complete opposites, and also she seems both defiant towards Scar and also scared of him, but not in a 
there is a way of being like defined towards someone, but also kind of scared and wary because you know that they're they 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 they're crazy, right? But the way she was portraying it, it was like a complete juxtaposition of someone who's terrified of him and someone who's also like, uh-huh, do your worst kind of thing, as someone said, right? But it wasn't like that subtlety of, yeah, do your worst. But I'm also kind of like wary because this guy, you know, I, I just saw him chop someone's hair. So let me just, you know, not talk too much. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Um, also, um, her accent came out a bit. Um, I know she speaks like that normally, but I feel like the authenticity of being in that world in Shantytown for her to speak with the kind of Ambridge accent didn't really work and I feel like it was kind of bad directing to be like to not be like hey can you um can you um incorporate the role into a, a, a more of a quote-unquote Shantytown person um how they would speak um the whole plot point of Nancy Jazz and him that was then dropped um, suddenly Scar came with his own charm and she didn't even use it I don't even know if she wanted to use it it was just brought up for no reason um, um, what else can I say um, the Eni's uh, playing as a sister was a bit confusing at times because yeah as I said for a few like I think for like a whole episode she wasn't even in it Um but also she seemed to know a lot about these people. And that's why at some point I was a bit confused if she was actually playing her sister or not. Because yeah, fair enough, she visited her for like a month while she was in the hospital. But she seemed to know like specific details about things that they've been through before. And I'm not sure how she knew what they looked like. I don't imagine they really take pictures in the underground world but she already knew what these people look like. Um, Maybe because she, she works in the police, she's observed them. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that was that was a bit weird at times. And yeah, I feel like um, the acting was okay. It wasn't necessarily remarkable. Um, I felt like the actors played kind of like um, who they would normally play. Like, I think last week we watched uh, The Wait, and uh, oh god, this sounds like I'm picking on set. I'm not, but I'm feel, I feel like if that character from the wait came and then after her job at the hospital, she just went to criminal on the world, it would be like literally the same character. I don't feel like there's much of a change, and that goes for actually some of the other characters as well. I don't feel like very convinced with their roles. Um, but as I said, it wasn't a bad performance at all, it was just not particularly strong or anything. And I think that's all I have to say. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot, um, Adele. <laughs> um, all right, uh, a, a lot of people. Um, ben Ben Sira talking about uh, Ben Sira says, uh, "Oh my, you people are horrible with your criticisms. I get there are some loopholes, but geez, the host is enjoying the dragon because this literally happens in foreign movies, and we enjoyed it." Uh, I'm sure Ben Sira is not particularly familiar with Nollywood Film Club. And hasn't listened to the last half hour of it. Yeah, um, but but anyway, like Nollywood Film Club, we do the good, do the bad, and we'll do a summary um, towards the end when, when we're done. Uh, it's just the bad is taking a while because uh, people have a lot of things to say. Uh, we've done the good. If you want to listen back then about the things that we enjoyed about it, we're just in the bad section. 
and also if you do have anything you want to say feel free to come up on the space you seem very confident ben um, yeah yes um there, there are plenty of things uh we we don't we don't discriminate on here all right um uh i think paraventure Par- i think paraventure please go on say so, uh you weren't here for the good so please feel free to say the things you liked as well as as the things you didn't like oh can you hear me yes Oh hi! I I won't be doing any good. I hated the film, the series. Sorry. Um. So, and I'm probably not the kind of audience for it anyway. Uh, I didn't like KOB, for example. I thought it was overwrought. I thought it was too clever by half. And this one is three times worse. Um. It it, it it's it's terrible. And I, I wasn't going to say anything. I think a lot of people have said all the things I wanted to say. The story was ter was. I don't know. It wasn't where was it heading to. The characters were not interesting. And in general, the problem I have with this type of storylines or this type of attempts to show something stuck, but then you fall halfway short and then your effort just seems so, just ends up like really, really bad. It's when you want to go dystopian. The best dystopians are just stuck. They're like degraded, you know empty, harried. And they're not going to do that, are they? They don't have the resources, one. They don't have the technical know-how. And then you top it off with a story that just doesn't go anywhere, doesn't do anything. Like I said, I'm, <laughs> but what's interesting, though, the side conversations have been interesting, I think, in terms of the violence and the comments on um, the, sexual, the sexual violence, especially. I'm, I'm quite queasy. You know, people praise 12 years, 12 years of slave. I thought that film was just absolutely horrendous. It's not the kind of film for me. I'm more of a um, four weddings and a funeral kind of guy. Um, <laughs> but it, I, 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 there was a suggestion there are films like that, that where such violences are well done, and I'm struggling to think of any. Maybe if we, if we could point to any examples, maybe then we'll say, okay, this is how you should do it. But I, I've never seen any nudity or any violence where someone's head is being chopped off and I didn't think it was gratuitous. I, I don't think it's necessary to a story. To a storytelling, you could probably just allude to it without showing it, and it will work as effectively. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be nice to hear from others that have come before and said, okay, yeah, it's gratuitous, you know, that it, it could have been done better. How? I don't, I don't see how. Anyway, that, those are my comments. Thanks. Hey, God, oh, I'm going to pull you. You came, you came for 12 years a slave. I'm going to, that's like one of my favorite Fight films. Him on your own I'm time. going, I will see. Fight him on your own he, time. No, he asked a question. He asked a person, personal, perfectly reasonable questions like, how was the, all right. So, first off, 12 years a slave, the, the violence done on um, the main character is not shown. On it, it, the way it's it's um, shown, it's it's shown. It gets progressively worse. So like sometimes you're they're whipping him. You don't even see nothing, and then it comes to the. Uh, uh, you don't see like you just see the um, the whip against his like somebody like doing the actions of whips against his back, and then towards the end you actually see. Um, the violence like so the violence gets progressively worse 
So the, the violence is part of the way it's done is actually there's very there's a lot of intentionality be, behind how it's it's performed. Um the point where he's being hung, there's a point where he's being hung and like it's just a still shot and you see um Chuetel uh, Jofo's character just like um I'm trying to survive and everybody in the background is going about their day about their job the point is that this horrendous horrible thing is happening and everybody black people involved are just going around doing their business like there is a point to everything i could defend every single violence i'm sorry you picked the wrong movie um, but you could, yeah, but but you, could, you could you could you in that scene you could do without showing the welts on his back you could just show the um they don't, the, they don't the, show the welts on his back the, till 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 the end till the end till the end like it go watch it go watch it i promise you the what you see from the beginning what you see at the beginning is just like the the display of violence like you see it but you don't actually see the world until um much later on in the film the violence gets progressively worse i promise you like that's a thing that happens in the movie i guess i remember it different okay okay but I, that's that that is actually what happens in the movie it does get progressively um, they, they, they use the violence is a thing that is used intentionally to depict like oh it's it's almost like it's almost like um crescendoing right um hey we're gonna start here you're gonna see how this person is gonna move through this path and it gets to the top where um uh yes you the the violence gets very bad to the point where it's really uncomfortable yes yes uh, anyway but yes how um, about the sexual violence though I don't talk about 12 years. We can have a, a we, let's have a side conversation about 12 years. Okay. That, okay. And I'll show you some video. I will yeah. send you some clips as well. Yeah, but, we're about to hit four hours. Uh, so let's try and get everybody. All right. Okay. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Shagun, uh, Shagun, please. Um, tell us some of the things. Shagun, uh, further. Hey, I'm here. A lot of things have been said. Um, I don't know. Uh, I probably have like 20, 30 points on the production and technical blunders. I think I'll just leave that to a thread. Um, I'd rather just push back on some things that people have said. Um, so, because, I mean, with this film, I cannot even, I can't rate it based on actual film technicalities, the rule of third symmetry, leading lines, depth of field, breaking the rules, the 180 degree rules, none of that was even observed. So I can't even rate it. As, I can't even grade it as far as film is concerned. And a lot of people had no when I, this kind of movies, I call them Instagram movies, which is just, you know, spectacular. There's just the whole showing of, we can do this, we can do that. Everybody brings your, it's like a portfolio film, pretty much. Uh, because I didn't understand the colors of light they were throwing here and there. There's no color, there's no observing color theory a lot, uh, across the entire film, even across a lot of Nollywood films. And I want to just point out um, something that Obina said. Obina was saying that, and it's the same thing, people keep repeating resources, there's this and that, and I'm like, why do we keep going on and on about resources when there are 101 one-location movies out there in Hollywood that will keep you on your seat? Do you, do you understand? And we've been telling these lies to ourselves in Hollywood for over time. And he mentioned that um, the music industry, if we 30 years ago, if we said what was happening now will happen then, it will say it's a lie, but that's very disingenuous and it's a slight on the music industry because I can tell you, the music industry has put in a lot of work right now, even down to the, to the least 
producer, the least known producer. There's a lot of technicalities that go into production and preparing music and all that, all that. So we can't even go there. So I, what I, what, as far as that is concerned, Nollywood is stuck in a loop, and we've been stuck in that loop for the past 20, 30 years. All that has improved, nothing has changed apart from quality of camera and location and maybe costuming. That is what has changed. No offense to the actors, and I'll come, and I'll come to the, 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 the issue with the actors, which brings me to audio, sound, because I always tell people that if you're not serious with sound, your movie is shit. And now, I was arguing with somebody on, on Twitter just now, a person was saying that, I said, why, don't, why doesn't Nollywood take ADR seriously? And he's like, no, if you have a good sound recordist on set, you will get clean audio. And I'm like, you cannot compare audio in Nigeria to audio in the Western world. In the Western world, all the, almost all their buildings are made of wood. They are insulated. So practically most of the houses are almost like studios. They are soundproof. So if you record audio on set, you can get away with it because the audio is clean and clear. All our houses in Nigeria are echo chambers. Ceramic tiles and cement walls. There is no way audio you capture on set can ever can and should ever be used for final production. That is why ADR is important. And now, if there are only if there are two things restricting Nollywood, if there are only two things restricting Nollywood, audio is one of them. Why? Because everybody is all the actors are being careful. Nobody is giving their hundred percent because everybody is being careful not to stray far away from the boom mic or move in a certain way that you would disturb the lapel mic they put on you. So you're not giving your best performance. You're being cautious of the audio recording equipment on you. So how, I, how, how do you want to tell me that a, a lapel mic will capture sensual sounds and me whispering in the girl's ear in a bedroom scene? There are so many, there are so many um, reasons why the actors, and the, the actors are in a box, and if we don't start to tell ourselves the truth, we'll continue to be in that box until it's too late. Have we, have we ever asked ourselves why none of our big Hollywood stars are even being featured in European and UK films, even the least of them abroad? And those, those productions, all those productions have Nigerians in them. They are chock full of Nigerians that are acting as Nigerians within all these productions because they went to film school in the UK and they do. So we need to tell ourselves the truth and break out of this loop that we are doing. Because now, just with, based on these arguments I had with this person, it's obvious that somebody is lying to our production people that audio on set can be used. We don't need... Meanwhile, audio for film has to be taken as seriously as a producer sitting down mixing an album. There are so many technicalities to that that I don't even want to go into. Secondly, the... Um, I want... Because there's going to be a lot of pushback. There's always the pushback from people involved in this project. And like I said, in the beginning, there's no, no offense to everybody. Everybody brought their A-game, the lighting and everything, which I said, um, I gave an analogy that if I complain about the chef's food, that is not, if I complain that the chef's food, the, 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 the food in the restaurant is whack, that is on the chef. It is not on the people that went to the buy the stuff from the market. It is not on the valet that parked my car. It is not on the waitress that served me. All of you people did your job. You got paid, fine. So you can't, but I paid for this food. The food is shit, and chef is probably to blame, and I'm making my case. Everybody should sit down and find a way to deal with it, rather than pushing back and saying, no, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Because, and I will ask this, and I will put it to the people, especially people that produce this thing. Like I said, I have, some, like, I have like about 20 or 30 um, technical blunders that are as serious as that crash, that bus crash thing. If a child or if a teenager, an observant, you don't even need a very smart child. If an observant teenager 
see that thing and ask, auntie, why are there no people in this bus? There were people in this last, why are there no people in this bus that crashed? What are you going to tell that child? Are you going to tell the child that you didn't see properly, that you are mistaken? Are you going to lie to the child? What are you going to say? That is, that's really what I, I want people to, to look at because somebody mentioned CJ is at Sundance, but CJ's work is not big budget, it's nothing. He observed the rules of film. That is why his work is out there. The, the, the film critics guys, those kids, there's a reason why J.J. Abrams reached out to them. There's a reason why Morgan Freeman is even working with them in the first place. So those are the questions, those are the things we need to, those are the hard truths we need to tell ourselves. Our actors are being caged by restrictions. One of those major restrictions is the ADR. You're not giving your performance. So there's all our films, and like everybody rightly said, people complain about dialogue. That is the best they can do. Call and response. You cannot, you cannot if, I'm, if, if you're having a conversation in um, somebody's living room, like the way you can't just get up and walk to fix a drink and whisper something or do that because you have to project because of the boom mic in the room or the lapel mic on you. And I got to, I struggled to get to episode four because I really needed to tie in. I wanted to understand what the explosions in the beginning was about. I needed some, okay, I needed them to explain. Yes, it was spectacular and everything, but those explosions, are they grenades? Are they mortar fire? Is it cannon fire? Is it missiles from a particular surface to air missile launcher? Is it, do you get, it's like we just, there was just a story and everybody wanted to just put portfolio into it. Yes, we did explosions because the whole thing just looked like a music video all stitched together, which is the problem with quite a number of all our films. They, 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 they are, there's so much, the, his ring, putting his ring in his face, somebody carrying his is safe around in his own house. You get there's just there's just so much, and I think we need to start to tell ourselves the truth. That is why platforms like this is, is, is very important. That's why I need us to. And I think the advice I can give Nollywood now, and I'll say this in closing. What they are afraid of is starting from scratch. We need to go back to the drawing board. It doesn't matter. And I said to somebody, there are short films on Netflix. It's not compulsory to do some long thing and none of that. There are short films on Netflix. So do short films. If it's about the fact that, okay, the film is too short, it's not going to make you so much money, then do something like Black Mirror. Let six, seven producers, filmmakers come together and give us seven episodes of something, all independent episodes, short, 20 minutes, do your best and put it in and just cash in and make that money. Do you understand? So that because we are, we've not, we've not, our filmmakers have not done, um, how do I put it? You've not honed your craft enough. You've not done enough to start to, 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 um, to, to start to improve your game. You've not done this 20 minute thing. You've not done this 10 minute thing. You probably need to do it over and over again so that your next project, it's, it's, you get better and you put, um, you, 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 there's, we see the improvement in your work. Everybody, almost as if all filmmakers just came out and started doing big projects, and that's the problem we have. And now, because we have gotten to that level, there's a false, the streaming apps have given us a false sense of security, and we're all like, yeah, 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 people are watching, so there's no need to improve. And the most glaring part of it, and I keep saying it, is the audio. It does my head in. It, I don't understand how. And I, and I told somebody the other day, I said, do you think Thanos, you think Josh Brolin, you think it's a lapel mic that will capture the essence of his voice, the, the, the depth, the grit in his voice. You know, so ADR is very important. And the sooner 
Nollywood starts to take that part of filmmaking seriously, the better our films will be. Because it's not just about beautiful sounding audio in film. It gives the audience, it gives the actors freedom to properly express themselves. And I'll point this out in closing. I got to that episode four, and I was so tired. I stopped it. I said, let me watch something else, you know, just clear. And then I just on Twitter, everybody was talking about the weight. And I opened the weight. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't even be talking about the weight, but I just wanted to just drive this point home because of audio. There was a narration at the beginning that was obvious that it was not even recorded in a, in a proper studio. If it was, then it's very, I'm disappointed in whoever the engineer is. The audio was, it sounded like um, it was recorded on the phone, the, the monologue, the opening monologue. And then there was a lady that had them, um, that was taking the phone call. And I noticed straight away that she was minding the way she walked because her beads were rubbing on her, on her, on her suit. And the beads, the lapel mic was picking, the lapel mic was obviously underneath the beads she was wearing. And it was giving, it, there was a problem. And she had to watch the way she walked. That in itself was a failure. And then you can imagine all the restrictions that is going to place on the acting throughout. This thing, everybody brought their A game, yes, but they were all put in a box. And the sooner we start to talk about these things and break out of that box, the more we will move forward in Nollywood. And when I say Nollywood, I'm talking about mainstream Nollywood because there are the people doing short films and everything that are observing these things and they are doing good. I can mention quite a few of them, uh, something special, Juju Stories, or Juju. There are so many of them that are that doing this thing, even the uh, Jack Matteo that I just watched, I watched it today and I was blown away. It didn't have all the bells and whistles, but I sat down and I watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. We need to start to tell ourselves the truth. That's it for me. As far as all the production blunders is concerned, there are too many to even call out there. I'll probably just do a multiple, a, a, a multiple a thread on everything because this one, those things are quite embarrassing and I'm disappointed that whoever directed it and all the people involved could let those things go. And that's the part of the thing. That's the part of what I'm talking about. I'm sure they saw these things and they were like, then go watch them like that. That is the problem. That is the problem. Even as little as the mannequin head, the Jackie's head that they cut off was obviously a light-skinned mannequin. And you still showed the, the face. You showed the face clearly. It was five, six, seven, eight seconds. I saw it and I'm like, come on, guys. Do you get and, and so and, and, that's, and that's the problem. We need to start to tell. And, and this, I'm, I'm particularly ranting because of the people involved in this project and the people in the industry that will come out and say, don't rubbish our work, don't do this, don't do that. It, it's sad. And we need to start to tell ourselves the truth or we are not going to move forward at all. That's as far as mainstream Hollywood is concerned. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Shagun. In closing, thank you. All right. Oliver uh, uh, Timmy, please go ahead. And then Francis Franca. Oliver Timmy, are you there? Timmy. All right, Timmy is not there. Francis Franca, please. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I am so so sorry. I was I was doing something. <laughs> I'm so so sorry. Ah. First of all, uh, I think the first thing I would like to just ask is if you know if like before they produce a movie if some of the actors that they give these scripts, if they actually read these things through, because if I were to be an actor and I read a script and they're like, okay, I'm supposed to play this particular character. And I read the script and I realize that, hmm, this my character doesn't have anything to do in the movie. 
I think I would have to be concerned. Or maybe they're just collecting the rules to, like, you know, maybe pay their bills or things like that. I think it's very understandable. But I don't know what they wanted to do with a lot of the characters in this particular show. But a lot of them could have easily been done without, especially, most especially, the accountants. What was Alinufu doing in the whole? I do not see his purpose at all. And I think I could easily say the same thing about... Uh, okay. I honestly feel you could say the same thing about a lot of, you know, the other characters in the this thing. But I'm not going to just dwell on that. But um, I'm going to start from the first episode where I have problems with. At the beginning, the mother told her to children that they should go and pack when the whole like war be the whole whatever started and they came back why did they why, why did they come back the second thing is regarding adr maybe they do adr or maybe they don't do it well i honestly don't know but there was this shot of the woman when she was wearing the cane, you know, when she was screaming no her lips didn't sync with that no at all it didn't um, another thing is the wigs on the girls they were badly placed maybe it was just that particular girl but there was a shot that you could see where um, the natural hair was literally poking out of the wig that's another thing um, another thing I couldn't really understand was Scar because I honestly thought that Scar was giving the name because of the Scar which I thought was you know intentional and made sense only for me to just go back to the first episode and realize that, hmm, he didn't have a scar in the first episode, so why were they calling him Scar? Also, um, why didn't Scar, why did, why didn't Scar kill, is it Inem? Or is it, why didn't Scar kill that girl and the mom? Because he just took the gun and he looked at them and he didn't kill them. Why? And the Oga pirates, I mean, the, the Oga, nobody on the or that Keno said anything about it. That also didn't make sense. Um, another thing was, um, we've talked about this nudity thing. It was not only unnecessary, it didn't make sense, because I don't understand why the people who were packing money were wearing pants. Why? Just, just why? Why? Is it for aesthetics? Why? Why? Um, another thing is um, the lighting. Huh? The lighting, more. the lighting, yes, it was, uh, I don't know the word I was going to use to describe it, but yeah, I think you could say that a lot of work was put into the lighting, but then I feel like there were some scenes where the lighting just wasn't working out for me. For example, the scene where Inedo was talking with the police officer and the, like, I feel like there was like a huge, um, like call it a flashlight or something behind the windows and I I couldn't tell if the um, police station or the whatever was a set was a built set like on stage or something or if it was in an actual place because if it were to be in what's supposed to be like filmed on location the lighting felt a little bit unnatural for me and another thing was I really need to understand the relation between Shangisha community and Shanti Town because they showed us Shangisha community at the beginning and 
we got to move into Shantou Town, and yeah, I didn't understand the relation between the both of them. Um, what was the significance of Colorado as well? I've thought about. <laughs> okay, what was the significance of Colorado? Um, how did the girls get to Shanti? We didn't really understand that because, okay, maybe that wasn't as important, but I would have really liked if they explored how they got to Shanti in the first place. Because they said that this person, Shaliwa's father, was owing Scar 500k. How? Where did the debts come from? All these type of things, they weren't explored. Um, this person, our dear auntie, Nse, her character, NM, I believe, she was, you know, the English was given a little bit too posh for the environment that she was playing in sometimes because, yeah, why is your English that good? It really doesn't feel authentic. How did Jackie get her freedom? Because if Scar told, if Scar told um, Shaliwa to pay 15 million, where did Jackie get the 15 million from? That's the first question. And the fact that Jackie was able to tell Shaliwa, ah, Fashi the 500k, that means she has a lot of money. So my question is, how was she able to get that money to leave Shanti Town? Or that's just my basic question. How did she gain her freedom? Another thing is, Shaliwa dreams of being a mixologist. And the only place that this being a mixologist is relevant is where she prepares a cocktail for. Is it Peter or Paul? I don't know. And even the fact that... Like, I, don't, I don't know how to explain this, but... Okay, she's, they tell us that she's a mixologist and she ends up making a cocktail for P-Square, Abby for Paul, Abby Peter, I don't know who, for P-Square. And the fact that she gets closer to the guy now ends up doing nothing to the story that made no sense at all. Oh, and one thing that I shouldn't forget to mention was the fact that if you removed the recaps, if you removed the um, credits, if you removed all the unnecessary, whatever, whatever scenes, whatever, whatever, this series could have been a two-hour movie tops. Hops. Four hours. Why? Why? I watched the first three episodes and I slept off. I was like, okay, you know what? Film Club. I thought Film Club was even going to be yesterday, Saturday. I was watching this thing with so much detail. I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. But I and I was... The first time I finished watching <laughs> Shanty Town, I was like, okay, where's this story? What was the story? I didn't get the story. So I was like, I'm going to watch it again. And I'm sorry, that was a very big mistake because at the end of the day, I still didn't get the story after watching it for the second time. Another thing that... Um, um, what else? What else? Mommy T. Mommy T was talking to um, Inedo. And before Mommy T was talking to Inedo, she was coughing. I can vividly remember she was coughing and it seemed like she was sick. Only for Mommy T to start her dialogue and boom, her cough, her cough is like suddenly gone. Um, um, what else? What else? Who is Shalewa in Shanti Town? See, I feel like the only character that was good and was giving good characterization throughout this thing was Scar. I'm even the good self, I'm even stretching it because the only reason I'm saying um, maybe because of how good Scar's acting was, because I could kind of tell that maybe like there was some sort of dimension towards him. But that even wasn't even that wasn't explored. It wasn't explored like they didn't explore any of the characters at all. At all at all. Hmm? 
another thing is um, in episode two, Jagun was fighting with Inem. Wanted to, you know, show us a fight choreography with Jagun and to slap that person's ass. Why did the person slap that person's ass? We've talked about the way they were objectifying women in this, this thing. Why did Jagun slap that woman's ass just like that? Maybe the writer wanted to show that, ah, okay, yes, in your can fight or something. Maybe that was why they put that there. But that did not make sense. Um, what was the relationship between Inem and Enem? I'm very sorry if I'm getting like their names wrong, but like it sounded very similar. Mm-hmm. But what was just, uh, just yeah, just uh, uh, try and see if you can round dish up. I don't want to rush you to be honest because I haven't rushed anybody else. It doesn't seem fair, but. Um, go ahead. Okay. Uh, what's the relationship between Inem and Enem? We really didn't get to understand that at all. Um, another thing is, what's up with the ring? They made mention of the ring, and maybe I'm the one who was missing the attention, but they made mention of the ring, and I think that was just it. What's the relationship between RMD and Scar? They didn't explore that one too at all. Um. Uh, what else? Oh my god, I wish there are a lot of things that I could say. Oh my god. The violence was also very unnecessary. A lot of the violence was unnecessary because even at the beginning, why were they attacking the Shangisha community? We don't understand that as well. Um, honestly, I feel like I'll just stop here because if I should continue, I don't think we would, you know, I don't think a lot of people will have time to talk. But okay, wait, let me just say one more thing. Let me just say one more thing. Shalasha Bowali, Mommy T, why was she crying when she was looking at her album, at her pictures? That also didn't make sense. Who is Chief Fernandez? Who exactly is he? Because I know he gave us like almost a 10 minute lecture on the history of Lagos with, you know, this map behind him serving as a visual aid. But we also didn't get to understand who the fuck Chief Fernandez was because we don't understand why he wants to be governor of Lagos State. We don't know what he wants to do with the position. Even um, Shafi Bello, the um, opponent, Abi, whatever, she, she she just says she wants to be known. Really? That's why you want to become the governor? Because you want to be known? Really? Anyway, I think I'll just stop here. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Timmy. No love. Um, um, valuable points. Uh, all right. Um... It's Frank Franca, right? Francis Franca, please. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually concentrate. I will just be fast. Yeah. What I want to say. You like it? Really? I like it, but you said that it's supposed to go up. So oh, with us. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Timmy, Timmy, you're still on. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, is uh, one of the better masters that mute uh, muted everybody. <laughs> thanks, thanks, our co-host, um, Francis Franca. Please go on. I, I will just be really fast about what I want to say because of time. I think one of the major problems this movie had or has is the fact that it wasn't written as a series. Uh, we, we can see that they didn't even know they wanted to make series till post-production because if they knew they wanted to make it a series, during production they would have added maybe some scenes or some backstories. We can't get backstories because it wasn't written as a series. And why is lengthy? Because when they were doing post-production, they saw that, okay, let's make it a series. Normally, when you're doing post-production, you will cut out some scenes and some conversations. But they didn't do that because they wanted it to be lengthy. 
So it was obvious that we can't get backstories. There are some unnecessary conversations that we that we don't really need. It felt like stage. And just that, that's just like the major problem. Another thing is we um mainstream Nollywood we don't really focus on criticism. Even in theater where I study, we do criticism is one of our major course. When you're writing a script, you need to give it to a critic to see and say, okay, this is it. You have critical mind to see, okay, will this still work? After even shooting, you before you even edit, even while editing, a critic needs to be there to see it and say, okay, we our audience want to watch this thing. Do we? Do these people need this thing? Who are we selling this thing to? And again, continuity. Um, I saw it on the comment section. I laughed where where um Scar wanted to the where the attack Scar. We saw um, establishing shot was Undo, and then the close up. Okay, establishing was Lagos, and then close up shot was Undo State in the um plate number. And I was like, how did the continuity person? How did you not know? Even when you were editing, the continuity guy should be as smart as the director because you need to know if something was was on the left, it should not go to the right. How did it go to the right? So I felt like. The continuity guy did not even the, the too obvious, too obvious. I could not even shout. And lastly, Nolly would need to know that as good as you want your director should be, your writer needs to be as good as smart. We, I, I, I was in, a, I was in a seminar one time where somebody, one big actor was there. I was like, oh, um, there's this girl that writes. She writes in two days. I'm like, you write a full movie in two days. I said, She's that good. Why would why why are we not produ- why are we producing rubbish when you write a full movie in two days? As good as your as good as your director is, your writer should be as good as that. You have to have a critical mind. You have to think. That's why we don't we have we don't have backstories. Everything is just clash. You want to put everything together and say, oh, this movie is mad. Or putting everything together. Even the first scene, I wasn't. I was just wondering, like, what was happening? Why are they killing? Why what why is everything? Why is everybody running? Why are they bombing every? everywhere the only thing that that i loved in the first thing was that cute monkey sha that monkey was just so cute at least we used a different animal that very cute monkey thank you <laughs> all right thank thanks franca thanks franca so so um please uh if uh the things you like or didn't like but did make you concise thank you yeah hi i mean i don't have a lot to say <laughs> i can't say what i'm an hollywood guy myself so um, I just will start with what I like, and I mean, I don't want to, you know, go over things that has been said. So pretty much scale. I like the scale. I think I thought it was daring to approach it on and the scale that it did. What I didn't like is, I mean, I don't think it's anything peculiar to this film, but it's it's the approach to story. It's how a lot of our stories feel like they lack a personal. There's this. I wouldn't even say escapist, but like this is, you know, I, I give an example. You watch certain films, even like the foreign films as well, and you their characters, their character traits, or their nuances to a character that you can, you can relate to. You can, you know, you see around you as well, even though you don't exist in in that society. You know, there are certain peculiarities that you can point and say, oh, you know, my uncle could behave like this, or my brother could behave like this subconsciously, and that's that's something that. I don't know, when I watch films, Nigerian films, I also long for, it's like, you know, characters that I can, I can identify with, I can relate with, because it's supposed to be Nigerian, and I am Nigerian, um, and so that's something that I just, you know, I, like, I, I don't know if we go with, we don't go within, we're not really reflective in our, our approach, 
Um, and I think it goes beyond story. It's also in our approach to filmmaking. There's never really a, you know, a reflective, as an industry, in fact, it's like we have all these problems, so many problems, but you don't hear solutions. Somebody was talking about um, um, how our houses were made. I think, you know, in a, in a progressive industry that I think we should strive to be, it's like we should be able to sort of peculiarize our problems and find solutions that are peculiar to us, you know, to the problems that we have. You know, we have an area boy problem. Why don't we speak to like the, they're, they're part of the government, right? With the bus transportation people. Why can't we just speak to those people, you know, pay them a certain amount every year to ensure that we could get access to specific locations where we would even be protected by the people who would want to stop us. It's, if you're going to go on set, they would stop you and you will pay eventually. So why don't you just, you know, um, help yourself in a lot of ways. They're, they're creative ways to solve problems. Filmmaking is a, is a problem-solving um, um, field. So it's not, it's not one that you exist despite the problem. It's one that you exist to solve the problem. Uh, that's, by the way, and I don't think it's speculative story. I just think it's, it's a Hollywood thing that we need to come to be aware of and you know start talking about as part of guilds or associations, you know, and, and, I, and I see that coming, and I'm thankful for spaces like this where people continue to air. I just hope that in the future as well, you know, spaces where knowledge practitioners could come and bounce and figure out ways to solve their problems, to help them tell better stories um, would also exist. Um, what's something I don't like about the story peculiar to this film, something I don't like about this film is really... <laughs> It's it, it's it's like I don't like it. It just bugs me. It's like the name. I thought that was a bit. It's a bit. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't want to say. I want to say. I I want to say it's daring. You know. It's it's. But like I I don't feel like it came from that place. I I just thought it was very lazy. You know. It was very, very weird. Very on the nose. <laughs> very like I'm not going to think too much. Just shanty town. Like, you know. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if this film was modeled after some fictional place that we could relate to or some place that was actually real, like maybe like, I, I mean, I don't want to call anywhere a ghetto, but like there are places in, 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 in Lagos or in Nigeria or in Ibadan that could probably have, you know, this, this, I, I'm not thinking too far, there's somewhere in, in Mende where like, you know, it's it's just right at the heart of Lagos, but like it's it's a slum and it's there where everybody goes and smoke weed, police or whoever. Like it's like there are real places where we could actually draw inspiration from, and and model our stories after to reflect. And in 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 doing that, I feel like you'd even have a lot more audiences who can identify with and relate with the story. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress, I guess. You know, more and more people would. I hope come to self-reflect and and reanalyze how stories are approached. I think that they approach from a sense of it's a movie, and you know, movies are supposed to be a certain way. Like there's a there's a really far. It doesn't feel close to home. It doesn't like you know you watch it and you don't even. It's not even from a place of marvel. Like wow, this is this is awesome. You know, it's just from a place of. It's almost non-recognizable in, in a way, but I really liked how daring this was. I liked, um, I liked 
there, there, there was a sense of intrigue to it that I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much as well for constantly doing this. All right. Thanks, uh, sir, sir. Um, all right. Uh, Mr. C, we're, we're, we're at the, at the straits. What did you not like about this? Um, okay. So the, there was quite a lot that I didn't like about this. Um, but a number of people have mentioned things. So, um, I'm going, I'm going to try to avoid, uh, things that have been said as much as possible. Saying that, I'm moving on to something someone just said. Uh, Franca, uh, Francis Franca mentioned this being originally written as a film and that, you know, being part of the problem. Um, and I'm going to call this the Cobb 2 effect, um, turning a film into a series afterwards. And yesterday when we were on the space and we, we asked, I think Mr. C asked um, about, you know, what was it originally written as? And we were told it was written and shot as a film. But since they couldn't cut, they couldn't find what to cut, it was turned into a series. And I think that lack of... Discipline? Yes, I was going to say constraint, but that lack of constraint and lack of discipline really shows in the show, in what turned into a show. Even as a viewer... I could see the bloat in the series, right? So it's kind of crazy to me that professionals couldn't see how to cut that down from four hours. Even the final, the last big fight was so bloated. We had two Kung Fu masters doing a fight. And it was like of the three fights going on, in that last scene, only there was only one that someone could marginally care about, right? It was Scar and uh, this guy's bodyguard. And honestly, we don't care about the bodyguard, right? The only person anyone cares about there is Scar. But it's supposed to be this big final showdown between them. What? Because he kicked her ass one time? Like, it, it, it's a guy that had one line of dialogue in the whole film. I don't care about your big showdown with him. And then the other scene, it took me to the end of the scene to go, Oh, that's Iniedu in the scene. Because I kept going, why do I care about this fight? What What is the point of this fight? I don't care about it. It's taking too much time. I don't care about the people in here. And eventually I go, oh, that's Iniedu, right? And I guess I didn't recognize her because, well, she's wearing a wig for the first time, right? In the whole, well, since for most of the show, she's been on low cut and now all of a sudden she's in a wig for this big fight. Yeah, and, we're pointing out that we watched it again with other people and, and nobody, yes, realized. nobody realized it was her till the end. And, you know, I don't know, I think maybe it had something to do with her stunt double. Maybe that's why we needed the wig. But I didn't recognize her, so I didn't care about the fight. So that last scene alone was already so bloated, right? It was, I'm already seeing something you can cut, right? But I think the other thing is, I think this lack of restraint started from the writing of this film and i say this because so many things this film tried to touch so many things it had good ideas right it had good ideas but it wanted to touch on many many things and that's a problem like different films you can focus right if you focus you fine-tune it you probably will not end up with this bloat um, I call a few things we've had, right? Something like, let's say, Lottery wasn't my favorite film, but the focus was on, you know, sex trafficking, right? It's a focus. This one tried to do raiding of villages, sex trafficking, organ harvesting, drugs, criminal underworld, politic, um, political rivalry, 
we tried to put all of this in one film and that's why we couldn't cut it right but in the attempt to do all of this nothing has depth you've tried to do so many things but there's no depth to anything the big bus stop between um and this leads to my other, my other point is like, I think it has an identity crisis, right? Because it tried to do too many things and then there's no identity to it. The, some sort of the thing that leads to this big bombastic fight in the end is kind of crazy. Um, we have Shafi's character has sent her people to, you know, bring her scar, right? And they've done this by ramming into his bus, right? Flipping it over and potentially killing him. They could have killed him right? How do you guarantee that he wouldn't die in that? But whatever, they've done that to bring him in. And she's brought him in to bring her chief Femi. Her motivation is so paper thin. It's so paper thin. It's almost worth nothing. And we see her in two scenes. And that is what leads to this big fight at the end. There's, there's so much nothing in it that it just, I feel nothing, right? And if any care had been given to focusing on one or two plot points, right? Focus on the story of this person coming undercover to take them down in revenge for her sister that was, you know, separated from her. Do that, right? That will give give Amanda's character from depth. Um, that will give Amanda's character some depth. That would separate Amanda's character from Inem, right? Because those characters were basically merged. If we have some separation between those characters and give them some depth, we already have some stake in this. We're feeling some attachment. Star is supposed to be our big bad. Give him more depth, right? He loses his teeth so early on. I don't feel, I don't feel it. I don't feel that he's this menacing character that everybody should be scared of. He's a little bitch. You can say bitch. I can say bitch. He's a little bitch. He's a little bitch. I don't feel the menace from Scar. He's nothing. Because you take his teeth away so early on, he feels like nothing. And if focus had been given to just one or two of those things, forget the rest. Do it in another film, right? We don't need him to be the one raiding villages to do um, thingy. We don't need him to be a sexual sadist. We don't need organ trafficking. Focus. Just focus. And it would have been so much better than what it was. That's it. All right. Okay. Um, if you do want to give your summaries, um, you can either tweet, comment, and uh, we'll pull it up again. Uh, meanwhile, I am, um, or, or you can request to speak if, if we've taken you off. Um, just summaries. The summary parts, is just since we've put people down that might want to speak. All right. Okay. Uh, my bad. Very. I've I've written them down. So I'm not going to spend too much. I've I've put in gratuitous. I imagine that's the the stuff we start nudity we've talked about. Uh, editing obnoxious. We've talked about split split screen with different aspect ratio. I I've written here camera wearing shades. Um, I think <laughs> I think sometimes uh they did some bad. Um, I think is it day to night or night to day? I can't remember. One of one of those versions, but like. Um, they just turned, it just didn't look nice. Um, establishing the rules. I've talked about who has the, who has the power in certain scenes. Sometimes it's just not clear. And that's a problem with the directing. Objectification of women I've talked about. Ending was rushed. People have talked about, and it's crazy that actually you, <laughs> actually 
Jesus. The fact that he just actually just read the ending here, we can't be. It's like a series. Like anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, that was that was that was poor. Um, film to series change is obvious and not well done. Yeah, Missy spoken about this friend, um, Franca. Friend just Franca has also spoken about it. Uh the things uh, I just have a list of things that are set up here and they go nowhere. Uh, Chidi's handkerchief thing that he does with, I think it's Messi. Is it Messi or Nancy's character? I think it's Messi's character. I can't, I don't know. It does something with it. I, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Um, it seemed like, oh, there's, there's a thing he's doing with wiping. I can't remember whether it's his face or her face. I don't know, but it, I thought it was going to go somewhere. It didn't go anywhere. Um, the ramming and murdering of Chidi's men. I, I thought, oh, we're going to set up. You no, know, just. I thought that was going to have some consequences, or that meant something. Nope, they just did it because they wanted to flip a bus, I guess. Um, uh, in the other, taking cocaine. I thought that was going to mean something. Nope, just all right. So I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what the point of that was. In the other, beating up a henchman in the beginning. I thought we're set. Maybe that's the setup her kung fu from the end but um everybody does kung fu at the end so what's the point of setting her one up um it didn't feel um it, it felt pointless um tattoo smudge all right so there's a point where instead notices that um in the character has as tattoo is smudging um really goes nowhere they don't do anything with that um and the tattoo comes back up. I would have liked to at least in the did use makeup to do her smudge back on that that and um, use makeup to do her tattoo back. That would have been at least funny for me. Um touch and follow prepared for Nancy. That didn't go anywhere because apparently um this guy just has a backup. Chief's ring. They said it because they said it because like um it, I don't know, like it protects him, but he just has a necklace that does exactly the same thing. So like it just all of these things don't go anywhere. And then Toyin scene, Toyin Abraham scene. Oh my god. I yeah, that happened in case you forgot about it, uh, which you probably did. Uh that anyway. There's so many things that are set up and they just don't go anywhere. It's just very bad writing. Um and uh I don't I don't care for the directing either. But yes, those are those are my points. All right. We'll do the summary. Um, start with the people I see currently on my screen. Please make it uh, relatively quick before people start uh, burning, throwing fire and tomatoes at us. All right, we'll start with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, please give us your summary. Okay, so um, in summary, I thought that um, I thought that Shanty Town lacked story. It focused. It's writing rather than um, following the rules of writing a proper dystopian. This is not to say you cannot genre bend, please. It is allowed, but you have to be your story has to be cohesive enough for people to follow, for the audience to be able to follow through, and even root for people. So here we have villain. We have we had a villain, um, and this is another obsession of Nollywood. You know giving us larger than life villains that people are supposed to root for. So while they were trying to flesh out Scar, they ignored Inem's character or whoever one of the twins is or Amanda, whoever that's supposed to like save people from, because that's the idea of a dystopian. There is a 
breakdown of law and order, and that this person was supposed to save or try to get out or to save everyone else, and they ignored that, and that part was just jumbled and mumbled up. And rather, we had this, we eventually got this lackluster story that is underwhelming. I don't know about execution of whatever the story was might be okay. Wasn't so bad looking screen, I think. But the story itself, because it is lacking, the entire, it made the entire thing tedious for me to follow. So um, I'm not exactly going to rate it. I mean, go watch it if it's your cup of tea. But I'd rather not see something like this again on my screen. Thank you. Good night. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Uh, Cynthia, uh, you want to give us a quick summary? Oh, yes. So in summary, um, after watching it, I had my own interpretation. And just because I wanted to hear from the filmmakers, I listened to them yesterday on Inside Hollywood Spaces, and they also did not know what they were doing uh, or they did not know what the story was about. So uh, I'm going to go with my interpretation that... um, they wrote their fantasies on how to objectify women. At the ending, they started adding layers to their story. So that's why we saw different themes that they could not develop. Then they got distracted and started thinking of what should we do that people will say, ah, you can do this kind of thing in Nollywood. So in summary, this whole theme was just to objectify women with a lot of shock value. There was no writing, there was no beginning, there was no ending. And I'm quite surprised that the writer, Sylvia Ikoroji, could claim this film, and he didn't claim Foreigner's God, because no matter how bad Foreigner's God was, it actually started and it ended, but this had nothing. This had nothing. Okay, Um, I really hope that I do not see a movie like this again or a film like this again. And if we want to address issues, let us address issues and let's stop writing our fantasies of how we want to undo women bodies. That's all I can say. All right. Thanks, uh, Cynthia. Uh, uh, um, Shagun, do you want to give us a quick summary? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I noticed I didn't really speak so much on the um, the nudity part, but I agree with everything uh, Cynthia has said. As far as nudity is concerned, it's not even about because a lot of people said um, it's cultural, um, it's, it's culturally ours that why are we complaining about nudity? And I'm like, it's not about that. We live in a society where edit, they edited two men kissing out of a film before they screened it in the cinema, so. It, the responsibilities on filmmakers to know that these things matter, and if you must, you, there's a way you need to. Uh, there's a way you need to portray these things, and I've said it here. I think I've said it before. A sex scene, you can portray a sex scene just by showing underwear and clothes thrown on the floor, and your hearing sounds. And worst case scenario, show the girl's hand gripping the bed sheets in a particular way, and that's all. That is all. So all the nakedness, all the nudity that was shown was unnecessary and that kind of nudity is not even shown in the actual whatever ghetto or whatever in Nigeria unless we are saying um, artistic freedom we have world building and all of that but even at that it's 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 it's, it's not necessary so i think um, as far as these kind of things are 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 concerned 
filmmakers need to really think deeply. It's just like saying you want to portray cancer in your movie for the sake of showing somebody with a shaved head and want to show the uh, chemotherapy machine and nothing else. That's that's the way this looks like. Yeah. Just want to, so we should we should be very careful with these kind of things. And if you are going to if you are going to do if you are going to portray these kind of things, you need to follow through because the trope that they copied with the naked girls uh, stacking cocaine or um, processing heroin or whatever. It's really in the American things that they copy. It's basically because these people are women of color and they are the easiest to pick on and objectify and all of that and all of that. That is why these kind of things are portrayed this this particular way. So it didn't make sense them trying to copy that and all that. So I think we should just um, be very mindful of that moving forward for filmmakers. Thanks. All right. So, so uh, please give us a quick summary. Um, yeah, I think I was, I think I was, a bit, I think I was, I was brief enough and I wasn't, I wasn't really going to say anything because I was trying to go down, but I mean, I, I just would, um, chip in, um, because of what the piggyback, what the last speaker spoke, I slightly disagree, um, especially when it comes to UDC, but I was, I'll say to everyone who's a filmmaker here in this space, because we don't really have any other space to tell ourselves this, but I think let's stick to nuances. Um, I think it's crucial. It's very important. Let's let's stick to our nuances and let that be the basis for whatever creative freedom that we want to explore. We need a, a we need to be we need a ground. We need a you know a base for for these things. Even in our character design, I think there's so many tropes that we could develop within ourselves. You know, and and just stick to before they become you know overly used conventional cliches. Um, and as well, I guess that solves, I think that solves predominantly a lot of our problems because, you know, if the checkbox is, would this happen, you know, here and how would it happen here? And, you know, how would X, X, and X and X person react with such a person from this background react? Like, you know, if we develop our characters to be well-rooted and our story world to be well-rooted within um, the plot line would have to sort of exist within the confines of of that, so that becomes the boundary. And 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 you know, I mean, the nudity thing. Honestly, yeah, you know, I because we're not again. It's the nuance. It's the nuances. Well, I don't think it has anything to do with our culture as opposed to their culture. I mean, I guess like the reasons why you know people prepping cocaine don't wear clothes and wear face masks is also so they don't get on there. It doesn't get on their clothes and they don't, you know, get high on it by, with the dust of it and all of that. Um, but huh? I think... Well, you didn't hear me. Oh, sorry, never mind. I, I said... Never mind. I, huh? Oh, never mind, never I said, mind. I just, I thought I okay. heard something. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that the reasons why women who prep cocaine don't wear shirts and clothes so it doesn't get on their shirts, on their clothes, and as well, they don't get high from the dust of it. That's what I think. Um, but again, I think, honestly, it's like, it's all vested in how we sort of tread our nuance, tread it through our nuances, tread it through us as a people. Um, so yeah, so everyone who's a storyteller, biggest summary for this film or takeaway from this film as a filmmaker, to look inward and, and always, you All know, right. have that be the basis for, for everything I do within the story. Cheers. All right.
Okay, thanks, Joseph. Uh, just summary, just a quick, you know, we've we've done our goods and our bads, just a general, you know, for we feel. All right, Vanessa. Oh, hi. Uh, my summary is now who did this show? Um, can we not do this again? Um, we generally would just appreciate a a well developed story with characters that are shown care people who are characters that are treated like people with motivations and actual care and like thoughts that's given versus all the gra gra and extra scenario just a simple story the beginning middle and end with characters that are fully fleshed out um i really would appreciate that for the rest of 2023 i'm praying on my knees for a fully fleshed out story, however simple it may be. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. Um, Paraventure. Yeah, just to um, buttress what I think Soso said, the story world is, is just lacking. Um, that's the main thing. It's the same problem I've had with AU and a, a few of the New York Alliance films. He tries to do things that just are not rooted in in Nigerian in they're not Nigerian enough. Even though they speak Pidgin and they use the same they just seem like the tropes borrowed from elsewhere and everyone acts in a way that's not Nigerian. That that's the biggest issue I have with this. Um and then they try to do things they're ambitious but then their resources do not quite match the ambition. So they fall flat regardless of how daring or how noble the attempts are. So unfortunately, yes, it's it's a terrible film. Sorry, a terrible series or film as as it was meant to be. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, thanks for adventure. Um Anika, please uh, give us a quick summary. So um yeah this I don't know how to say everybody has already said there's something that needs to be said and Look, I'm not against like making making stories that are fantasy and like summary. I'm summary. making the I'm, I'm I am saying a summary. I am saying a summary. I get that this thing is a fantasy, whatever, whatever type of story it is trying to tell, but everybody has what everybody else has already said is true. And um will I recommend this? Uh guys, this is just a typical um show. There's nothing really surprising or too afraid about it so yeah sure you can watch it if you have a if you want to watch it you can watch it if you don't want to watch it watch something better or watch something greater i don't know whatever it's entertainment okay um, all right it's, yeah it's, it's it's not good entertainment but it's entertainment you can watch it or you cannot okay thanks all right, all right. Thanks, Erica. Thank all right fine um summary please all right. All right. Um, so I liked seeing my Nollywood faves, Chidi and Amy, working together again. But the storyline was barely there. The violence, the objectification were disturbing. What made me stay was the acting, the nostalgia for old Nollywood and having to discuss this on film club. I think that's the most, the heaviest reason. 
this series to carry whatever remaining innocence I was holding on to, gone with the wind. I would have loved to see the women of Shantytown shown with a level of sensitivity, and I wish they were given the opportunity for the viewer to humanize them. Um, I would say watch at your own risk because it was so heavy and it was so hard to get through. I can't lie. Thank you. Thanks, Fai. That's a pretty decent summary. Thank you. Uh, uh, me. please give us your summary. Uh, to me, there was always got to wait one, two or three seconds for the word to me. Oh, uh, to me, okay, you... yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, okay, my summary for I think I'm just going to overuse this word now. <laughs> my summary for Shanty Town was that it was ambitious. Like someone said, it was a portfolio film. Everybody was just trying to come and show us what they could do. I just wish they kind of putting more effort into making sure that what they're actually doing actually made sense story-wise. And see, basically, Nollywood, please, 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 I'm very, very sure we can do better in terms of story. That's just, yeah, that's just it. All right, thanks so much, Amy. All right, Jide, um, if you give us a summary of what you thought of um, Shantytown. Hey, hi! Did you, did you guys say Jide? I, I, I did say oh, Jide, yes, yes but okay. probably, probably made two shots. Yeah. So quickly, um, I mean, this great space here. Like everyone has said, there's been positives and the negatives, but for me, I saw like a good evolution in the industry in terms of. I mean, I'm seeing some good effects that is happening now. Uh, seeing cinematography, being, I mean, there's like some positive angles I'm seeing there that I usually will not see in other Hollywood films. Uh, development side, definitely story, plot, the writing itself, the whole conversion from film to series, that sort of conversation, I hope it stops because this is, I think this is like the second major high level one that was converted from a film into a series. That's not the direction which you keep going. Uh, you can't just in post-production choose to make something different. Uh, but all in all, on an indie budget or indie, indie producers getting this done uh, with no backing from, I mean, the major streamers at the time they shot it, I think is a good positive vibe for them. Uh, still lots of room to improve, but um, yeah, that's it. Just um, And Chidi was awesome. I think that was like the highlight for the film, uh, for the series itself. All right, that's it for me. Thanks for that, GJ. Um, appreciate the I think Mrs. C. Yes. Would you uh, like me to summarize? Please do. Okay. Um I appreciate the use of a BBA in the film. I thought that in the show, whatever. I thought that was great. Um I somewhat respect the ambition. Um but in summary, I, I want to reiterate to Nollywood that we don't need them to go big or, or go home. <laughs> I promise we will watch something small and contained and well done and we will love it. Um, a story is fundamental. You can give me all the shiny shit you want to give me. And if there's no story there, it's worth almost nothing to me. I'm sorry. Um, I think I respect the ambition, but I think the show lacks focus. Um film lacks focus and then the show lacks focus and I think if there was more focus it would have been a much better viewing experience for everyone involved um, just on a side note I started watching The Wire great example of focus 
All right. That's not compare one of the best ever TV series ever written to Shantytown. But I in um Shantytown I uh, I liked um I liked some things. I can't remember what I liked. I said them in the beginning, but overall, in summary, I I didn't like this. This was a chore to get through. Um, the writing is quite bad. The directing is quite bad. Um, a lot of the acting is, is quite bad. I think Chidi is fine. Uh, I could I could just see. I just I feel like Chidi's performance is, is Chidi is wasted potential. Um, somebody said mentioned on this space that he could have been um, like the choice was lazy, and I don't disagree with that. It is if you pick somebody, if you picked any actor in, in Nollywood to do a bad person, I think they give you the, uh, yeah, that voice. I, it's just what he did. Um, I, I, it's not that I'm saying he's not capable of doing better. Uh, I mean, it's not, he's, he wasn't capable of um, doing something that could have been particularly great, but the script did not allow him. Um, so script, uh, directing, performances were, huh? Um. Yeah, I don't particularly like the lighting. Some of the production was good, but the lighting was overly flashy for the grittiness that it was going for. Um. So yeah, this was just not for me. Um. And if you like it, uh, good luck to you. All the best. All right. Uh thank you for everyone who has has done the journey. This has been like almost a five-hour journey. Um, thanks a lot for our speakers. Thank a lot for our listeners. We do do this every Sunday. Next Sunday promises to be at least better. We're talking about Brotherhood next week. Um, it's, it was the highest grossing film of the calendar year um, uh, of 2022, if that's how you, if you're fine with calculating things like that. Um, it's on Prime. It, it drops on Prime this Friday. Um, and we'll be discussing it next sun- next Sunday. I think hopefully that gives us something to be a bit more excited about. Um, it's a film that I've been re- getting a lot of um, positive views, and I can't wait to discuss that with uh, a lot of you. Give us a follow if you want to do this. Um, um, you can also rate and review shows on Nully Data, including Shantytown, which will drop at some point this week i imagine by monday it will be on there if you want to rate and review it but there are other movies on there that we've spoken about that you can discuss so um thank you again for joining we really appreciate you and we'll we'll see you next week hopefully uh thanks again to our speakers bye-bye bye thanks for listening to the episode if you enjoyed listening and would like to join live just follow us on twitter at iroko critic and join us every sunday 6 p.m West African time on our spaces.